Hello, I'm Johnny5 and this is the Weird Science DC Comics Podcast. Yes, I have fallen on hard times since the days of short circuit, but a man's got to work, you know what I mean? I am here to tell you that this is a spoiler-filled podcast, so if you haven't read this week's books, you might want to before listening. Enjoy the show and if you know Steve Gutenberg, ask him why he is not returning my calls. Our guests are arriving on time, to the second. They always do. And you always act like it's a miracle. My dear Tattoo, when each guest is paying $50,000 for a three-day stay on Fantasy Island, he or she deserves miracles. Right, boss. show up with except that i am the boy with the toys eric shea and i'm jim warner and this is episode 57 of the best goddamn dc comics podcast that i can think of and it's the official unofficial podcast of weird science dc comics hi eric hi how are you nobody gives a shit how i am i'm gonna be nice tonight oh jesus christ i'm gonna have a good time i got right. a lot of crap all week for being <laughs> negative so now i'm gonna give you the uh jim warner who is all happy and I'm going to shit out sunshine right. and smile rainbows. What do you think of that? I want to see how you're going to smile rainbows. I'm, I'm actually smiling kind of serious. rainbows. Hello and welcome, Eric. This is Weird Science Podcast for the week of February 6th, 2016. And it's the positive tip tonight. And I just want to know, do you think a lot anybody who reviews comics, you know, they seem to think that they're against us or whatever. You think they listen to the podcast? I, I wouldn't think so. Well, if they do, I want them to send me a note this week and tell me why the fuck we do what we do. I can't figure it out. I really can't because I'm telling you, um, do we get the idea or do you get the idea that throughout the week and throughout all the time we've had a site, do you think that people often tell us positive things about DC? Are they always saying how great DC is and how much no. they love DC Comics? Absolutely not. So what you're saying is they like to bitch and moan about DC Comics. Yeah, that's, that's people, what, man. what happens when we give a bad score? Or a score that uh, everything turns topsy-turvy? Oh, yeah, they love is it, it all it to you, is it Is it the same in your mind of when a guy bitches and moans about his wife or girlfriend, and then the minute that you agree, they turn on you? Because I, I think that's what it's like, and I, I've had <laughs> enough. Also, they uh, it, this goes all. I have a whole – when people have complained, they hate the new 52. How many mm. times we hear that? Over and over again. Over and over, and we always – me and you both say we like the new 50. Sure do. Uh, they don't like that DCU, right? And we had our problems with it. I don't really care for the DCU okay. myself. So what happens when they announce Rebirth? They People bitch. People go nuts. They're fucking bitching them out. I'm telling you, I'm not talking about uh, the usual suspects that are of what I would consider our friends. That, uh-huh. Because if they're sitting there, there's like Brandon there is like, that son of a bitch. I, uh, no, because <laughs> you know what? I get the idea. I know... I know where he's coming from. It's these people who show up on the site or maybe on Tumblr and just, you know, cause issues. I, I don't like them, Eric. I don't like them. Unless and they're complaining about me. The, the, the other thing is, like, you, you know when people say that you, you have a small penis and mm-hmm. then you pull it out of your pants and then you get arrested? Why, how does that happen? That's they, a challenge right there. Stuff, and you got to go for you, that challenge. And then they bet you, listen, I bet you can't suck your own cock. 
and then when you do it and you finish on your face, then you they, get, finish, they get Jim. disgusted then. Yeah, no, you never Why finish. Why do they is, get disgusted? They teach that in but they school. told you to do it. They bet you you couldn't do it. This is this is the same thing. They These never all bet go you together. to finish. Or like you have a uh, a certain monster podcast. Mm-hmm. That has like some sort of party going on in it, right, and then right. you follow them on Twitter, and they don't follow you back, Eric. What's going on with that? What <laughs> is going guys. on with that, Eric? You tell me. I, I can't tell you what's finish going on. Finish on your own face, Eric. Finish don't ever finish on your face. We are proud members of both the Comics Podcast Network and the We Be Geeks Network. I've got my falsetto back. Proud. I, if you can <laughs> tell too. It actually, we start talking and it's starting to hurt again. My throat. I don't know what it is, but uh, it's just a podcast. I've got it back a little. I've got the falsetto. I might even serenade you later. Oh, you good. Never know. But you can follow us on Twitter at Weird Science DC. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash/weirdsciencedccomics. You can follow us on our site at weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com and also on Podbean at weirdsciencedccomics.podbean.com. Eric and I always beg and plead. For people to rate and review us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download the podcast, and nobody listened last week. That's true. He goes up to people on the streets, and I do. they have no idea what he's talking about. And again, that's when I whip out my penis, and I say, see, more than average size, my friends. Out, man. More than average out, size. Uh, yeah, and guess what we did last night? We stayed up late. Sure did. Because we recorded the pilot episode, Eric, of the Just for the Hell of It podcast. It's all about breakfast cereal. Just for the Hell of It. It's, it's, you know what? There's two things that's about. Breakfast cereal and me being an awful person. Awful son. Is that how what you get from that podcast? Yeah, actually, you're more than just an awful son. You are an awful person all you around. Even, you said that I was like Macaulay Culkin and the good son. Yeah, and but that's he good, was actually right? more he was, that, he was the good guy in that, right? He hit it. You did not. Elijah Wood, he was bad. No, no. He was the hero of the piece. Really? I, you mean when Macaulay threw that dummy off the freaking bridge and the people skidded and crashed? That wasn't good? Or when he shot that dog with that bolt gun? Yeah. No. He none was of that screwed was good. Up. See, look, ah, look what happens when you go Macaulay. You don't have yeah. a career. You're freaking, like, don't, uh, Elijah, don't go full Frodo. Macaulay. That's the new one. Don't go full <laughs> don't Macaulay. Go full but yeah, we're going to have the pilot episode of that podcast. It'll probably go up on Friday. Just for the hell uh, of it. We're trying to work out a little echo issue. And, Just uh, for it's, the hell of it. It's an hour and a half long. It's a lot longer than we thought it was going to be. Well, we also talked for about two hours beforehand like we did tonight. Oh, my God. And I don't know why we do that. We are gluttons for punishment. Reggie actually uh, messaged me right before we went on tonight, or was supposed to go on, and said, oh, man, I took a nap. I feel great. I'm you son of a bitch. (laughs) I'll kill you. But uh, it's also Super Bowl weekend. Sure is. Uh, Who do you want to win? Panthers. Two of you. Yeah. You want the Panthers, huh? You're like my son, Rafe. I like Guy, Cam Newton. Freaking Eagles fan. Next thing you know, he's freaking. He loves Cam Newton and <laughs> thinks Luke Kuechly is the the next coming of Jesus Christ. For but he's crying been out saying loud. that for a while. Yeah, he thinks Luke Kuechly looks a lot like uh, Tom Welling, mm-hmm. and he is mad because they have termed Luke Kuechly Captain America, but he thinks he should be Superman. But the problem is, Cam has Cam's a Superman, Superman celebration, yeah. and I don't know that I I like Cam. I think he's a lot of fun. He's got that infectious smile that does something to me. Sure does. But the problem is a lot of people are uh, lashing out at Cam this week. And uh, it's it's kind of shitty. And it, to me, it's it's a lot of racism. 
I don't know, you know, if this is getting uh, more political, I guess, or what would this wow. be? I'll get on my soapbox. Well, they don't like it because he does all the celebrations, and quarterbacks aren't supposed to do that. And what they're fun. saying is white quarterbacks aren't supposed to do it. Yeah, it's fun. It's real fun. I like him. Guy looks for kids. Hell yeah. I don't mean on the... the... <laughs> no, he does. It's Aww. fun. It's, the whole thing's fun. I don't know. People just don't like him because he's... But the Panthers are a fun team. Fun. I'm all about fun. Yeah. I want to see them. I'm sorry. The Eagles have been like out for a while. Have, yeah. I need something to root for. I would like to have Peyton win a uh, second Super Bowl before he retires, but I think that it is Cam's year. I, I do as well. I think that the only way that the Broncos are going to win is if they take Cam out, and I think they're going to try, and if I was them, I'd break his fucking leg. <laughs> the first chance I could get, I don't even care. You send. This is what you do in hockey. You send a freaking enforcer out. Right. A guy you don't care the about. Goon. If this guy, yeah, you send the goon out. The guy, all he has to do after a play, go up, break his goddamn leg, he gets kicked out of the game. <laughs> so be it. He wasn't going to play anyway. Don't cripple Cam. You get cripple him. Actually, Rafe was coming up with a version of the um the direct tv uh the super or the football ticket I got commercial you. I'm and cam it was i'm cam newton no it was for some reason race was i'm cam newton and the other one was i'm paraplegic cam newton oh and everything God. was like i'm cam newton i celebrate after a, a touchdown i'm the paraplegic cam newton I can't move. I cry when I wake <laughs> then, up. Then the one was something about, like, oh, I'm Cam Newton. Me and my wife go out there, and then I'm paraplegic Cam Newton. My wife left me after the accident, <laughs> and I was laughing so hard. It was so, it was so bad. But, yeah, he had a whole bunch of them. He, it was crazy. Then we came up with this as an idea. I'm going to pitch this idea right now. Uh, Just think of this commercial. You have Cam Newton. You have him in a classroom. And uh, on the door, it's Cam Newton's... Uh, Touchdown celebration school. Mm-hmm. And you go in, and there is Peyton Manning. You got Eli. You got all these guys. And, and Cam's trying to teach them how to do the celebrations, right. and they can't do it because they're white. Because they're white guys. Yeah. And even you can even throw Archie Manning. Yeah, and all, oh, he also wanted uh, Archie Manning doing yeah, it. It's so funny, though. He wants uh, freaking, what's his name? Uh, Joe Namath to okay. show up with the fur coat. That's part of it, too. <laughs> oh, he was coming up with all these crazy things, but the paraplegic Cam Newton was the no, best. No, that is the best. It was so good. He just and then it was like I, I when I found out about Directv, I ran right to my cable t- uh, supplier. I couldn't run. I don't. <laughs> I can't feel my feet. <laughs> Something like that. And he was laughing. Oh, he loved it, Eric. And it's time for the news. Oh shit. Yep. You ever do? You ever do crack? No. Do you think that crack tells you to get up in a goddamn tree and play a leprechaun? Being someone who's never done crack, I couldn't tell you. I don't know that that would tell you. I don't know. So I, I did a lot of drugs when I was young. There yeah. were certain things I knew not to do. You, you have that other. You have that other bit of uh, audio. <laughs> the one you love? Oh yeah. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. All I gotta do is look up in the tree. Who else seen the leprechaun? Say yeah! 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 yeah. See, I was I was Get in a bad hyped. mood. I was in a bad mood going into this. That that cheers me up every time. All I do is think of that guy's fucking grill and that smile. <laughs> he is so happy. That guy's the happiest that guy. Shrug. I hope that that guy has has had a good life. 
because he just seems so happy. I could just see him now. He's like beaten down. And like he's got like seven kids. Like, come on, Dad. You see a leprechaun? Say yeah. And he just slaps that kid right upside the fucking head. I was and then the guy comes in with that goddamn flute. Doo, 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 doo. I was telling you earlier in the week. I have a few I'm going to do for the next couple of weeks. But eventually, it just might become that guy. I so want that happy. guy. I told you to have that ready because it's going to happen later on when when I get down. <laughs> I want that guy. That guy picks me up. And that guy time. will get down. That guy may make me get up in the tree and act like a leprechaun. And I want to know what that lady who sounds so much like Wanda Sykes that I think that she might have been in Mobile uh, getting her crank yankers shit ready. Um, what do you think in that <laughs> crank lady? Crank yankers. That, Jesus Christ. That lady's in the car there. What do you think it, it, she thinks acts like a leprechaun is? Do you think it's doing that fucking Some jig? guy gets up in a tree. I just puts a green vest on. Green I shirt on, yeah. where she thinks this crack is making this guy. There would be a person up there shitting their pants, sitting there in a tree. You don't just act like a leprechaun and then disappear. I don't understand what she thinks. I think she's the crackhead. Actually, she she is the second best part. I know you love the guy with the flute. Oh, God, yeah. She's the, the second best. And in fact, when we first saw that video, my wife really took to that lady. She really <laughs> liked that. But boy, you all see a leprechaun say, yeah, that yeah. guy's the best. And in fact, if that guy did not hire himself out for parties, he he missed out. That guy could have traveled the country just starting out. Fight. He should have started like well, baseball games I'm, with that. I'm telling you, man, I didn't want to ruin the surprise, but this year for your birthday. He's there. Um, yeah. Hey, y'all want to see a birthday cake? Say yeah. He just yeah, does yeah, all yeah. that. That's all he does. <laughs> y'all want to see a, a baseball game? Say yeah. Actually, no, fuck it. I wheel in a cake. He comes popping. Y'all want to see a party? Oh, he's say so yeah. good. He comes out of the cake. I'm like, I'm not eating that cake. <laughs> guy you looks don't a little eat this dirty. Cake. He's like, anybody want to see bum fights? Say yeah. Yeah. I, kinda see, I would kind of want to see a bum fight. Do you, have any, up. do you think there's audio? There was audio because I think one of the bums ended up doing bum surgery, like bum dentistry, I think part of yeah. that was. Did, do you remember the bum fights a lot? I do remember Did them, you yeah. enjoy the bum uh, hunter? I could not, the... No, I could not watch them. <laughs> I felt bad about so, myself afterwards. That was so bad. At one point, they actually uh, had the uh, the tape and taped up the one, and I think that the, the bum – thought that he was going to get raped and then killed. There yeah, was pure assault, fear in his eyes. Pure fear. And you know that those guys ended up getting all the money from the sale of that video, and I believe three of them died within a week. Good times. Yeah, it's good stuff. But we're talking about the news, Eric. We're going to go sure to on. good news. I know this thing is already off the wheels, and we'll hear about that in the listener mail. People don't like that, Eric. No, they do they not. don't like that, and they do not like me and you. All right, Supergirl. Yeah, really. Yeah, I'm like the worst now. Supergirl Flash crossover is happening, Eric. Yeah, that's crazy, right? We said uh, Greg Volante like a... kind of threw the gauntlet down. Remember, he kind of said that, "Hey, uh, hey everybody look, else wants it, it, but it's you." Not up to me, though. Yeah, I think that's what did it. CBS has announced that CW's The Flash will appear in an upcoming episode of Supergirl in a special crossover event. This is what actually made me laugh too, because all of this talk. I never really got the idea of which show would be where. Right. And in fact, I thought they were going to appear separately in each of the shows. But it looks like, like they did with Arrow. I thought yeah, it's just going to be Flash and Supergirl. The episode will air Monday, March 28th on CBS, which also makes me think that this was in the works way before uh, they let it out, Eric. And I when, believe that as well. When Greg Berlante was saying that he's being cute. I think he knew it was happening. Well, hopefully. I'm telling you, I just picture the execs coming after the interview and it's like, you, you know, you just could have said, I don't know, instead of throwing us under the bus, yeah, asshole. He's like, no. He's like, you know. Wink, wink. 
we'll we'll be like DC and make up shit and then not announce stuff and then we'll announce it and I don't know and everybody's nonsense we are so incredibly excited to announce something that we have dreamed of happening since we started making Supergirl the Flash and Supergirl are teaming up said Greg you mean Berlanti a couple months ago and Andrew Kreisberg exactly it says both of them says that they say a sing song together it's like fucking row 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 your boat here's you think that's I think that we're so we have dreamed of this happening I think the big thing would be to have Superman on the show the Flash that's fine but <sighs> now I'm telling you, if they had Superman on, it would just ruin it for me. Unless it was Henry Cavill, and then that would ruin it because you, because you don't watch it anyway. Yeah, I, I don't watch. it. Are no. you going to watch this episode? Actually, I will. Flash on it. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Are you going to watch this episode? I said that I will. Okay, you will. Executive producers of both shows say we want to thank Grant Gustin for making the time to come visit. Yep. <laughs> on top of this, visit. Yeah, he's, he's doing this paid. pro bono. He's oh, I don't know, man. Paid. <laughs> and hey, and all the folks at CBS, the CW, Warner Brothers, and DC hey, Grant, for you working get paid this more? out. Yes. And finally, thanks to the fans and journalists who have kept asking for this to happen. It is our pleasure, and we hope to create an episode worthy of everyone's enthusiasm and support. Thing well, is, they created the hype. And I was just going to end the news here. I wanted to add this because this this is a story from Newsarama, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, while fans have clamored for such a crossover since Supergirl has announced, was announced, both the show's producers as well as various networks and executives have been cagey. <laughs> Ca- there it is again about the possibility. What is this word? That either this guy from Newsarama just loves to write this word, cagey, or this is what I, – I, I have not heard that word in news stories or anything in a long, long time, but yet we've heard it now twice, and Greg Berlanti is always involved. He, that's his ride. He's a cagey fellow. He's like, listen, as long as you say I'm cagey, yeah, he doesn't know what cagey means. He thinks that means good looking. Uh, recently, however, the primary producer of both shows, Greg Berlanti, said that the possibility was greater than ever. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, Eric, there is that is news. Uh, you, you, so you said you would watch it. I do not watch either. Supergirl or The Flash, and March 28th will come and go without me seeing any of it. And March 29th, I'll tell you all about it. And March 29th, you'll say, it was bullshit, it was not a different Earth, and I no, don't understand. Be. It's got to be. If it's not, I would fucking Well, it. I heard, now this is something I heard in the, another podcast. Now, I heard that Tom Welling was approached to be on um, Supergirl. And okay. I thought it was going to be like almost like how they had the other characters, like Dan yeah. Kane and stuff, that he would play another character. And then in, on this podcast, at least, they said that he was approached to play an older Superman. Right. And that the Supergirl would have taken place in the Smallville universe. Right. And it uh, it doesn't make sense. I'd kind of be okay. Well, with that. Su- how Supergirl is in the show. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and yeah, it's not you, Supergirl. Yeah, you're right. So it just doesn't make I sense. I couldn't think and of a goddamn reason why they no, didn't. No, I don't. Oh, it's Supergirl. Yeah, no, and I don't know that this podcast just got the news wrong because I I didn't really see that, but it, it bothered me. I just wanted to mention <laughs> it, and I like Tom Welling because you know Luke Keekley looks like him. He's aged down there like right fifty now. goddamn years in Smallville, and it looks <laughs> That's like. That's why they want him to play the old Superman. How old is Tom Welling now? Thirty? He's no, he's got to be older than me. Seventy? Um, in my mind, he's got to be like thirty-five to thirty-seven. Really? That old? That makes me feel old as well. Uh, this next story makes me feel old too. Our right. King James 
joining the Team Titans. Team King Titans. James. Kim, King James. I can't talk tonight. I say that every episode. LeBron James is taking his game to another field, Eric. <laughs> the animation field. Oh, In an upcoming yeah. episode of Teen Titans Go, the basketball star is scheduled to join the show for one, uh, one episode as himself to help the team vanquish a ghost and a haunted amusement park. This is totally playing off Scooby-Doo oh, and Globetrotters. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic. The episode will air February 11th at 6 p.m. on Cartoon Network. The only thing I don't like about it, I hate LeBron James. I can't stand him. Why don't they get Stephon Curry? Get him, not LeBron James. Get, like, one of those new guys that out there, like Dr. J. Oh, yeah, one of the new guys. One of those guys. you know, Magic like Johnson. Scotty Pippen. <laughs> uh, he's around, right? He needs work. Scotty Pippen. Luke Keekley. Eric. Luke Luke Keekley. Keekley. Is he on here now? No, he is not. The appearance is part of a promotion between Turner Network, who owns Cartoon Network and the NBA to promote Turner's coverage of the NBA All-Star Game. Here's a quote. LeBron James. Oh, no, this is actually almost like the synopsis of the show. LeBron James makes an appearance as an animated version of himself on Cartoon Network's hit series Teen Titans Go. The episode titled The Cruel Giggling Ghoul. Includes the Titans on a trip to an amusement park to see James, only to get involved in solving a mystery. I yeah, wish that they had the done. money or whatever to do it so that it would be like a uh, Space Jam, where it's actually the live-action LeBron James. Really? I'd you want to do that? that. Yeah. I'd that doesn't make that. any goddamn sense. I would you go will with probably that. watch this, won't you? I may. It actually it makes me kind of giggle. I'm like the giggling ghoul himself, Eric. Yeah, I'm cruel you. and giggling. <laughs> but no, I think that it'll be pretty fun. Like you said, it it does remind me of uh, Scooby Doo, and also of that, Kiss and that goddamn the, mystery. It also reminds me of that Kiss movie, The Phantom of the Park. Oh right. Ah uh, yes, that's good stuff. What uh, about when Kiss came and met Scooby Doo? Uh, Kiss has met everyone, and they probably <laughs> fucked freaking Velma and fucking Daphne and Fred. What do you think of that? Fred's a goer. Yeah, he is. He's a shower as well. But this next story, Eric, I don't like. One million moms still hates Lucifer. That's well, why the would they stop hating it? And what it. they want you to do now is call up K Jewelers. This is so weird. What do you think of that? They want you to call up K Jewelers now. And here's the thing. I went to their website, and they actually have where you can click and email or actually call K Jewelers. I don't know if this calls just a random K now, Jewelers in your area. Why Why are they freaking bothering K Jewelers? Because they're a sponsor of Lucifer. So oh, okay. they want you to call all these. And I, I don't know. Some together. poor guy answers a K Jewelers. And they and I, I don't know. Who calls K Jewelers? I think that you would call K Jewelers only to ask their hours. Yeah. Wouldn't you think? What do you Hey, I, you got some of them pink diamonds over there, buddy. I'm, saying, I'm not a Rockefeller. I'm not But you know what I'm saying. What, what else would you call and ask K Jewelers over the phone? Hey. How's it going? Hey, uh, you got some jewelry you, over there. You, you got some jewelry? Is yes, it nice? we do. By the way, I hate Lucifer. And you say that, and they're going to be like, well, I'm not a big fan of the devil myself, but you know what? <laughs> to each his own. I do but, have a little bit of sympathy for the devil. Yes. And then freaking put hey, it on. Yeah. You're not writing this, this, what do they call it? The freaking script or whatever here. <laughs> the freaking sympathy for the devil. This uh, this story, I actually just threw a bunch of things together. I, I do like that guy's uh, thing that he wrote last time. 
yeah. with the set. But I went and I actually looked at that guy and looked at everything he's done on Newsarama, mm-hmm. and nothing else has that that fucking flavor that, that he had. Oh my god, that, was, that guy was on. You know, like sometimes you do a review and you come in the next day, you're like, boy, I was on. I had the references going. Yeah. I think that guy was like he the the gods aligned. Van Lucifer. In this one, he actually, the only thing that I laughed at this Turns one, out he's and a I, Satanist. Huh. I didn't write this down fully, but he uh, he said that the one million moms were uh, were uh, numeral uh, something. It was, it was actually funny, like they were idiots, because you know what? That one million moms, how, how many people do you think they're trying to get you to think are involved in this organization? Uh, I'd say at least a million. I would say a million, right? It's funny because I looked and they have a Twitter account that has less followers than Weird Science there. People hate that us. Is, yeah, that is ridiculous. But I also looked into this. Their past protests were against J.C. JCPenney's. And the Muppets. These are two of the things that they've Who protested the in the past. Have a why, thing the why were they against J.C. Penney? I don't give a shit me? about J.C. Penney. Fucking they the Muppets. Because they had a same-sex couple in an ad. That's How why they didn't they? like them. And uh, the Muppets are too damn sexy. They what? had. They said that the Muppets. That here's the thing. They're, they're confused. Holy they're, shit. No, they're confused I'm because touch myself. I think that when they see Muppets, they thought Sesame Street because they were mad because the Muppet Show, that new Muppet Show, uh-huh. had a more uh, humor that was targeted towards adults, and it always did. It always did. It always did. And I think that, that was the, how the freaking the 78 show was so great. That's exactly. I think they were confused and thought that they were the sesame street but yeah they're, they're idiots and oh, i i looking into it what the, these jackasses do is they target things that they try to like they get the idea we can target this and it'll be canceled because of poor ratings and then we'll crow that it was us right uh, because one of the things i saw I, I actually told you about this they targeted the show the new normal which in that show there was a gay couple Right. And they wanted to uh, have a, sur- a surrogate, have a kid for them. And they were all against us. Oh, same-sex couples. Oh, having kids. This is ridiculous. Oh, my God. And they went through this whole thing like the Bible tells us this and that because all they are a religious hate group. Right. And they, why wouldn't they have targeted Modern Family? Because it's the same exact thing. and Because they know that it's not going to get canceled. And then they can't say, yep, we were victorious. And what happens is – when you're targeted by this group, you know your ratings suck, and then that's where you get scared. But <laughs> Lucifer, hopefully Lucifer's ratings go up, and they'll just disappear from this. They will stop protesting the show. It's uh, an awesome I don't show. Know. I, I know you really like it. I don't know that it's going to succeed, and it's not because either. of one million moms. <laughs> it's because it's – I don't know. I don't get a lot of buzz from it. I hear some other podcasts I listen to, and it's like 50-50. Some really like it, and they say like you do – that it's hilarious, it's you know really funny, has a lot of crazy stuff, and then other people just are against it. Seems that people who were actually fans of the character in Sandman right. do not like the show because See, it doesn't represent. That's where I have a difference. I don't yeah. have any connection to the character in comics. It's funny, you know. I watch this show, have a talk all about DC comics. Have no connection to this character. I don't even see it as a comic like yeah. um, TV spinoff. Yeah, it's it's funny too because if you actually had a lot of things like they were like if they had a lineup, somebody had a lineup and like oh you should watch these comic book uh, TV shows. I, I think they would actually forget this. They might even forget I Zombie too because you know what everybody else has. Boom! Hey! Oh! Hey! Hey! Next bit of news, Eric, and the final bit of news for the night is rebirth rumors. All right. And. All week, 
there was a lot of rumors coming out. And yes, I will say right now they did come from Bleeding Cool. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I hate that site, correct? I've heard that. I do not like them. And I do not like them for the reason why they had these rumors. It's because <laughs> I think that they're gossip mongers. But for whatever goes about, they... They had the scoop. They seem to have the scoop on Rebirth. And they've been kind of right. So, and I'll go with these rumors. I don't know that they're all 100% true. Uh, it does seem to be something where nobody's saying they're wrong. I'm saying no one's see, like no one's denying it to us. Yeah, and I don't see anything like I don't see DC on Twitter saying no, or I don't see these creators saying no. Uh, but yeah, a lot of rumors went down. I'm just going to go through these and we'll right. uh, have a little discussion about them. Uh, the first bit: DC will release a rebirth number one issue uh, for each of the books in June. So any book that it's going to go through this rebirth, they will have a number one issue uh, titled, say, Batman Rebirth Number One. Right. Uh, followed by the actual number one issue of this series then, uh, either later that month for the double uh, shipping books, which I'm not saying bi-monthly anymore, bi-weekly. I'm saying double shipped. How do you all like right. that? Double um, shipped. Okay, bi-monthly gets confusing. Right? Yes, yeah, so uh, they'll all get a number one. Then the the ones that are double shipped will be in June. The others will follow in July, say like a Detective Comics, which we heard was only going to be once a month. They'll have the... Rebirth number one, Detective Comics Rebirth number one in June, and then in July they'll have the number one issue. And this is only, it's a it's a monetary thing. Damn right it is. You're getting two number one That's issues. smart. People love it. I put it, my whole thing is this is just a way to double up the amount of number one issues slash smart. And I know people probably cry and say, oh, this is bullshit, whatever. No, this, yeah. this is business. Yeah, And this is good business. You're, gonna, you're not going to get the same story. It's of fine. Of everything that I see in this whole goddamn rebirth so far smartest thing that they're doing and i agree they gotta recoup that terrible 2015 they had yes and again like i think what you just said though i wasn't listening to you because i don't pay attention to anything you say Uh you are not getting an extra issue you're not having to pay anything extra these are part of the in the you know the amount detective comics a story it's just number one number one and detective yeah if you were a fan of detective comics you don't have to buy an extra issue it's just you're going to have a uh, rebirth. And then the only thing that uh, makes me wonder, though, is a lot of these things, what they're saying is these number one rebirth issues, not fully, like, uh, told what to do. Like, some, they're like, oh, just do what you want. Really? And, uh, yeah. A lot of this. Oh, that's A lot of what I'm reading now, this is just <laughs> A lot rumors, of willy-nilly lot nonsense. Of, yeah, it's a lot of willy-nilly. And it's a lot of, like, well, this guy, so what you're going to possibly get is some books rebooting, some books not, and even worse to me than say the New Fifty Two with the Batman continuity and the, yeah. you know. So I'm sure that they would say something along the lines. They they have not set up all this Court of the Owl stuff and Dick Grayson stuff just to end it in a month. Yeah. So I think that some of these books, like oh, you're going to have to do this or at least do this, but it does not seem that you know organized. Which is, is sad. Goddamn DC. Um, but yeah, I read, it seems the only ones that I could kind of say from the rumors that are going to be these double ship titles are mm-hmm. Batman and Superman and the Trinity comic that we'll right. talk about in a little bit. I'm sure the Justice League will be. Uh, we'll talk about the Justice Society. I don't know, but I, I would guess that that might be as well. Uh, but we'll see. But That'd be a that, weird one to double ship. I, I don't know. I think they're going to try to double ship anything they can. Uh, the next one, Tom King is supposedly going to be the new writer on Batman. 
and I'm all about it. And I love that. And I'm saying, he's he's so hot right now. He's so hot right now. So hot right now. Uh, he has just done right calling now. Tom King Hansel. He is Hansel. He's so hot right now. Grayson, this is what he writes right now. Grayson Omega Man, Sheriff of Babylon, a Futurama comic, and The Vision at right. Marvel. And that he's he is he's hot right now. And I wish that DC would make him exclusive just to DC. They don't do that usually. And the other thing is I don't know that a Tom King would even go with that now. He huh? he's hot. Now, why me, would you do that? Throw money at him. Yeah, I know. Get, you say do. come here and just write for us, please. But it's just, you know, you, please. you can at least try. But yeah, I wish that he would. I'll give you a uh, blowski. Yeah, I wish that he would go or a hand job. I wish that he nobody wants. No, no, do not offer that. You this go also goes the mouth, and he's going to turn yes. you down flat. This goes hand to hand. A good segue uh, uh, with Grayson supposedly being canceled, and I love Grayson. That is mm-hmm. one of my favorite books. It's one of my favorite books of the New Fifty Two, even though it's not, you know, it wasn't a launch title of the New Fifty Two, but I loved it. And it's about time that that does end. To me, it's kind of got a dead end with Spiral yeah, being involved. Its yeah, and I know that everybody's saying about Nightwing or whatever. I don't even care if it's just Dick Grayson leaving Spiral. Say he brings Spiral down, and he's right. leaving Spiral, and you can continue. I don't know why they couldn't continue by calling it Grayson, but I think that they're going to want to get back that Nightwing title. Yep, fans were outraged, and they yeah, still they are, were. even though it's a great fucking yeah. book. And then the next thing I have here, uh, we had already talked about it, Scott Snyder going on Detective Comics, and supposedly <laughs> it's going to go kind of hand-in-hand hand with Batman. Detective Comics and, and Batman will kind of interact a lot more than they have. Like, I don't mind that periodically, but for the most part, I want them to be two separate books. Yeah, I, I The way that this spelled out and the way I read it, it's not crossovers. It's more that whatever the continuity that's going on in Batman will make sense in Detective. That's how it kind of seems. I'm, I'm saying, when you say it like that, it almost seems like crossovers. Well, no, I'm saying if, if Batman in this one book uh, gets a scar right. from a fucking cockfight, He's going right. to have that in Detective it's a weird as well. Story, but I'll, I'll read it. Hey, it'd be pretty good. Or he, he decides to go surfing. What do they What do they call that surfing Batman? Sur- surfing Batman. Do they just call it surfing Batman. As well, far as I if, know, if Batman puts on those trunks, the Bermuda shorts, and Honolulu, he goes out, hi-ya. you may see them hanging up in his in his closet in Detective. It just seems like I. They mentioned in the story that it's more. It's almost like when you had uh, the Marvel. Star Wars uh, books where you'd have uh, Darth Vader and then the Vader down that they, you know, you don't have to read both, but you, most people did, but they at least make sense together. Yeah, I'm saying they all make sense together to me right now. I'm saying he's just doing different things. He's not like he has his one adventure over here. But you know, even even before this whole Batman thing, you had more of a uh, Bullock detective comics and Batman was the. I, I think that what they're saying is they're going to be more in. You know, they're going to be more recognizable together. Okay. Well, so I'll go with it. I have to see right. what that actually means. And this says the following books are being canceled, Eric. These are canceled, and some of these are seem to be canceled because there's going to be rebirth titles taking their places. Right. And these are Batman, Superman, and Superman, Wonder Woman. Right. They're both going to be canceled and replaced with the Trinity comic. Uh, which makes sense to me. The Trinity comic is going to be one of those. The, they're, they have Batman v Superman, and you have the Trinity. I think they're going to really push that again. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Uh, the Grayson comic st- uh, ending for Nightwing. 
Starfire ending and she's going to be on the Titans. That's that's kind of a stretch because you could still have both of those. There's I don't no want reason. both of those. Well, uh, no, nobody else does either. I am so happy that fun. fucking Starfire is gone and we get a Titans book. Yes. Um, a Titans Black, we can be proud of. Hopefully. Black Canary's done and she'll probably be in Birds of Prey. She's going to be in Birds? You don't say it. I forget. <laughs> I think it was Paul somebody or Brandon. I said if he fucking calls it Birds, I'm going to fucking go over and kill him. You're yelling <laughs> that at work. And I was like, and the thing is, you said that a couple times. You're like, I, I really dig a Birds book. Oh, yeah. And you kept saying it. And it was about the fourth time where all of a sudden <laughs> I was like, why the fuck are you calling it Birds? It, it was getting me so angry. First off, it, it plays off of that. I don't even like people in our area who call the eagles the birds. Right. It fucking drives me nuts. And uh, then you were saying it. It was like times eight. So I'm gonna you're saying fucking, you're mad now. I'm going to fucking kill you. Yes, I need something to kill me up. Yeah. You know what, Eric? I want a bird's book now. Damn right. Get that bird's book. The other one is Midnighter. And... <laughs> I these people with this Midnighter. I got so much crap on Tumblr about the Midnighter. I even gave it a decent score this week. Freaking people telling me that uh, I don't even want to get into it. I'll talk about it later. But yeah, well, some people. Gay bashing, uh, yeah, they were saying I was gay bashing. There's no mention of anything like that in the review, and then said that somehow no, I told you. The, the other big thing was uh, they said that. My intro. It's not told what you said. It's that, how you said it. Oh my god! They said my intro was uh, saying that it got good reviews and that's why it didn't sell. All no, I said. All I said was I was mad at people giving it perfect scores, thinking in my mind that somebody is going to go buy that book, and then not think it's a perfect score and get angry at it for no reason. I even put that is not Steve Orlando's fault. If somebody says this is a perfect book and somebody went and bought it and then it's like, this is a bunch of bullshit and then get mad at Steve Orlando. Poor Steve Orlando. No, nah, he writes a terrible book. I'm not going to. I, I don't like him. the book at all. I, I will talk about it later. Uh, I found I finally cracked the code of why I don't like it. And I'll tell you later. But, yeah, the people are saying <laughs> so like, I. yeah, people are saying that Midnighter is being canceled and possibly the authority, an authority book will come out. You're Who the really, fuck wants an authority you're book? You're rebirth and bring out an authority book. Uh, I, I'm sorry. I don't want to offend the five people out there. Big fans. I'm sure Ryan's over there. God damn it. When's Resurrection Man coming back? Is that <laughs> talking behind somebody's back, Eric, if I say no, it on, I don't on think the so. air? Is this Hold on, on the I'll, air? I'll call him up. I'm going to call him up. Hold on. Is this on? Yeah, it's on. Come on, Ryan. Resurrection Man. Seriously. <laughs> Fucking men at war. Men at war. Uh, when they announced those new 52 titles, and me and you kind of, we came in a little later, but yeah, new 52 not, got not us in. Far. And I remember, no, it was a couple months afterwards, but you would talk to me about it, and we went down. I remember I looked it up, uh, and I looked at the, and I was naming the titles. And I was like, I remember the one was, uh, ended up being one of my favorite books, uh, Frankenstein and the Agents of, remember I yes. used to just sit and there. Agents of Shade. Agents of Shade. But I remember going, Men at War, really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why didn't they? And I was just going to say, why didn't they have a Western book when they did? They did. Yeah, but that was a good one. Uh, it was okay. Mid Midnighter uh, canceled to possibly make uh, an authority book. I do not think that was going to happen. I'm not holding my breath for that. And the last one that they claim would be one, Dr. Fate. 
and me and you talked about this, and there was no mention. There's, so there's no mention of like, oh, Doctor Fate's uh, canceled because of this, that, and the other thing. It's canceled because nobody buys it, and it's horrible. Yes. But me and you said, would that not be a cool thing for? Uh, is it Khalid? I always forget. Khalid, yeah, Khalid, Khalid whatever. Khalid would join. We don't know how to pronounce names. He would join the Teen Titans. That'd be great. I mean, the, the young Teen Titans headed up I by said Damian it'd be Wayne. So cool. Because you've never had, as far as I know, a Dr. Fate on a Teen How could you have? No, you couldn't. I'm saying yeah. that would be just and amazing now, to throw him in there. Yeah, you have a teenage Dr. Fate. Why not utilize that? I think that would be awesome. I really do. He'd come in with that hoodie yeah. looking all cool, and people would talking tell him. Talking about to go, med school? Yeah, talking about med school. And else. then Damien would tell him to shut his fucking mouth. It would be great. So good. So yeah, I love that. good. Yeah, moving on, Eric, there's rumor that Peter Tomasi is the new Superman writer. And this makes sense. I makes didn't sense. see a lot of uh, hype on this one. I like Peter Tomasi. And he has been writing Superman Wonder Woman. I'll, I'll so tell that, you how I feel about him after this freaking huge crossover. Well, happened. that's the thing. He's going to have that uh, two-month, eight-issue Superman event. So yeah. why not give him Superman after that? And uh, to me, give put him on 20 books, Eric. The guy can, <laughs> guy can get shit down. 20 books. Just do it. Uh, in the meantime, there was an announcement by Greg Pak himself that he is leaving Action Comics after next uh, month's issue number 50. This was weird. Out of nowhere, he Very just, weird. he tweeted out, and he said, and yes, Action Comics number 50 will be my last issue of the series. It's been an incredible two years. Thanks so much to everyone at DC for the run. And I don't know. I have a feeling that he might be one of those guys. No, he's, he's going to be on Teen Titans. So hopefully he continues. Just seems weird. That seems like a goodbye to me. Yeah, like, it does. Hey, guys, thank, thanks all the DC fans. I'm out. Peace out. I'll see you. I'm off to Marvel. In in another thing where I was talking to you about how people were saying that these uh, the editors and stuff were just told, hey, just let them do what they want type right. of thing. A lot of people are bailing from DC like all around because things are just crazy, crazy. But maybe that's Greg Puck. Or I even thought you think that it's possibility that he's being cute about this That's what I was thinking. and that it's the new action comics or, you know <laughs> what i mean it's like something else uh because we did have a five questions with david messina a couple weeks ago on the site and in right. that i asked him what he was working on and then at the moment he said i'm working on action comics with greg puck and uh cooter aaron yeah. cooter and that has not come out, and it's nothing that's solicited that I think. I, I so that's ju- really odd. I just odd. imagine, though, and he's like, what are you working on right now? What do you mean, what am I working I'm working with this. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. I thought but, you were being an asshole. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like, you fuck you. Uh, well, he, you don't read my shit? Yeah, that's right. He's a uh, He does erotic comics, Eric. Sure does. David Messina, the king of erotic comics. But, yeah, that's uh, just – it's a shame. I really like Greg Puck's action comics. Sure. And I, I think he got handcuffed by these events, especially this truth event or whatever the fuck they want to call it now. Uh, it's kind of uh, kidnapped or fucking commandeered that book sure for does. a while now. And before that, I, I was really enjoying it. But then there's rumors of new books, and some of these we mentioned a little earlier on what they would replace. But there is a book that's rumored to be called The Superman. Right. I don't I have, have anything to add to this. I have a bunch of question marks after that yeah. one, and I don't know. We have the Trinity book, which I said makes sense with the movie. Uh, also, there was a Trinity book before, 
that uh, I was not aware of. Way, but you know, pre-Flashpoint, I believe right. it was. Uh, but people seem to like it. I don't know. I'm. I don't like the idea of it. You said you liked it. I do. Yeah, I don't know. I that to me. You got the Justice League already. So you got the Justice League. You have them with Hal and Barry, and then this is just when Hal and Barry go off. It just <laughs> what seems about Aquaman? like it just seems to yeah. Uh, uh, everybody forgets Aquaman. What about he Cyborg? Didn't, he, Aquaman didn't even get invited to fight freaking Parasite. Like J- <laughs> JLA or now honestly, I like the idea of this book. I want to see these characters together, and uh, if yeah, DC why did is I actually get Cyborg too, I, I forgot half of the Justice League. I'm saying that DC is finally doing something to promote themselves. I like that, but I would go crazy with them and just have a Batman Wonder Woman book. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I would more get more books in their individual families there. Um, and this will sell. Yeah, I'm sure it will. Uh, again, everything to me is make is books that will sell. That's all you need to do. I'd like to see who they're going to have on this. Greg Puck would be good on this. There Greg Puck's good done. on everything. Greg Puck, and the next one, Nightwing. We mentioned that would yeah. take the place of Grayson. Then there's the Titans that's going to come off of Titans Hunt. And, I'm all and for that it. Sort of thing. And then there's the big one, Justice Society of America. That's and crazy. Man. The big thing that they're saying about this is they have to explain because they're going to tell you that the JSA has been around all this time, that they've been around since the 40s, and there's something that is going on while people don't remember them. Or they've been in hiding. I don't know. It I actually, I don't even go in hiding because they've never been mentioned. You would think exactly. that they would have been mentioned. So that something was the whole happened. point of Earth too. You what's that? That was the whole point of Earth too. Yeah, to have well, these characters reimagined as younger characters, yeah. and like you know, let's see their adventures unfold. Well, this is just them on the regular Earth. And it's weird to me because I love these characters. Yeah, I, I have mixed feelings about this just because of this whole thing that we've been dealing with for so long. Never heard of them. If they come out right away and say, oh, yeah, it was magic, I might be okay with it. Yeah, I, magic I think ex- I would be explains too. everything. I'm telling you, if they are in some magical stasis that they got, you know, I don't even care. Yeah. I'm with it. Uh, supposedly the rumor is that, the, uh, that it'll hinge on Wonder Woman, that she was actually a member of... Of the JSA I'm in cool the 40s. Because in the original JSA, she was their secretary. Yeah. Because they wouldn't let a woman on their crew. <laughs> yeah, really. But yeah, and that, that would tie into the movies as well. That would be part of the Wonder Woman movie. This Again, these are all rumors, but that's something. Oh, that'd be uh, amazing. A freaking the Wonder Woman movie if we saw the JSA. Yeah, it would be cool. Uh, Birds of Prey. Birds? <sighs> You say it one more time, you're going to have to play that fucking clip. And I don't want to hear it again right now. You saved that clip. But uh, yeah, Birds of Prey, uh, we've been talking that we wanted that. And the word is that they think that Gail Simone would be writing it, which would be awesome. That sounds great to me, yes. And I know, who do you want on the team? Uh, I've been saying to you for a while, I want Batwoman to come back to kind of be the head of it. Okay. And I want Harper Rowe. Okay. I want Spoiler. I okay. want freaking Duke Thomas. Oh, Duke Thomas. Yeah. I think yeah. him as a Robin, if he comes up with his own persona, even if he's just a Robin, I'm okay with that. It's a bird. Uh, the only, the weird thing, though, I don't see how he would mesh with them. I don't see the in of him being on the team there. Yeah, they were doing the whole uh, Robin War. Okay, there I'm you cool go. With it. Yeah, and, and they, even they Cassandra. It. You want Cassandra? It, it's funny because you really like Strix. That was in the last I awful like Birds of Prey, and Cassandra kind of, but Cassandra kind of turned. No, I'm saying Cassandra just fills that role, which Strix actually filled her role Agreed. in the thing. So you just go round and round there, round and round. Honestly, I want the. See, I was going to say Birds of Prey. Book. You you would want you would have wanna, to get Black Canary. No, honestly, I just want but a younger group. I want I this to be almost an offshoot of the Teen Titans no, doing their own thing. thing though, it's rebirth. These can all be young. They can make uh, freaking Black Canary could be 14 now. Oh, that I mean, would it's hate everything's so much. up up in the air. 
if they did yeah. that. I, I'm and actually, so angry. I, what I want is Black Canary should be on there, and the right. rest of them are going to play instruments, a la the Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, where uh-huh. they're made-up instruments that they make, just fucking out of junk. And then magically become instruments? Yeah, actually, I did a thing on the site today about uh, my top five ca- cartoons. Right. And my number five is Fan Albert. So I was watching a couple during the week, and I watched some. Rudy is the only one whose instruments actually turn real. And in my mind, that was not the case. It is. It's the case. And I want to know where the fuck he got that electric guitar. (laughs) And I was so mad today because I'm watching it. Not only does he have an electric guitar, it is a personalized electric guitar with a Sunburst R. And I swear to God, that is shoving it in everybody's face. <laughs> and also, I also said, Rudy's not actually poor. I don't, yeah, I don't know what it is. Fat Albert plays. It. Do you know what you can you picture in your mind what he's playing, what it's made out of? Because yeah. I said these are like steampunk fucking inventions. These it's guys. It's been a have. long ass time since I watched is, Fat Albert. He's and holding kids. a radiator. Okay. With what appears to be a hot water bottle. And then a fucking squeezy thing on the top. I think that it's supposed to be an accordion. Okay. But it doesn't make sense. It's a radiator. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I actually felt weird because I had to talk about why I liked the, the uh, Fat Albert. And the main reason really was that I loved Bill Cosby in that, in that time. Tony, Bill you're Cosby You're not allowed to my, say that anymore. That's the worst. But he was my all-time favorite yeah, comedian. I loved it. And I loved the stories that he had with the kids. And I'm telling you, you you tell me some kid's name Mushmouth and Weird Harold, <laughs> I go nuts. Dumb Donald, the, a dumb Donald, uh, the greatest names ever. They are so good. I put in that. Oh my god, I I can go on about Fat Albert. That's next fucking just for the element. Just for the fucking, hell of it. He's freaking Rudy and fucking uh, Russell with the you're like school in the summertime. I said it, it just no goes class. on and on. Oh, so good. Do you know that when they announced or had the introduction of the Brown Hornet on the show? They stopped having those songs. Really? And do you remember what the songs were? No. Basically, the songs were a recap of the lesson from that day, from that show. Really? So if they learned about, you know, freaking Eric Shea smoking, the song later will be about Eric Shea smoking, and it'll have clips from before. Oh, so I have good. my leg up against a wall. Yeah. He's sitting like a bird. There's the song. Don't hang around him. Don't go near that Eric Shea. His clothes stink like smoke. <laughs> yeah, they do. Correct. The next one, Eric. You know, that's one of my biggest problems. Yes, the next uh, book is one that D-Ron told me that he ain't buying, Eric, because it's too long a title. He does <laughs> not like this. Ridiculous thing. He doesn't like it. Uh, he, I'm telling you, he is a man. He's told me a bunch of times. He has... Upset money that he's going to spend on things, right. and he would rather say, you know, go fuck yourself with that. I'll do more of this other thing than than deal with nonsense. And what the book is is Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. It's, it's that's it, I don't know. That is that's, a long title. It is. It's to a bullshit me, reason not to buy a no, book. And uh, no, I know D. Ron loves the Green Lantern. I think, he is I buying think, this book. I think D. Ron will as well. Uh, he, he might boycott it for a month. He'll fucking go and it's get it. It's so weird that they're trying to get the best of both worlds. They <laughs> they want the green. They want it to be the Green Lantern Corps. Actually, it's yeah. not the best of both worlds. They they are scared because they have oh Green Lantern Corps. We better put Hal Jordan's name in that so they know that he's not in the regular Green Lantern. I don't know. You could just call this the Green Lantern Corps. I I agree. Or you could call it 
Hal Jordan in the Green Lantern Court, I guess, because that's what they say it's going to be. That I'm saying, though, even if they just had the Green Lantern and they're scared, like, oh, my God, people are going to think that Hal Jordan's in this book. Yeah. It was like when Simon Baz got introduced, freaking he took over the book for a couple issues. No. And people were furious. And but maybe now, like, that's what they're reacting off of. Well, I'm saying, though, the book's still sold. No, and I know. people love Simon Baz now. No, I think, actually, their issue would be because the next one, they're going to have the new Green Lantern. Oh, it's which, actually his thought it was Green Lantern, not new Green no, Lantern. No, it's new Green Lantern starring Power Ring, uh, Jessica I don't Cruz. Know I wish it was just called Power Ring. Yeah, no, it's, and I think that what they want you to know, that if you grab the Green Lantern book and you're like, Jessica Cruz, who is this? And then, but wait a second, there's my Hal Jordan, and you grab it, <laughs> You know, uh, because I don't know. I don't like the idea of Jessica Cruz as in a full out Green Lantern book. I do not think she's as interesting uh, enough to support her own book like this. You know why we haven't found out enough? Here we'll find out, and she'll be really interesting. And she'll be real interesting, right? That I'm, fucking I'm ring's actually, gonna yell at her. Dude, she's I'm gonna really get angry. Forward to this book. Yeah, I'm not. I, and if we anyway, I, this is well, something. Be all about it. Yeah, I hope that he's there training her. Me as well, but get that Jeff Johns prophecy going. Yeah, we'll see. Where's um, my Kyle Rayner? I don't know. Uh, do, do you think one of these will be Tom Taylor? God, Since I hope he so. is on edge of oblivion. I uh, would think that if anything, I would anything, say that he's, he's on Hal Jordan, Jordan in the Green Lantern Corps. That's what I think. Um, and the next I one. really hope that Jeff Johns is on uh, the new Green Lantern. I don't know that he would, though. He made That's, such a big deal character. about leaving. But he made such a big deal about leaving. This is like when these guys in sports, they fucking announce they're going to retire. You give them a goddamn motorcycle, and then you have the, you know, fucking, I don't know, uh, fucking, I'm thinking of the guy. It's a guy who was on the Eagles. But uh, you have this big day for him, and then he comes back the next year. And everybody's pissed. You know, give me back that goddamn motorcycle, you son of a Did bitch. Did you pay for that motorcycle? It was Irving Fryer. Oh, he yeah, I got his autograph. Day, and then he went to the Redskins. Like what? What the fuck, you asshole! Now he's in jail, Eric. Is he? That's what I hear. I Jeez. hear he went to jail. I did not know that. For um, some sort of nice guy, not tax evasion. He was a reverend at one point, but I think it was for I'm like a minister. A Come on, fraud or something. <laughs> I heard this the other day from a whisper down the lane, so I might be mistaken, but I think Slander. that's true. The next Liable. bit is Man of Steel. Man uh, of I'm, Steel, Superman and you Man love of Steel the was Man of Steel. my favorite title yep. growing up. Of the I Superman think this books. is stupid. I think ah. it's the stupidest thing for them to do right now. I really think they should have put this out when Man of Steel yeah, came out. I don't, e I don't even think then because I don't know. Everything I hear is negative. There is not one time I hear anybody talk about Man of Steel, especially now, saying anything positive. Yeah. Nothing at all. I'm not a huge fan of the movie, but... I, I didn't mind it. But I'm telling you, the, the buzz on the street is still negative. This, is, this book is going to go into its production with a negative connotation attached to it because of this name. I'm and, sorry. For comic book fans, though, this is a title. This is, this is the title that I picked up. A lot of people remember have fond feelings for. I don't know. I think they'll look past the freaking movie that they might I, not I have think, liked. I think that you're, uh, you're taking away the thing that a lot of these people aren't even around anymore. I'm telling you, there's Did new we all people. die off? No, there's just, I think there's a lot of new comic book people, and they would only think about, and even these other people, they don't know. You hear this Man of Steel, and you go, oh, no, I hope it's not a tie into that movie. You have to think that right away. And I'm telling you, people hate that movie now. In fact, this week I almost had it in the news. Um, Zack Snyder had to come out and defend that goddamn yeah, I, movie I one that. more time. Because people were like, that's not my Superman. And then he I, had to yell and scream that it was the comic book Superman, and they just don't know. 
Yeah, so if these either, people, but... like I'm saying, if these people who he's heard the complaints, these are people not like you, because he's saying that you would realize. He's saying that all these yeah, new people realize. only know the movie Superman. For all the, I, for all its faults, Henry Cavill is still the best looking Superman I've ever seen. Yeah, I like it. I actually liked uh, Man of Steel. Uh, it's not my favorite movie, but no. I, I enjoyed it. I really like the parts of him as a kid. Yeah, it was really good. Great. And up until and I, Tony, you want to cry when freaking jo- uh, uh, was it Jonathan Kent's going like, yeah. "You are my son." Yeah. Oh, that was great. He did cry. And then when he's like, "Hey, what was I supposed to do? Let those kids die in that f- fucking bus?" And he goes, "Maybe." And, and I'm like, out. you son of a bitch. And, I'm and then out. when he stole those clothes. And then he drank that beer. Drank and then he let his dad beer. die in the tornado. Yes. Yeah. That was. <laughs> I, I. I'm sitting there thinking, why. Why are you letting your dad go there? It's a, and also, I'm thinking, uh, Jonathan, don't do it. It's a dog. Yeah. Just let the, you know, I know people love dogs, but you're an avid Christ. animal hater, though. I'm just saying. It, it, animal, no I love heart. animals, and kind of. No. But I'm not going into a goddamn tornado just to, I don't know. You know what? But, fuck that. I'm not living in tornado country. I'd be just like, come here, doggy. Come here, crypto. Come here. Come but, here. Yeah, that, that's the news. Come thing. here. That is the news. That's all the rumors and stuff. And a lot of the things uh, are not what we said in our emergency podcast, but it, it jives a little. You <laughs> a little know, bit. everything changes when we when we hear. But I really think that DC uh, would do some justice to itself by announcing shit. And then there aren't rumors and there aren't people yelling that, oh, is it a reboot? Is it a rebirth? Is it a re-whatever? People are still mad. And yeah. DC just sitting there. I don't understand that there is the thing that they say that there's no bad publicity. No, uh, I think that DC should realize that that's not the case for them anymore. People are ready to bail from them and they need word of what this is. And it only says to me that they have no idea what it is, that they that are still, they're trying are to just yeah, write something. Just write something. Yeah. I, they're just ridiculous. So that's the news, Eric. That is the news. And we're going to go right to listener mail. All right, listener mail. All right. We're going to start negative. Oh. Negative indeed. It is Tina starts off with, hello. Hello. I've been listening to your podcast for a few months now, and I've noticed that it just keeps getting worse and worse. <laughs> you guys seem to just throw it together at the last second and then expect people to listen for hours uh, of you guys droning on and on. With so many higher quality podcasts out there, I would think you would want to do something better. Tina. 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 That's Tina. Throw it together the last second. Yeah, well, that's the the problem I guess she's saying is that though we put a lot of work in, it seems like we throw it together. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> I think that's what she's saying. The next one's Gone Guy. Gone Guy. Gone Guy, Eric says, I had noticed your podcast on iTunes under DC Comics, so I thought I'd give it a listen. Do uh, you guys ever talk comics? I got an hour in and didn't hear any comic talk at all. I deleted the episode and will not be listening anymore. Says Gone Guy, and I'd like to. We had to have talked about news at that point. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Uh, I do want to say though, I didn't even mention that. If you want to be like Gone Guy or Tina, you should write into us at WeirdScienceDCComics at Gmail dot com. And ah. yes, we will print or print everything. We'll talk about anything because uh, even if it's hate, like the, yes, the hate's over, kind of. Because the next one's Brandon. Brandon I'm sorry, are you, are you down from that mail? Yeah, yeah, I'm a little down. Yeah. I got to look up 
Brandon uh, says, Jim and Eric, well, this is my second attempt at an email this week. The first you should have received not long before this one, which I did, and was sent prematurely by my three-year-old daughter and her <laughs> dolls, mistakenly using the keyboard, computer keyboard, as of the yellow brick road, if you will. <laughs> well, let's start off the fun on the right foot. I wanted to chime in to Manship's. I think it's him. Request for a pee and poo story. It was Manship. Yeah, it was Manship. There is his pee story. I'm sitting in the front of my friend's apartment building waiting for him to pull up to head to a Sabres game together. There's the first mistake. Yes. To kill time, I threw on where I was in your latest podcast and hear his email requesting pee stories. Well, as my luck will have it, like clockwork, I look up and see a little boy no older than eight or nine standing in all his glory doing his best impression of Niagara Falls <laughs> at the nearest sidewalk. I mean, this kid was letting it all flow out, and it was an impressive stream uh, to something I imagine I'd be very jealous of when I turn 70 or so, and this everyday occurrence becomes more challenging. Mind you, this was not a discreet and in the bushes pee job. No, sir, Bob. No, sir, Bob. He was facing one of the busiest streets in Buffalo with his little schmeckle, schmeckle exposed to all. The kicker is about a minute later, as soon as he's done, I see his mom get out of the nearby car and walk to him to the end of the house. It seems she never addresses the obvious issue at hand. I Don't think I would nominate her for Early Parent of the Year 2016. I, I didn't even mention in, in the stories about peeing that uh, that was common uh, when I was a kid was peeing outside. If, when we were out in the, really? in the woods, yeah. Oh, if you, oh, yeah, if you're in the woods, yeah, yeah that's I'm definitely not, it's not the busiest goddamn lot, road. No, even back in the development, if we were in, like, a, a backyard or something, right. just whip it out and pee. Who's going to run home? That ruins all the fun. Uh, the poo story. There have been recent attempts at potty training my daughter, and needless to say, all have not gone according to plan. She is very conscious of when she has to poo and will disappear for some privacy, like behind a curtain, for example. So it's been very hard to get her to nail this down correctly because she goes all ninja on us and just vanishes <laughs> when it's time to go. Usually this is not a huge deal unless she only has a diaper on and no clothes. While cooking dinner one night, this was the exact circumstance at hand. Well... She went all Batman, disappeared, and became very quiet for much longer than usual. For those that are childless, this is an immediate concern in any parent's mind. Yes, that is. Needless to say, I found her very quickly in the bathroom, finger painting with the poop on the floor. Oh, uh, my kids might have done that on that wall. That's yeah. what happened. If there was ever a time I wanted to run out of the house screaming, this was it. I was so horrified, I didn't know where to begin cleaning this giant ass mess up. Her, the floor, finished dinner, where would I start? And for this is the part I nominate myself for parent of the year 2016. <laughs> and I will tell you one story about me potty training uh, back in Yourself? the day. My mom, no, my mom told me this, that they had company over and I just started peeing in the toilet. That was when I stood up here. But right. I was a short kid, a very small. This is real little. So I would guess I would lean my cock on the actual bowl. Uh -huh. And the goddamn fucking seat came down and smash my cock that's what happened to you. and my mom yeah that's why it's so long it's a little flat but my mom said that i ran out and started yelling for my mom to kiss it and the people were very upset with her that's what she claimed mommy kiss it like you always do i don't think i said that she did she you just started thought, ruining your mother's life this yeah, early she thought that it was funny um other than that yeah i, I our kids kind of uh potty trained somewhat quickly I know Zach was the quickest because he was just so concerned with anything in a diaper or whatever that he right. kind of just forced the issue. But, so um, all these stories just make me not 
want to ever yeah. have children. Well, Brandon goes sounds on, terrible. Book stuff, I don't have much great to say about anything I read this week or any other than underwhelming. I read yeah. Eternal, which was basically like watching a repeat of a sitcom you've already seen that's not Seinfeld. I and anyone else reading predicted last week exactly what would happen, and then it did, and we all spent two ninety nine on that, so let's just move on. Batman Europa was the worst of the three Batman minis out right now by a long shot. They suck four ninety nine out of me for that. To sum it up in Jim's words, nonsense. nonsense. As for Detective Comics, I have nothing but nice things to say about it for the second time this year, and that's a step up for that book, so I'll take it. I, I agree. That's Almost right. nothing else interested me enough to buy it, and that wasn't delayed, which brings me to... Did they not start pimping Dark Knight 3 Master Race just prior to the summer of 2015? Because if that's the case and the first issue didn't come out until November, why the hell is it already delayed twice now at issue 3? You know what, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I imagine those previous two sentences are said in a George Costanza's dad-type manner, getting gradually more (laughs) angry as he goes along. Getting back on track. He's a guy who likes a Seinfeld. Yes, getting back on track here. This was supposed to come out. On 127, then it was moved to 2-3, and now all the way to the end of February. Jesus Christ. Same deal with the coming of Superman story. That's weird. They really pushed that, and that got delayed before it even started. <laughs> I can't believe what irredeemable fart handlers those douchebags at DC can be at times. And now, I told you, I'm not mad at Brandon for yelling at DC because I know he's passionate. Yeah. As far as I can tell, no form of delay, delayed notice has really been issued because I've been looking. It's weird. I even said to him because he was yelling about the master race being uh, delayed. And then all of a sudden I realized, like, when? Because we were talking one week because uh, it was coming out. We're like, hey, this coming of Superman's coming out. Who's going to review it? And we're like, oh, we'll, we'll figure it out next week. And then it didn't come out. Like, Where the fuck is it? I've looked I will figure it out next said, week. We don't, yeah, not even that. We wait till the end of February. Pretty we have much. a couple weeks still. I'm saying they've been really pushing that book heavy in the comics. Yeah. And then, yeah, it was supposed to come out when that ad ended, and it did not. Another bit of delay. Do you realize that The Flash had been delayed? No, I did not. It seems like it has, because it comes out next week, and it has a coloring book variant. And it's only issue 48. I do not remember that being delayed. I thought that it would be 49. So did I. So Jesus. I, yeah. I'm guessing. We do too we, many books. No, I'm guessing also that you'll see at the end of the month another flash because to catch up to that yeah. 50. Well, that was, last one was Brett Booth's last issue, right? Yeah. Yeah. So now, you thought you would have had yep. somebody working on this already. Yeah, and it was supposed to have already come out. Now, the mm-hmm. thing that I would guess is that these 50 issues of regular run books are kind of causing some ish, you know, delays because yeah. people are trying to get that together. This coming of Superman, though. That was supposed to come out. This is a book that should have been I'm in the works. You, I, thought, I think they started pimping that at the yeah. same time as Dark Knight 3. And don't you think they would have had one in the can, as they say, at, I the, would think. at the spa? Unless Brian Hitch is working on it. He's not. No. He is not. As far as I can tell, Noah, uh, he said the formal delay. They they just keep slowly pulling it off the date. It's listed <laughs> on Preview's website. So in January, they didn't release a Justice League or a Dark Knight 3, two of their bestsellers. And Justice League is strange, too, because didn't they just catch back up well that's not the end folks the dark knight joker one shot is supposed to release in february as well i'll put money down in vegas that doesn't sniff stands this month (laughs) they've been advertising that in books since december as well what is going on over there since the move to california i think one of the reasons is they they haven't caught up themselves of that goddamn move they lost a lot of people editor wise and whatnot there's a lot of people hurt their backs moving the sofas well and it's great too because Brandon is probably, I'm going to get him to say hallelujah right now. He's just going to yell it wherever he is. Why are they doing this? 
craziness. And now they're going to add two books a, a month for some reason. I know. This there is, is going to fall no apart way they're so keeping fast. Up. There is no way they are going to keep up with that. They can't. They can't even keep up with a story that hasn't even released yet. <sighs> Nonsense, Eric. Nonsense. Nonsense. And that's long and late email, just how you guys like it. Am I uh-huh. right? Yeah. Long and hard. I like it. Brandon, that's uh, Brandon at Mirror. Three six six zero. Thank you, Brandon. Yeah, Brandon. Not hating us. Brandon said that late. And it was funny because he did send me a note. He's like, "Don't disregard that email. It just came. That it's nothing." My daughter <laughs> accidentally hit it. But we're gonna go on with Maddie D. And Maddie D is gonna make Maddie fun D. of me, and he's never gonna hear this saying ever again. You ruin it, Maddie D. Maddie D says, "Dear Eric and Jim, Matt D here. Not a figment of your imagination or a made-up person, as Tim thinks your listeners are." I must say, it's been another two entertaining episodes. I want to share with you a great drinking game. I've noticed a consistent exclamation from Jim that you two did mention (laughs) in your last episode. His use of a certain phrase. I have turned this into a drinking game, Eric. I'm not even going to say it. Not even going to say it. He says, yeah, my use of ay ay ay. I have turned this into a drinking game, so please don't stop. Every time I hear Jim say it, I take a drink. I'll never hear it again. I just blew through a case of beer last night while catching up on your podcast, and it was great. I want to mention it was fantastic hearing the other side about the Image comic, The Beauty. I'm glad to see Ryan like my suggestion. He suggested it's Ryan on the uh, message board. The quality of the storytelling from those creator-owned books are wonderful. I just wish DC would tap into that vein. Hire some of these other writers to shore up the storylines in the DC universe and hopefully have better dialogue, too. That is what Rebirth should be. Get some fresh blood in there. Those writers and artists that have tested their story development are chomping at the bit to tackle a classic hero. Of course, we haven't heard a lot about Rebirth, and it is all speculation. I have this bad feeling it might be reimagined zero-hour event. I mean, they brought back bloodlines, for Christ's sake. What other things will they bring back? Ay, 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 he says. And then he says to drink. I mean, what is next? Final night? Let's have a giant space creature consume all the hydrogen in our sun and rally the superheroes to beat off the beast with two hands. Not to mention trying to restart the sun while the solar system goes into a galactic ice age. Ay, 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 Eric. That drink. 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 I, I was going to tell you beforehand, you yell drink every time I say it. But I die. No, no, I, I got the freaking clip. Every time you say it, I'm yeah. going to freaking do that. I'll never say it again. I know how I can keep myself from stopping things, and that's done now. But I digress. Whatever DC does, I will more than likely ponder over. Then eventually buy in digital when the price of the book drops. $3.99, $4.99. Or perhaps I will listen to my two favorite guys that don't have PhDs, post-hole digger degrees. That's right. I do have a post-hole digger degree. Review them and then buy the best of the bunch. How could that be? I heard that we're very negative. Very negative. We'll keep on trucking, guys. Thanks for not being a fake laugh. We love everything Automaton Podcast. <laughs> your, your non-made-up listener, Matty D, add one for the game. Ay, ay, ay. That's Drink. it. I'm done. I am done. Can I give I was just going to give one for uh, Matty Thank D. Thank you, Matty, Matty D. Matty D's going to sit there with that beer. He's not going to drink anymore. He'll he'll get... But I. the thing is, I, I, I'm telling you, I agree with him that... This this does seem like nonsense now. I was it very does. positive about Rebirth, and so I thought that I we were going to be the ones. Still will be. Yeah, shit think, goes bad. Yeah. Again, I'm just going to go. I think that you have to go into it as not a whole thing, or just go into it and hope that the books you like are good. That's, That's all you can do. Unfortunately, we have to read and review every goddamn book. 
and they're better if, off if you if you like the green lantern books you'll have a couple of those and just read and enjoy them see how it goes uh yes chisanga says hey jim and eric how old is cassandra chisanga uh, says uh, chisanga and then i say cassandra they're freaking all tying together hey jim and eric how old is cassandra supposed to be and so we were talking about this in the break we've talked about this a couple times during the podcast no and we, I want to say she's fucking 12 or 13 years yeah, old. Yeah, I'm actually, I would go, if you said in the present day what you think Cassandra is, I would say that she's 16, 17. I, right, think that's I don't where know if they're, they're supposed around. to be that, like, her and Harper are on the same age. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, and I, to me, I consider Harper 20. Right. In fact, we were also talking that we're, you know, we, we disagree a little about Batman Eternal this week, mm-hmm. and you're wrong. And, I know. uh the thing is, I think that at that part we talked about in in the regular Batman run when Batman went to uh, help Harper and Cullen. Right. To, they he got rid of the dad. They, he, Batman was uh, instrumental in getting her. Father you mean he got arrested. a dad and went and uh, got and went and hunt, hunted down her dad? Yes. It, well, Batman ended up getting her dad arrested. Yes. And taken away so that they can have their life without this piece of shit. I don't think you do that to somebody. You, you, somebody has to, you would think they'd have to be over eighteen, or they'd get taken away anyway. That's right? what I would think. So I would. But she goes down in Gotham. Yeah, I think uh, Harper's probably around nineteen twenty, right. somewhere around there. And if Cassandra's and how old is her layabout, no good brother? That brother, I think he's sixteen. Okay. I think he's actually fifteen or sixteen. I think that in the story, which this week they don't even mention Colin, oh, I think that so at that point he might have been. I don't know. It doesn't make sense. Honestly, they're around the same age in my mind. That's the thing. In the whole like thinking of this as five years ago, number one that throws everything out because yep. then you really throw into the light that you've had this many Robins in five years. It doesn't make any sense. Not at all. It makes no sense. So I don't even want to. Chisanga, you threw me down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm out. I don't want to talk about it. Because I don't know. I I'm think saying Cassandra's 12 to supposed 13. to be 16. I think 16. But I want her to be around the same age as Damien. He says because they have been too, there have been too many flashbacks showing her the same age as the present, so I don't know if she is in the late teens, early 20s. Her height sometimes makes her look like she's 11. Chisanga's over there. freaking head's exploding. Friggin', now she's, true. She's, she's 37 years old. I'm telling you. It's obvious. In, in this issue... There is a panel. I think she's 70. <laughs> it's the worst. That's when they become the Mongol. Oh, plan. my God. Earth 23, Eric. Earth Was M. it 23 or 22, I said? I don't remember. Do you know what I meant? I went that? Earth M. No, it's I had no idea. Oh, the zone. chromosome. Yeah, yeah. It's the chromosome. 23. So it's 23. All right. Uh, thanks, Jasanga. But, yeah, I have no idea. It's all over. And this is the problem where you have different artists. No, it's doing 20, their 22 would be 22. one less. Okay. Yeah, Sorry. 20, I'm 22. thinking about it now. Earth 22. I did put that, and then I put chromosome in the uh, parentheses, so you would know what I meant. And I was thinking Eric has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> All right, Mark is the next one. Sup, Thanks, Jim son. and Eric. Sup. Sup. He says, I want to start by saying that I love Grayson 16. That's a smart man there. Yeah, it's a good answer. Jim, book. your rendition of Dick's song left me in that awkward position at work where everyone glances over at you trying to figure out what you were laughing about. You remember that song, right, Eric? I do. I might even give you a little. Let me take a little sip of drink here. Mm. Yeah, do it up. Mm-mm. How did it go? Thirty-seven. You like that one? Nah, you kind of cracked in the beginning. He's of the man. Yeah, the that's man good. The man with the face of swirls. How's that? <laughs> I actually, uh, I'm gonna serenade you, Eric. Here we go. 
Oh, God. Eric Shea. Ooh. He's the man with a bandana and an eye patch. The goddamn headband is not a bandana. He gets all the snatch. That's right. You like that? I do. Eric Shea. Nose he deep. He didn't come to work on Friday, even though we were going to talk about what we are going to do on the podcast. What an ass. How's that? I got arthritis in my shoulder, man. It's Eric dead. Shea. It hurts. He likes his books. But don't fuck with his continuity. He's a dickwad. Jesus. That rhymes, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> continuity and dickwad. <sighs> nah, but Mark, I have the same problem at work when I laugh about shit, but Jim just looks at me with a yeah, fucking I get, scowl. Yeah, I get pissed off. Because I know you're listening to some crap. What's that crap? It's a good podcast. Yeah, they didn't follow us. I freaking... You actually made me. You said, follow them and push them a little. I really no, like I said, them. do the right like, thing okay. and follow them. Yeah, so I followed them, and then I, I retweeted their last, like, two podcasts and some other fucking tweet, and they didn't do anything. And you know what that is? That's bullshit. That's something that assholes do. I even, these people, there's yeah, some be people. assholes. I enjoy their podcasts. Yeah, it just, that's fucking nonsense. That is people who don't give a shit about anybody who likes them, and they think they're fucking too good for school. Too cool for school. Too good for school. Too good for school. That's because I flunked out. I wasn't too good. I was too good <laughs> for school. Fucking jerks. I'm telling you, I hate them. I fucking hate them. I told you. By name, I will never mention them again. You might be able to. I, I will. Not. Second, Jim to. Dan impression is getting perhaps good. Perhaps. <laughs> Keep it up. I'm not going to do it, Eric. I'm not going to do I'm not a fucking trained monkey who goes, hello, weird science. No, no, I you are not. Do it. I do not do it, and I won't mention that podcast. Finally, I'm not sure if it was just me, but I found some of the art in the months uh, this month's Batman Beyond jarring. Specifically, the use of the red and white panels, which throughout the series have typically been associated with Brother Eye and have essentially been a visual version of a character's musical theme. And I'm telling you, that's Bernard Chang, and that goes back to fucking... That, uh, that's Green Lantern Corps. Yeah, Core. that's Green Lantern Corps. He well. always does that. That's just his style. His style, he yeah. that. I don't know. That's like a... To give you the exclamation point, I guess, I <laughs> thought when I did Green Lantern Corps before I gave it to you, that always threw me off. And it seemed to come up in weird, random times. That's weird, though. I was actually thinking about it when I was doing my notes for Batman Beyond. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't going to talk about it, but he's right. There was a lot more of this issue. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, there was one of the – I don't know if they – it was the Durlins mm -hmm. or what were the other ones they were fighting? The Cund. The Cund. Uh, it was one issue there where they were in that bazaar, where they went down to a that planet. That bizarre bazaar. There was that bizarre bazaar, and there was a lot in that issue in my mind, and I think that was the last issue I did. And it wasn't that I didn't like that that I gave it to you. I believe one of the main reasons why we I gave all, all the, the books crossovers. to you, where there were so many crossovers, and I only had Green Lantern Corps, and it didn't even make sense for me to have it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he says then. If I can find it here, da, 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 da. there is also red, white, and yellow panels that are similar but have been used for dramatic action that is not related to Brother Eye. Visually, <laughs> it has been made very clear that there is a difference between these two types of panels. He's got a lot of free time about this. I just look at it and say, fuck you, Bernard Chang. Bernard you like Chang. that art. I do like the art. I think he's a great artist, but I'm with him. That throws me off. And it's something that, yes, you can tell me right now, hey, maybe it's not Bernard Chang. It's the colorist because it is a color thing. It's definitely spelled out for the, these people to yeah, color it that way. Before Marcelo was on, he was doing this back yeah, in yeah. Green Lantern Corps. Additionally, both of these types of panels have been used sparingly in the past. 
All of that appears to be out the window of this issue. Almost every page had a red and white panel or two, and usually it was just people standing around looking dramatic. It was very odd. I told you, sometimes in the Greenland Accord, they would just get thrown in there. It made no <laughs> sense. I, I don't know. I I almost did it. I can I, honestly I say I just got confused at parts, specifically with Luth Fox talking to the soldier, the Spicers talking about going after Matt, and when the spiky ball thing Tim puts in the gorilla's mouth cuts uh, – Cuts through the top of the bo- harsh. top and bottom of her mouth. I I thought that was weird because then it seemed to disappear, yeah. and there was a little sliver of something. But yeah, that threw me off. That last one really That's hardcore, looked, Tim. Yeah, yeah, that last one really looked like some brother eye stuff. I thought they were being controlled by brother eye for a minute during my first read. I didn't even realize the red and white thing was a visual theme until after reading this issue. Maybe I'm being too critical. It really bothered me, though, and I don't think, Mark, I do not think that you're being too critical. I agree with you. It threw me off. It didn't throw me off in this issue because I think I'm used to it now. I think it's a little bit too critical just because this is the style, and I agree, though, it was used a lot more in this issue than it has been in the the, past. The way I take it... I don't understand, and this is, again, this is most of the things I'm going to say. Most of the things I'm going to say are from when I read Green uh, Lantern Corps or reviewed it. Sometimes it just shows up for no reason. That it's like, but sometimes it is. And and I think when I first saw it, I did think it was when people were getting shocked or like they were getting hit. And then, yeah, but then all of a sudden it just, it seemed like he really took to that. Like that was his solar flare, (laughs) the super flare of the art world that he had to just use it all the time. And now there doesn't, there's not an issue without it. And it's kind of odd, but we're going to move on. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. I agree with him. And this is Manship's mail. And Manship is titled this the Weird Science Battle Royale. And he is setting up a Manship battle royale. Manship has way too much time on He is hands. setting up a battle royale between the Weird Science guys. And it's going to start with me because I am Jim the Anvil Werner. I'm <laughs> five foot two. This is just a, a rundown of, of the people on the site. He claims I'm five foot two, one eighty five. It's close. Special move is the snot rocket. The Gross. Anvil, I would more call that the, uh, the farmer's hanky. Uh, the anvil has amazing control of his bodily functions to use to his advantage, such as diarrhea slick, blinding pus, choking <laughs> farts, halitosis face melt, booger bomb, etc. That's true. I, I am very... Uh, You're gross. I am very... Uh, <laughs> gross. You know, yeah, I'm gross, but I, I love bodily functions, Eric. Bodily functions. Eric the Body Shea, 6'8", 140. <laughs> right. 140. 140. Special I've move. I've been 140 since, like, elementary school. Special move is get your ass over here. Has the ability to call in his mother's ex-boyfriends to do his dirty work for him. Ex-boyfriends include, but not limited to, Stinky Jamie, <laughs> Douchebag Doug, Racist Ronald, Mooching Milford, and Friend Fucker Francis. Friend Fucker <laughs> Francis, I like. He's a good That's guy. That's a good name. Then there is Ravishing Reggie, who he has as 5'5", five 210. Five, Special move equals my everything. Reggie sold his soul to the devil for the voice of Barry White. Literally, Barry is dead, and Reggie now has melodic tones that very few can resist. His new vocal capabilities also make Reggie sound like he is 100 IQ points smarter. Reggie's a, a smart cookie. Sure is. He does sound like Barry White a little. Can't get enough of your love, baby. You like that? You can't get enough of that sugar crisp. <laughs> can't get enough of that. What is that? Come to the honeycomb hideout. <laughs> Back to the honeycomb hideout. Taking that honeycomb hideout. <laughs> fucking having a fucking uh, glory hole in the middle of it. Joel the, the Snake Bauer, six foot one, one eleven. <laughs> Sounds like the guy in the goddamn action comics. Social uh, special move. Fresh take. Working on it. 
Dominated by older minds, Joel provides a younger perspective on the comic universe. Naive with lots to learn, his fresh takes often drive his opponents crazy, as does his motto, I'll get to it when I get to it, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, how does he know that? King Kong, Jody Cordona. He's 6'9", 290. Special move equals the opinion smash. A result of his stubborn views on comics, Jody can lay the smack down on his opponents with a bundle of his unique DC opinions. Either confused and or frustrated, his opponents most always lash out uncontrollably with their own views. And the only thing I would like, if this was true and we were having this, I want him to fight Brett Booth there because Brett Booth has a problem with him. That's funny. Then there is Porkchop Papi Nacho. Height and weight are unknown at this time. Special move from unknown Schnickens. He from is areas from un- unknown. From areas unknown. And mobilizes <laughs> opponents due to his most unusual name. What's his real name? Does he love nachos? Pork chop nachos sound amazing. Constantly yelling poppy, etc. Puppy. Puppy. And then there's Stone Cold Paul B. Height and weight unknown at this time. Better have something about his beard in here. Special movie equals made you look. Armed with only colored pencils, Stone Cold memorizes, mesmerizes his opponents with an on-spot uh, unique art. Most opponents laugh uncontrollably or are extremely offended. Either way, they have very little chance to win. And then there's Ryan, Hitman Clark. Oh, we have a, a oh my God, he has Dan under there. Five foot eight, two eleven. Special move, floppy smack. Hitman packs an undisclosed amount of non-DC comic books that he uses to throw at his opponents. He plays the percentages that his opponent will eventually find something non-DC that they like, using that as a distraction. And then we have the final one, Dime, Diamond, Dallas, Dan Stransky. Five foot four, 124, add about 40, 50 pounds to that, and you might be closer. Special move, the Techno Hypno. Dan has the ability to tap into technology, but not in the way you would think. He can describe with irritating detail any upcoming technology until his opponent goes insane or falls asleep. That is Dan. Dan's back in the game. Eric, he's back in the blogging game. He is blogging away. And that is signed Macho Man Ship. <laughs> That's the Macho Man Ship. And yes, God damn Macho, man ship. Macho, Macho Man Ship just sits there. I, I actually think he has some action figures and he's playing these out. He's like, take that, Jim the Anvil Werner. Well, I'm more of a six foot five, two twenty five kind oh, of guy. How are you? Oh, yeah. six foot five, two twenty five. I'm slapping my biceps as I say nice. that. Nice. <laughs> fucking, they're, they're waving like goddamn. They look like they're the the color of cottage cheese. I thought they were chicken skin. They look like yeah. They actually do look like you have chicken skin. It's disgusting. Chicken <laughs> skin, raw chicken skin, is one of the most disgusting things that you can have. You I hear, don't tan you well. You hear what happened today? We went to go uh, get stuff for tomorrow. I'm going to make a pulled pork sandwiches I'm making for the Super Bowl. So, of course, we had to go pull our pork, Eric. We went to get pork. Got it. As I picked up the pork, and this is at Aldi, I grabbed the pork, and it was a little wet, the package, which that's awful because it is raw (laughs) pork. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. Sometimes you know how it is. The fucking meat juices get in there. Mm -hmm. So we put it in the cart. We go. We we. Get uh, we pay for it. Everything's going. We're gonna bag it because it all you have to bag your own shit. And uh, Rafe has a weird thing where he likes to say he likes to slap the meat. And this is not any. <laughs> it's not sexual. Thing. He likes. He legitimately when we go out, especially like Walmart where they have a long row of meat. Mm-hmm. It's like he's playing the goddamn congas. He's there and he likes. He somehow he likes the feeling of slapping raw meat. That's kind of creepy. And he kind of just plays, you know, there's the chicken, he's going. Well, he went to slap the meat before we we put it in the bag, and his hand got wet. And he's like, what the heck? He's looking, and the actual package of the pork, the one side was open. 
it was completely open. This is gross. It looked like this pork had maybe been open for weeks, and it looked like it was being dragged on the back of a fucking car. This is why you don't it, go meat shopping at all. It's the worst. And um, I I didn't even see it. I was just grabbing it, and we were going on our way. Yeah. And I would have even thought that this had opened just then, like somehow right. when we did it. But no, my God, it was so good. slapped it, it over too hard. It looked like it had like road salt in it. Like yeah. I'm telling you, it looked like it was dragged on the back of a car. So I went up to the lady, and I said, uh, I got some problems here. This um, meat that I got. It, it has now I had just checked out this right. is probably 30 seconds later and I said yeah the, it, it's open and it looks real old or whatever and she goes did you buy this here I'm <laughs> telling you I walked two feet before Rafe he, that's the first thing he got I'm like yeah I, I just got it you just gave me a receipt she's like oh well you'll have to go find another one so I okay. go back and I'm looking I'm like this is gonna cause all sorts of problems so I'm looking to find anything on this pork that's somewhat close to the the price right and it's not even like i was thinking i'm gonna get one that's cheaper i think this was like 12 bucks and i i it wasn't like i thought man i'll get the seven buck on him no i want i didn't even want her to give me any money back and i got one that was um i think this one was like say eleven dollars and 25 cents the bad one the new one was eleven dollars and 31 cents okay and i went up and I said, oh, I got this. And she's like, oh, is it the same price? Now, fucking, how is how is it possible Seriously? that a meat that's by p- the pound is going to be the exact price? And I said, no, I think it's $6 more. She goes, okay, you'll have to get in line then. And I had to go back and fucking line. I'm telling you, there I, there was 10 people in front of me. I was so mad. How, how does this happen to you? Everyone so fucking go. I was so mad. And, I, and to the point where if I got so mad that I said, fuck this. I would have to leave, and I'm out. I didn't get the meat that I wanted, and I paid for it. So I if, actually wait in line. If there is a God, he hates you. Yeah. So what did? What do you think? It's not over. Oh, God. Because then I got to the front of the line. What did the lady say then? I have no idea. Well, first off, she didn't remember because she, oh had, me, she had me put the bad meat on the other aisle, on mm-hmm. the, the thing there. So I get there with this, and she's like, okay, she rings it up. She's like, that's 1132 or whatever it was. I'm like, no, no, I'm here. I'm replacing that one, remember? Is this an oh. equal opportunity employer? Yeah, well, she goes, oh, did you get that here? Jesus fucking uh, Christ. Did, you, did you slug her? Uh, this whole time, Rafe is right across there at the – they have like a place where you can put the, the groceries. He was yeah, yeah, the other yeah. groceries. By then, he had them all packed up. And I look over, and I'm telling you, he probably was going to say, ay, ay, ay. Because he was there, and he looked like an old man, like, rubbing his forehead. <laughs> he was so upset, and it just shaking his head. I'm like, yes, we, we discussed this. And then she goes, do you have the receipt? I'm like, oh, God. So I had to go because I always throw it in the bag. Right. So I had to go fish it out of the bag. I oh, I was so angry. And then we freaking we went Did home. it all turn out okay? We, well, the problem Was is, this woman a mongoloid? No. And the, the main problem was is mom. that I actually – originally I got a pork loin. The only thing that would match up to the price was a pork butt. So I got a pork butt. And it's not a big deal. No. But I got the pork butt. I wanted that pork loin. It was a big, big size one. It looked really good on one side. I don't know how I missed it, though. Well, uh, I'm coming over for pulled pork tomorrow, then. Yeah, man. Pulled pork. I'm going to make that for the Super Bowl. We got a bunch of chips and all this crazy stuff. It's going to be a big party. Big party. Yeah. The problem is, is usually Super Bowl. I go to bed at halftime. Really? Usually, well, I think last year I did fall asleep. And I have a 
feeling that is very possible because we end up staying up very late for this podcast. And when you start talking about meat stories, it just extends that, Eric. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna. That's the end of the mail, and we're gonna go off to Reggie with his recklessness. fellow comics enthusiasts, and welcome to Reggie's Recklessness. I'm your host, Reggie Harris. Another flurry of rumors spewed from website Bleeding Cool last week, a batch of them dealing with proposed changes for when DC relaunches, or reboots, or rebirths this coming summer. Many of us knew changes were forthcoming, either from having heard the predictions of Mumbo Jimbo several podcast episodes ago, or from having read April solicitations that seemed to hint towards a creative shakeup, or from sheer acknowledgement that DC Comics has lost its way and needs to do something. Recent figures put DC's market share at less than a quarter of the entire industry. There is a number low enough that will mean it is no longer profitable for Warner Brothers to keep publishing comics through DC Comics. And then my fellow comics enthusiasts... I'm not sure what would happen next. Some of the articles on Bleeding Cool piqued my interest and made me hopeful for the potential of a DC reboot. It was claimed that Peter Tomasi would be writing four Superman titles per month, presumably Action Comics and Superman, and then perhaps Superman, Wonder Woman, and Supergirl, or Batman, Superman, depending on what is being published. There's also an implication that the original Justice Society of America would be returning to the DCU proper, a possibility that should excite many longtime fans of DC Comics. There was one rumor I found very disconcerting, one which makes it difficult for me to get my hopes up or expect very much from DC in regard to this mysterious rebirth event, and that was the rumor that DC Comics is still accepting pitches and ideas at this moment for a line-wide event purportedly happening in June. Now I take this information with a grain of salt. It is possible that none of it is true, or some of it is true, or even that all of it is true. DC could, for instance, be accepting pitches, but for books to be considered for publication later on. Or they could be looking for new stories to be published as graphic novels. Or they could not be accepting any new material whatsoever at the moment. But if, as the website's article implies, DC Comics is... Right now, in February of 2016, allowing a line-wide event happening four months from now to still be written in some fashion, then all is lost. This is the problem DC has had all along. Last-minute editorial middling, poor follow-through on teased events, completely dropping the ball on stories announced sometimes as much as a year ahead of time. It gives one the impression, my fellow comics enthusiasts, that DC Comics does not have a plan. To some extent, remaining flexible is beneficial, particularly in creative endeavors. But by this point, they should have everything fairly well nailed down. It takes three months on average to produce a comic, from script to printed magazine. One would hope that an all-encompassing change to the company's product would be something they'd want to get a jump on early. 
and that it will be produced with a lot of forethought, a unified direction, and a conceptual continuity. Not that they would still be hanging the suggestion box outside of the managing editor's office just a few months before rebirth. And I think what scares me most about this rumor is that based on DC's most current track record, it is easy to give it credence. Even We Are Robin, a small event that was teased six months before publication, was a total fucking mess. The impression I get is that they don't know what they're doing. Again, this is all wild speculation, based on a third-party rumor whose sources remain unknown. It could be partly true or completely untrue, and DC could have all the storylines plotted out and in the bag for months and years to come. Having gone through Trinity War, Blight, and Convergence, I have to admit that recent history would predict otherwise. Whatever happens, my fellow comics enthusiasts, I will be right there, bringing you my unadulterated opinion as you have come to expect from my segment. For WeirdScienceDCComicsBlog.Blogspot.com podcast, I'm Reggie Harris, and this has been Reggie's Recklessness. You can reach me on Twitter at ReggieReggie, or in care of this podcast. Good night, and have a pleasant tomorrow. Here we go. Life is a blast when you know what you're doing. Best to know what you're doing for your life get ruined. Life is a thrill when your skill is developed. If you ain't got a skill or trade, then shut the hell up. My rhymes is like... All right, we're back, Eric. Oh, God. That is the trigger. The trigger continues. And we are in the meat and cheese of the podcast, which is always the books, right? I would think so. The books. And I'm just going to tell everybody... There will be spoilers ahead, Eric. There should sure be big be. sign spoilers ahead. I like to say that because sometimes I forget to put the robot or my kids in the beginning to say that. But yeah, there's a lot of spoilers coming your way. People seem to like the spoilers. I like spoilers. I do not. I do to a point. <laughs> I actually, actually, I'm wrong. I love spoilers. I say. like to know. I just don't like to be the guy to ruin things for other people. I don't want them yelling at me. It's all about yelling. I don't really I know care either way. I'd love to spoil everything. That's My whole review should just be Batman and Robin Eternal. Batman didn't kill him, and it's Harper. There you go. Goodbye. <laughs> spoilers ahead. But yeah, Touché. if you want to read the full reviews and yell at me in the comments, not as bad as uh, your Batman 44. No. Uh, this is now because nobody cares. This whole <laughs> the whole bit when you tell me or I tell you, hey, everybody's giving me shit for Batman Eternal and Midnighter. Like, everybody, yeah, it's nothing like that <laughs> Batman Forty Four that you fucking clickbaited everyone with. But yeah, they can go to the site Four and look at our reviews. And, and remember that I think I said it would it was a seven. I said I yeah. don't care what the fuck it is. I'm just because you didn't seven. want people to hate I don't you. Want people to hate me. I don't know. It's weird because I'm somebody who I think in my mind that I don't care if people like or hate me. But when it comes down to it, I do. But it's not like an individual thing. It's not like I think like, man, why doesn't Tommy over there like me? It's more John. It's more of like a boy. How could I be that? bad? it's it's more. It all goes personal for me. It has nothing to do with the other guy. It's just like, man, why would somebody hate such a great guy like me? I was like the guy crying in high school, like, if they only got to know me. And then the girls got to know me, and they hated me more. Yes. And then I realized I was an asshole, and then I tried to kill myself, Eric, and they put me away for two years. That's why wow, I graduated two years late uh, because of that uh, attempted suicide. I'm sorry. I didn't want to bring that up. That's a dark uh, past that I got over, Eric. I got over that.
<laughs> Tell everybody you're lying now. What? I'm not lying. That's true. I didn't go to college until I was 19 because I was afraid. Because you took a year uh, off to, to save up for it. Because I tried to kill myself, Eric. I tried to kill myself. I'm just wanting people that now they'll feel better for me and they'll like me again. All you people who said bad things about me, like you, Anthony. <laughs> Talking about you, buddy. Freaking <laughs> that card-holding fucking member of Team Eric now. Oh, Wait till you hear him go on and on today about Batman Eternal. You'll fucking fall in love with him. But yeah, uh, you can come to our site. It is weird. So it's dccomicsblog.blogspot.com. And no, Eric, I did not try to kill myself. I know you did. I did not. Because you know why? You know I didn't. Because I don't fail, Eric. I win at everything. <laughs> and if that meant that, I'd be dead. Dead, Eric. I, I would be one of those at, at points that somebody would say, you'd never try to kill yourself. And I'm telling you. I might that sounds try. Sounds like a challenge. Yes, I might try. Yeah, that's how crazy I am. I'll show him. That's why I do. Thing like, he every, knows. every time uh, my girlfriend says something like that, you wouldn't do that. I'm like, that sounds like a goddamn yeah. challenge. Yeah, you, it's like uh, the one guy at work. His big joke was like, "Hey, your shoes untied. Don't you try to tell me how to live my life." Like, whoa, <laughs> buddy, back off. All right, but the first book we're going to talk about here is, in fact, Batman and Robin Eternal number eighteen. Written by Ed Brisson, art by Scott Eaton, Wayne Foucher, Alan Pasalacqua, Gabe Altieb, and Saida Tamafonte. Eternal Belafonte. Belafonte. Eternal continues, and after this issue, I've lost what little faith I had in the series, Eric. We find out who Batman's new Robin was supposed to be, Ooh. and for the second week in a row, a row, Eric, you get that? Oh, It was nice. no surprise at all. You should write for News of Rama. Yes, believe me. I love who it was, but after waiting this long, I expected a lot more. However, that was just the tip of the iceberg for myself. I will list every problem I have with this issue in a minute, and it's a laundry list of inconsistent storytelling and art that ruined my Wednesday, especially when I def defend my score to Anthony and the site's comments. <laughs> See, Jesus Anthony, you Christ. made the podcast, baby. I put you in the write-up for the fucking book. He wondered if my score was personal. And the answer is yes, yes, because this issue personally offended me. I think every score is personal. Yeah, it is. He actually said, is this your real score or your personal score? And I was just going to write yes. Yes. Yes, it was, because personally, I did not like this issue. And what I think he actually was getting at is another yes. I think what he was getting at is, listen, Jim, we know that this this reviewing this book is really wearing me down. It Genius. is. It, it's getting it. Like they say at the end of a football season, the tight end with Super Bowl, when they say that somebody's injured, say, week 16. Right. And, like, I, and I always hear former players, whatnot, everybody's injured week 16. Yeah. I think that everybody is getting worn down by this book. It's just – it affected me. Something – clicked in my head and i wanted to kill somebody when Honestly, i read at this, this point i think every weekly book that dc has put out since the 52 has become like this yeah, where it, it becomes well, so overwhelming because of the amount and how terrible storytelling that you just don't want to do it anymore. well and and i'm telling you it's a shame this these two issues it's a shame first off ed brisson i i don't think he's a bad writer mm -hmm. i actually like the writing of this issue. The writing does not bother me one bit. There's not any real time in this where I think, boy, what the hell is he saying? Or this is bad dialogue. Everything's fine. It's just what is being told to me. It's almost like the issues have all come together and caved in on themselves here because it just everything's off. Things don't jive with what I think they're supposed to be. And maybe right. I'm wrong. But in my mind, I just I hated it. 
and I, I don't know. They, back to what you said about these weeklies. These weeklies, there's a point when you are reading a book, a weekly especially, and this happened to you with Future Zen. And some, World it gets, Zen, more likely. Well, like, I'm saying, but what I'm going to say to you, um, when you realize what the actual plan for that book was, and mm-hmm. sometimes the longer it takes, it actually sometimes makes it worse. And I'm telling you, we're, me and you are both reading Futures and you're reviewing it. Yeah. And when people finally got the idea, you know what? This is just to set up a Batman Beyond book, you motherfuckers. All no, this is is to set up fucking Tim, Tim Drake. But that's what I'm saying. But then you're like, that's what makes it even worse. But I that's know. all that was, that whole fucking series. And then you have Earth uh, World's End is only to set up Earth 2 society. Yeah. Nothing else. Nope. And this now, this book to me, it, all it is doing is to legitimize Harper Row as a quote-unquote superhero now because before they were pushing her before, but before she was always just this girl who was good with tech. She was that, that girl that Batman just punched in the and, face. Yeah, and you could shove her aside. Like any superhero in the DCU could say, listen, it's fine. Yes, we get it. You're good at tech, but you can't be out on the thing. And he to the point where at one point me and you were talking about Harper becoming Robin. Yes. This is way before this series. We actually, that's what we wanted. But I said to you, she, she can't go out in the field. She is a girl. That, uh, that came up. There you go. She is a little girl who hasn't been trained. How could right. she do that? So I said to you, I thought what the whole plan was going to be, that Harper was going to become a kind of a Robin, but it was going to be more of a new oracle. Right. That they were pushing the tech that, uh, say, even Damien was still Robin, and they were going to have Harper in the Batcave uh, going almost like uh, – I would even say how like Julia Pennyworth was in Eternal and now right. kind of is in the blimp in Detective Comics. I thought that's where they were leading because there was no way. You, you go out and fucking Clayface pretends that he's her father. <laughs> I don't know whoever the fuck Colin. he's pretending that week. Yeah, he's pretending he's Cullen and jumps out and, and punches her. She's dead. She is dead. Well, right. now all of a sudden you figure, oh, well, she may not have been trained, but she was supposed to. And not only that, but she was going to be the best Robin. Well, I always got the idea, though, that since uh, she's been introduced and even with Eternal, that she's been training herself well, to a she degree. Has, but she has, doesn't have the Batman. I, I agree. She doesn't have the Batman training, but she has been, like, you know, trying to get herself fit and doing all this crazy shit. Yeah. Uh, but still, like I said, that's not enough. If you had Dick Grayson coming into Gotham. And he sees Harper out with Batman. He's going to call him on it. Anybody would. Not now. Now all of the Robins see it, so it makes sense. They won't care. Now they might care, but they're she's accepted now. Now saying, they're, they're going to accept know. her almost as a Robin now that they find this out. I guess. It's, it still doesn't mean she's trained. No, I'm just saying it's more of an acceptance thing. I'm telling you, if this didn't happen, if you didn't have this eternal like this, and you know Scott Snyder really pushed. Not that he's going to be on Batman, but he, you know, he has pull, and he's like, it's my character, and I want to get that residual. I want to retire yeah. on my Harper Row money. <laughs> and they, and they said like, all of a sudden, Batman's just like, yep, this little girl, yeah, come on, you, you're going to be Robin. They, everybody would flip. I'm saying in the books, yeah, I got you. Jason Todd, they'd be like, look, I died. And I wish that you know what I mean. Oh, I now, know. I'm saying now I'm saying though, even with the Robin, I like her as being Bluebird though. Now, and even if Batman does take her under his freaking cape and cow bit, I want her to remain as Bluebird, well, and I think she, she should become a legitimate will. character. I, we think that she'll be. I like Harper Row. I want to see a lot more of her. I like her. I always did. But this is also, um, I'll even pull it in the Duke Thomas. 
They have Duke Thomas. That's just and, crazy. And you have to have a. Everybody has to have this fucking gimmick. Training montage. And well, his gimmick is he's so smart he can figure everything out. He's Tim Drake times fifty. Not only that, not only that, fucking he can uh, you know figure shit out. He's a detective. Yeah. He can figure. He can he's everything. Beat, he can beat Nightwing in a fight. Yes. And the reason why they're doing this is because you have to legitimize the character. People. But that was and not the way to do it. That was fucking bullshit. That was you should bullshit. not be that good right away. I'm telling you, I think that this whole Eternal is bullshit because all, like I said, all it is to me now is to make a legitimize Harper Row. And right. to me. She was kind of legit before, but yeah, I would have had her as an oracle type person, and then maybe yeah, maybe she trains on the side. She does things. She. I'm saying you know she wants to be out in the field. She does. She wants to be up in the field there. She's keeping her real in the field, field, baby. (laughs) But that's I'm telling you, and this is all nothing to do really with this one issue. And a lot of my issues of this issue, 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 is that uh, things that came before and how they jive in. But you open the issue in Saint Hadrian's. That is the school for girls, Eric, and that is also the spiral headquarters. And what you're going to get at the very beginning is the there is Helena, who I don't know why she's even in this issue. She is window dressing. She's looking pretty, man. She's looking okay. I don't like the way she looks in this compared to what she usually does. She uh, is a little less ethnic, this issue, I I think. Really? uh, Yeah, yeah. She actually does not look that great to me. And really, she has her fucking, you know, that cross shirt that's pretty yeah. sexy. That's about it. Or else it'd be like, who's that lady? Actually, I'd know. But it, she does nothing in this issue. It's more no, nothing of at all. Uh, Nets, Dr. Nets, and Tim yelling about Ichthus. And this is where I had a problem. You hey, are hey, going to go, what's that? Did you know that Ichthus is a Jesus fish? Yeah, she starts that. Yeah. Oh, Ichthus. Like that Jesus fish you slap on the things. No, the like thing the is, weapon dude. mother's going to unleash. Touche. Dude, I fucking when she she doesn't even see that Jesus fish. She just says that fish. She's and I had had I thought to myself a marlin. No, what are we talking yeah, about? I actually no, had to look she, this shit they're up. They're not gonna put Jesus in there. People freaking freak out. People freak out about fucking anything, including my score for this. Oh issue. my but god! Yeah, they they explain Exodus and and to me it threw it off right away. You right. are gonna go with a little. Uh, I'm telling you where I'm thinking is basically what I've been told. What I've been told in this issue, right. you are going to go a little beyond that and kind of come up with a way that you think uh, is different. Because I'm just trying to make it work because yeah, I don't. I like- see, that's the thing. I'm not going. I'm not here to fucking make things work. I'm here to be told what the, I want to be told, Eric. I'm a follower. I don't. I'm sad. We looked back and he, uh, they said when they left Saint Dumas before that they knew the secret of what Mother's doing. Yes. So I'm saying that Saint Dumas had record of what Mother was yeah, doing with they, the sickness. They never show that. What, no, what we're talking last, about, what we're talking issue. about, is they have Ichthys, where we've been explained, and to me makes no sense anyway, because it's a signal, but it's also a virus. It, 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 to me, it's a bunch of nonsense. But what they have is that they lay it out that the mother has adjusted the Ichthys to Which only affect, affect children. Yeah. Now the problem with me is that the second or third issue, I believe it was the second issue. So do I. One of those, it was the Tim Seeley issue at the very beginning of the series. The ICTUS, the signal was sent, and it didn't just affect children, it affected adults. And this was at the Welcome Back Gala of Bruce Wayne. Right. Which made no sense as well. Welcome but back, Bruce. They had uh, waiters and whatnot, and they were chefs. affected, and they attacked Bruce. And this was, Crazy chefs This was where they said, oh, we have to figure out how Mother is doing this. Let's figure it out. They went on the internet. 
boom, 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 boom. Oh, Jesus fish. and the weirdest thing is they looked on the internet to find a frequency. Uh, that's so off to me, but they found it. It led them to uh, Santa Prisca, where St. Dumas had set up that great big church. Yes. So that's how that all went. This has been basically only the only thing that Tim and, and Jason have done this whole series. Get some this going on. So they got that. In that meantime, they have to show what happened, what happens with this ichthys, how it affects you, and that's where they use Jason Todd, where he mm-hmm. was affected by ichthys. Now, I know, I get the idea, what you're saying, and yes, they say, mother has adjusted it. Right. You're going with that they're talking about this week, that she just adjusted it. The problem no, that I'm I have... recently. Well, the problem that I have is St. Dumas was, uh, they were paid to come up with this signal. Right. In my mind, now again, I went back to see. In my mind, the way they spelled it out, this was long. This was not yesterday. This was years ago. That when Mother started this project, when she changed it from doing the "Hey, we're going to show up where what we're seeing in the flashbacks now," and and we saw a little past that as well, where she they wanted to get the sickness. That's how they got Scarecrow involved. He mm-hmm. came up with the ectus. It's a trauma drug that affects him. They use that to make the signal. So yes. they, this was something that has been going on for a while now. Mm-hmm. So calling it out now, saying, hey, it, she adjust, mother adjusted it. We found this thing at St. Tomas, but mother adjusted it, and it affects children. To me, that is something that is a past tense thing, not something that just happened this week. And it would be like me saying like. So uh, she's been working on. Well, they don't say working on, though. They say that it's that's what it is, that she adjusted it. Right. And we've seen it. We saw kids get the signal and show up to Dick Grayson in the first issue, I believe, right. first or second issue as well, saying, Mother says hi. She said that Bruce hated you when they were at the place where they first <laughs> saw Scarecrow. Yes. And that's basically, they look like children of the corn. So no, that was at the museum. Yeah, but they look like the children of the yeah, corn. Yeah, yeah. They showed up. But no, at the museum, was it was exactly where... They had first found Scarecrow. Oh, was that okay? Yeah, that's what led to them. The church. No, that's what led to them because he even says to Poppy. Poppy was involved at that point, and when he was talking to her, he's like, "Hey, I'm here. This is right where I first met Scarecrow." And then that's when the kid showed up. And again, I'll paraphrase what I remember. It was more like, "Yes, this is where it started." And Mother says, "This is where it'll end." And that's where you found out Poppy was again. Goddamn children of the corn. Yeah, it was the children of the corn. The village so of the damned. They were, they were getting a fa- I think that was already that signal. And the, the weird it's thing is. quite possibly could have been. But here's the weird thing that, again, this, I know that I'm mad about this and this is not exactly this issue, but it all led to this. Mm-hmm. And before, it seemed like a sleeper agent signal. Now it's a signal that actually turns them into the children of mother it (laughs) just everything is just swirling around and it just it doesn't make sense and they they even stress in this they they say oh ictus and here it is it says it was developed by the order of saint dumas on mother's orders Mm -hmm. ictus is a modification of saint dumas's own tech that's just saying that that was before they had that tech that they said oh that's what uh, Tim got exactly the conversion the hand thing. of God yeah. thing that would convert these people. She found out about this and said, "Wait a minute, I can use this to get these children. You develop it. It's already been developed. It's already right. done." And uh, and in fact, I don't even think they said they. She doesn't. Or Tim doesn't say mother tweaked it. Mm-hmm. 
She says Mother had it tweaked, and I think that he's saying that St. Dumas tweaked it for her. They came up with this. They're the tech people. This would have been a a while ago. I don't see how it affected these adults in that second issue. It It only targets children, and I'll go on with that. Where do you draw the line? You say your joke is once you get hair on your balls, it yeah. doesn't affect you. I hate when they do things like this where, where you're like, oh, it only affects kids. Well, what's a kid? You're a fucking kid. Uh, I'm you're a over there playing. Child. I'm telling you, they send that signal now. All of my kids are gone, and you're right behind them. Fucking <laughs> six foot five, goddamn asshole. A fucking catatonic asshole. Fucking your greatest fear is that somebody stole your goddamn toys. And spiders. I'm fucking so angry right now. And I, I don't play that fucking clip because I don't want to play because I want to be angry. Eric. All right, I, all right. I want to be on edge. Uh, but, yeah, you get Jason saying, yeah, I know what it does. And then they show it again. Right, they right. show him with the, the thing. So they're really setting it up that this is what's going to happen. The signals, the signal goes out and it's going to affect these kids' brains. And they're going to be fucking whatever. So, Turn the corner, gotcha. And it even says, but that's not going to be possible when we have hordes of teenage maniacs coming at us. Uh, because they're trying to figure out. They have to say, like, hey, what do we have? What can we do to, to stop this? And Tim even says, well, what I did was I told Jason to go, don't do this. But they, you can't do that. What, are they going to get on the intercom? Everybody, attention. Honestly, just, that sounds like something they might do. They might do. Actually, <laughs> that might happen. But you get all this, and I'm telling you, I'm already angry. I was already angry at this just because there are certain things that have happened in this book that really stick out to me. Mm-hmm. And this issue spit on almost every <laughs> one of them. It did. It, it, there's only a couple things I can grasp that make sense, that kind of tie everything into making sense. And this issue went against almost every one of them. But then it, it continues. They go down in the basement. See, I have no problem with the explanation of what they're doing. This is just an add-on to our story with what it's going to only affect yeah, children. I, said, I can go with that. But to me, here's the thing. When you say that uh, story over continuity, you right. say it. It's a lazy way out. I this agree. is a lazy way out to only make it so that where all of these Robins are, they won't get affected. Tim and or Tim could yes. because uh, you know he's at that cutoff. And as but far as I know, Helena Harper, can. but I don't know. And Harper and maybe Cassandra. Cassandra but I think that she's uh, what is she going to do? She's already done. You know, she's already seen the worst shit. I well, now she's just going to go after but her this friends. But this is this is a way. This is only a way that you can say okay. All and like you said, Tim gets changed. Yeah. Cassandra gets changed. Harper. You have to have somebody still around. Right. You have to have somebody to fight him. Doctor Nets. That's Dick and Jason, Helena, and Doctor Nets there, and <laughs> an orphan. He might even be involved. He might have to fight his way to the deal, and maybe even Poppy. Huh? Poppy. Because Poppy shows up, but I don't talk about that. But that's yeah, fucking I nonsense. think that this is lazy writing to make it so. That they can have a big confrontation with the, you know, the younger Robins versus the older Robins. They're going to see their things. You're going to get to see possibly what Tim, Tim fears the most. You can get to see what, you know what I mean? Right. All it is is a lazy way out uh, to get this this going. I think it's nonsense. I, I just don't think it's all that lazy. It's something we've been dealing with, and yeah, then but we you're... haven't. We saw them. How do you explain those adults getting affected in, in a month before? That was the original signal. Yeah, but that, it, there was no original signal. This ichthus was only made by St. Dumas. Saint Dumas. was made with the th- – and, no. and then they tweaked it. No, they it. never tweaked it. It I says said mother had it tweaked. No, it says mother had it tweaked. They're still talking about it being developed by St. Dumas. Uh-huh. They Ichthus tweaked it. This is a modification of St. No. Dumas text. Mother They're, had no. it tweaked. But what is – okay, so what's the oh, original – I got you. Yeah, what's the original St. Dumas tech? 
It's where it gets anybody. No. The Sigtomas <laughs> tech was that hand of God that yes. got Tim. has nothing and to I, do with Ictus. They, they modified that tech to Ictus. There's only been one Ictus. Uh, maybe all those, all those chefs and friggin' yeah, uh, yeah, waiters were sleeper you, agents. Now, the only, no, it, but it uh, doesn't make sense because this is supposed to be something that turns you into a child of mother. Right. How it's, the tech that was tweaked was the hand of God that Yeah, I got out. you. I, I the only got thing, on board. There's only one thing that you can tell me happened. Now, there's one way out. You can tell me that they are older people that were changed as a child. Right. But that's the other thing that's weird about this. The way they're spelling it out now, it doesn't signal you into, like, we had it. We had uh, the uh, ballerina. The Karina ballerina. She was already a children of mother. Yeah. She was created. But yet the ichthys, and that, so what signal was that? Because this ichthys is supposed to show you your trauma and turn you into that. She's already had that. So what signal is that? That's just one of those, like, trigger words. Yeah, everything makes no sense to me. And this whole thing, this trigger, has been a huge thing. And it just, it doesn't make sense in my mind how it's going. I I know, this is, people are going to be like, this guy is fucking insane. And it shouldn't bother him this much. But this whole thing of reviewing this, it it just gets on my nerves. It really does. Well, then you go down in Spiral's prison where Harper has been yelling with, David Kane, orphan. And yes. basically, David Kane has been being cutesy and like, you don't know you who don't killed know your mom. Happened. Yes, we know. Everybody yeah. fucking knows. Shut your mouth. In the meantime, Poppy's there all of a sudden. Yeah. Poppy out of nowhere because, if I'm not mistaken, last week, that's all Helena was worried about. She was worried about what David Kane was told by Poppy. And how, you know, how Poppy got involved, They you know, her ass is on the line, whatnot. Right. And uh, the problem is, why is she here all of a sudden? There's not enough time. Harper's still there just yelling well, just know, like she I... was. It just makes no sense. It's stupid. If they were, gonna, her mouth shut, they were torturing David Kane to find out what he knew, but yet she's there. Yeah, Poppy wasn't there last no. week. No. So she's there all of a sudden, but you get, again, it, they're getting cute and i i actually got offended a bit by ed brisson's writing here not that it was bad but even he seemed they seemed to want to treat the reader as a retard and basically like they don't know they have no so we're gonna give them little clues and we're gonna we're gonna hint that it was no everybody knows well, that was everybody actually, that was actually one of the biggest problems i had with this book is that it's, it's supposed to be the big reveal that cassandra killed harper's mother yeah but they have not been discreet about that leading up. No, so, they haven't been at all. I'm telling you, we even talked about, I think it was the first issue, or maybe the second, where Harper's out, so out of character because she's demanding that she's Robin. Yeah. She yeah. was supposed to be the next Robin. And I'm like, right there, it's a freaking well, giveaway. I know, because- well, I know that it, it's obvious because that issue when, um, very Sculptor. early, when they touched her hair, when they touched Cassandra's oh, yeah. hair, and she took off, and you would then say, we knew right away. We're like, yeah, I think she was involved in killing Harper's <laughs> mom. And they, uh, again, too, uh, even before that, when we actually, how long has it been since we've seen Cullen? Um, second, third issue. Yeah. How much did he freaking just emphasize <laughs> that their, their mother was dead. killed? Yeah. He said it like, tw- he's probably had three lines in this It might as well have been underlined. Yeah. He kept saying it. Even then on the podcast, we said, yep, I bet your mother had her killed. It was so obvious. It's even the things with uh, the whole thing of quote-unquote mother. 
It, you know, and the fact that they were going on about, hey, Batman, you didn't have your parents, so that's how. And yet, oh, you know who else didn't have a mother? Oh, Harper. Oh, Jason. goodness gracious, Jason. It's all of them. And it just, it's nonsense. But then we go back to a flashback. There's Batman. And this again, this got me upset. Only because I hate when you have a monthly book that has a cliffhanger or an ending scene. Not Even if it wasn't the end of the book, but how right. that the flashback cliffhanger was that Batman was knocked out. Orphan was over him with a sword. And Mother was like, we don't have enough Kill time him. for this. Kill him. Yeah. We start off with this. And there, it's kind of a replay yeah, of that weekend. scene. But it's not. It's different. It's, it's a it's, little different. No, it's a lot different. The the dialogue's different. The the whole thing is set up different. In fact, at that point in the book last week, Batman was completely knocked out. He was out cold. Here he just gets knocked down and then gets up and tackles Orphan. And I said, if you started it off with Batman tackling Orphan right away, then I'd say, okay, he woke up, whatever. But why go back and have different dialogue? It's not the same. It just bothers me that you would it's do just that. Tweaked a little, it's but it was last week. Oh, I got you. It's seven days ago that I read this issue, and it's different. And then Batman blows up the theater they're in, and uh, the the it falls down. And actually, I see now. I actually had a problem because it seems like Batman's the only one who doesn't get hurt. I do mm-hmm. see that that uh, David Kane tried to orphan tried to save Mother. Yes. Even though they end up far away from each other, but yeah, they're both down. Uh, David's like, mother, and then he must get knocked out because he's done. Right. And uh, I would even think that Batman would check on him, but that's fine. Then he's talking to mother. He's saying to her, you know, tell me what's going on. Who's this thing? What's going on? Call off this murder in, in Gotham. This is nonsense. And she just laughs at him. She's just like, nope. It's going to happen because you played the game, and the game's going to end, and this is how it's going to end. And I just, I don't know. I like it. It's rubbing his nose in it. Yeah, it's rubbing his nose in it as she's dying. What does she care? She's going to die. She likes to win. In fact, yeah. She's taking a play from the Jim Warner handbook. It just, but she's not going to win. She's not going to win. And in the meantime, she is not really, I don't know, Batman, I know that she can think, she doesn't know Batman. She doesn't know really who he is, but yet she's playing. She had the psychological. She she, no, she had a she psychological had... profile that she wanted from Scarecrow because she didn't know, and right. he set it up. She didn't get it. He set up what he wanted her to hear, but yet right. she can play psychological games with him now. She can say what he. She knows that he's going to be mad at this. How does she know? She's only talked to the guy probably for a total of about ten minutes. Well, for one thing, it's Bruce. She knows it's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. And she knows that Bruce Wayne lost his parents. So yes. if she shows parents being murdered in front of him and being uh, a yeah. child being left I don't know. as an orphan, I don't know because that'll if, bother Batman. I don't know. I don't know because in my mind, if I just met him and got this false thing that said the only thing he fears is fear, mm-hmm. um, I would think to myself, yeah, Bruce Wayne, he's a fucking psycho who puts kids in danger. Like she has gone to the whole thing. She didn't even thing. go with that psycho, that psychology thing. She knew the scarecrow was freaking playing her. Yeah, but then she wouldn't know anyway. She wouldn't yeah. know. And why, if she did know, why would she have him do it originally? Yeah, she she doesn't she's know. Playing the long game. Yeah, she, no, she doesn't know anything about him. And I think in my mind, I'd think, well, there's Bruce Wayne. He's a millionaire. He's also a psycho who dresses up as a bat, <laughs> goes at night. And you know what? He also puts kids in danger. The only thing that I thought about this was that she would say you know what he's a lot like me and she kind of does say yeah. that, like hey you're like me 
But do you think if she thinks that, that she would think he has any concern? Now he's yelling about yes, it. Maybe you can I'll, say I'll he's say, just trying to rub it in. He didn't kill the parents. He did not go through it. He's a, his biggest weakness is his mm. uh, inability to so kill. So you're saying that she's thinking on her feet because that happened about 10 seconds before this. This right. is right before. But she says, she hey, has a pretty good idea he's who like, who, who's the, I, she, but she doesn't. She actually had to have a psychological profile done because she didn't know. She wants to know more. Yeah, I guess. But, you know, she goes, no, you're hey, enemy, Jim. She goes, no, you're she goes, get in, good, reach in my pocket. I've got this thing in there. And again, I was like, yeah. why would he do this? I said in my review, I said, is that a, a thing in your pocket or are you happy to see me, mother? I don't know. It's just, it's stupid. It, it's, 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 it works. No, but yeah, but that's again. It's it's convenient to set up what's going on. No, it, I agree. I'm done. There, there are problems. There, with she this has book. a fucking uh, a video recorder. I don't, what is that device? It's it, a video projector. It's a video projector in her pocket. All, all signals are jammed. Yeah, everything's jammed, jammed but that. This video. Yeah. And well, just, that's kind of crazy. Just Mom. saying to him, "Hey, reach in my pocket. You know, you'll get a good surprise." Yeah, that would be bad. Actually, I had an issue because when I would talk about Harper, I kept saying her mother, and the, right. it threw me off, so I had to put mom there. But, yeah, she, she, he reaches in and gets this video, and it's showing uh, basically Harper's parents getting killed. But at first, you actually see a little setup, and she's like, yeah, these two lowlifes. Like, this is just everything just – it did not play well with me. And you see, and it seems like they're not really lo- – Harper's mom seems to be okay. You got a crazy ass theory with this, but well, no, I, I'm saying they aren't like the greatest clothes. And, well, I'm you know, saying she, I think they're stealing copper pipe and tube to pay for Harper's mom's uh, expensive taste. She's high maintenance because she looks it. She's got her hair all done. She's got the scarf on. She's got a fucking leather uh, goddamn gloves. I'm like these are fucking supposed to be low lifes that Those live are in fucking leather. the slum. It's so ridiculous but she's like i don't think this is right you shut your mouth like that the dad's awful he's a piece of shit uh but the mother's there they're doing it and then what you get then is more of cassandra and david king yelling at each other which in this scene poppy is not there anymore that cell nope. has disappeared and uh he finally tells her yeah he had killed your parents he says the september 29th and she's like you remember that september 29th don't you and she's like no and he, yep, Harper. Do you have a specific date, uh, year in mind? Yeah, and he says, you, you know, Cassandra killed your parents, and that's when we go and we see more of the video, and there's Cassandra attacking. She's going to kill. Uh, the dad gets away. The mom does not. Slices her throat, which we've seen now. This yeah. is a, a couple times we've seen it. The big reason that I had a problem with this is who is videotaping this? Where is I the videotape? No there's no way there's a videotape. No, there's, there's, there's a videotape before when they're doing the stuff, and now there's somebody videotaping this. Uh, you can tell me that Cassandra put a camera there so that they can see, but why would it have been before? She had just, all the best angles. And, yeah, and it changes angles. Yeah. Uh, it just It's stupid. It makes no sense. I do and have a it, problem with that. And it is a... Um, it is a uh, convenient way just to show it, obviously, yeah. and we knew this was not a shock. This is not a shock at all. It happened We just like last uh, issue where we knew that Batman didn't kill these people. Yeah. And uh, Batman still, he's just like, you know, stop this, don't let it happen. And then Mother crunches down on my favorite, a cyanide tooth. <laughs> and I love those. Now it's a, you know, we get these once a week, I think now, or at least we mention them. And then Batman is going to revive her with what he yells out. I don't know what, why does, why did they have him yell it out? 
So he yells out sodium so thiosulfate, sodium sure. nitrate, and amyl nitrate. And I said, I always heard amyl nitrate was something that uh, people use so that they can have some good anal sex. So See, I, I always know thought it was called anal nitrate. No, it's amyl nitrate. <laughs> I think that that was always the joke that it sounded like that. But I don't know what he has planned. I learned mother. something new, Jim. Yes. So mother's there. He's about to do this. The police bust in with that fucking kid. And he's like, there he is. There's the demon. Shoot him. And they open fire. They don't even wait. I, I love it because they open fire, and he goes to protect himself. Then the guy says, he's attacking. Shoot, Shoot to kill. kill. Do not let him escape. Yeah. I'm thinking, you've already yeah, started what shooting What were they doing kill. before? So, yeah, the mother looks like she's dead. Yeah. She looks dead. Now, I, I told you, I have a feeling it's the, uh, you know, a paralytic. Yeah type of thing uh but batman seems to know right away i don't even know why he knows right away it's cyanide he just claims it i guess that's all you put in those teeth well he said he's had people who tried it before yeah but it's weird she just bites down on it that and it's red though i'm telling i always thought it's white i thought that was her blood really i really did because she's actually makes sense it's the white bone mixing with the blood coming out i just thought that was part of it yeah and she's crazy looking but yeah and in fact they make it so that you see that definitely that needle Gets yeah. shot. It's and he's not going bullet. to her. And he can't. I kept actually her. looking at that, seeing if that needle was in her first. Before. Yeah. yeah but it, now it, it is not. No. And so you're getting the idea, yes, she's dead. I don't think she is. If anything, Because we've seen her five years later. Well, you'd never know. Maybe they say that there's eight mothers. Who knows? Uh, That's what I think that little. I think that kid saves her. The, she's like the tall the, man in the Phantasm yeah, series. Uh, yeah, I think so. But yeah, then, then we go back. To St. Hadrian's, and I don't know. I know the signal hasn't gone off yet, right, Eric? But the retard signal has. The mongoloid, because the <laughs> I don't art, know what the fuck. Oh happens. my we god! This is the present. panel that I put in my review. <laughs> I'm telling you. First off, who if, is the worst? Because I, a lot of people are telling me they think Tim is the worst. I think panel. Tim is the worst. I, I think it's Cassandra. Cassandra all of a sudden becomes she all becomes a an old mama son of massage pal. She massage is an powers. Asian lady who is seventy. <laughs> and I'm telling you, those Asian ladies usually they they age very well. So she might actually no, they do be, not. Who are you she talking might actually to? be 110. No, so you know, there's a lot. If you anybody who has to work hard is going to end up aging, but some, you know, the Asians they they I live think a long like they time. look good up until like forty, and then they turn seventy five really immediately. That is an awful thing to say. That what? is awful. And I'm looking at it, and no, but I love th- I love looking at this though because uh, I'm looking at Dick Grayson, right? Yeah. There's no that way that Agent Thirty Seven is getting all the ladies. No, look at him. Yeah, he's not getting the girls. <laughs> uh, you look at Tim, and Tim actually looks a little like Steve from American Dad to me. Suddenly, I don't even know why. I'm looking at all of a sudden he has a nine head, like yeah, he has oh the worst receding hairline. Yeah, actually, he looks like he's about fifty two. <laughs> Uh, Dick he's putting like, the mask back yeah, on. Dick looks One like more he's adventure, brothers. Like eighty. At least he's kept in shape. He's got the abs still, but he even looks like he's gray. And he's got a comb over. Cause, yeah, Cassandra though. Oh my! What happened? <laughs> and she looks like she's like six foot tall all of a sudden. This was a girl. Yeah, she's who's like she's the cutest little dick. girl. And and now I don't know. What has happened? And she might, might even be taller than it because it looks like she's oh. slouching a bit the from best, the weight of the, the world from all these too. years she's lived. Yes, you want to you want to keep laughing. Just go down there and see the next panel with Dick, and he's like, "How much time do you need?" I don't know what happened then. Look at him. And then the next panel, Doctor Nets is a, lost as a man neck. all of a sudden. He, yeah, the next panel he's lost his neck, and Doctor Nets is a dude. <laughs> 
Oh, it's the worst. It is so bad. And See, then, at least something can make you happy oh about this. Oh, my God, it's, it's making me so happy because then they're trying to figure out the code and the sickness. And then you go down, and then there's Tim, and I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> he's gained like 40 pounds. And now he's a 12-year-old oh boy. Oh, my God, it's the worst. <laughs> you want to keep keep the fun going here. Go to the next one when Dr. Nets figures out at schools. What happened to Dr. Nets's face? Why is that so long face? <laughs> it is, looks like a gorilla. <laughs> she's the worst oh yes and i, but I thankfully, love it that's where all the nonsense ends. oh my god i don't yeah, know what happened still, I, don't, I don't know i think that freaking who is it on our is it scott eaton he had a fucking stroke i don't know what happened somebody no. on the, the site said that they think tim had a stroke and he looks so bad <laughs> i'm telling but, you all the art up until this point at the present time at the end of the book i love it yeah, i love every well, piece of art and this it, just gets insane. There still is nonsense. And this, it actually reminded me of a scene in Star Wars because it's one of those where they're trying to figure something out. And the minute they figure it out, shit goes bad yes. there. And it's almost like I said, it does remind me of Luke. And he's like, if they followed these tracks, then they went home. Oh. And then he runs down and they're dead. <laughs> but yeah, in here, it's like, oh, where do you think that this could be? And I love that uh, Jason's Jason like, is so they're like where do kids hang out? And he's like, malls? Like, what Nobody happened? Hangs out at malls. Do you ever hear of 9-11, buddy? They don't hang out at malls. Actually, I wonder what they'd call in the DCU since they change everything. It'd be like right. B-11. Who knows? B-11. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they, it'd be 11-9. That's how they change it. Somehow they're going to get sued. But yeah, they, they figure out that it would be the best place to get this signal would Schools. be at a school because yeah. there's a lot of kids. Immediately it happens. They get it gets targeted. At least that's what it seems. And it's funny yes. because if you look, it's coming out of all the speakers, all this crap, and they're yelling. Doctor Netz's solution is just to cut the wires. It's too late. Tear and the they speakers say, off okay, the wall. Let's seal the room. We got a panic room here. Where's Jody yes. Foster? Let's get this goddamn <laughs> panic room going. Boom! Door falls down now, again. I thought to myself, this is odd because we've seen it happen. We've seen what happens with Jason. Right. That he gets affected by, uh, and you have a period of time where it is affecting you, where you're working out this fear, and then you become what is supposed to be somebody without fear. To me, that does not mean that the signal goes off and the people act like fucking goddamn raving lunatics, which they even say kind of right. is what would happen. I don't see that. I don't I, I'm see that the like, signal I, I does see they that. Dro- they drop down and like 15 minutes all of a yeah. sudden the crazies. But in, in 15 minutes, first off, if they want to be selfish. They can get the fuck out. Fifteen minutes, they're in a plane. They get the hell out. They can Not also. All of them. They, I'm, no, I'm saying just the the team here. They can say like, fuck Tim's the part of the team. What's that? Tim's part of the team. Yeah, the but they just, yeah. You know what? You put cotton in his ears. That's all it is. You put cotton because they're saying you just cut the thing. You put cotton in his ears. Off you go. And I'm um, continuing. Dick still he gets crazier looking as they go. And the, <laughs> oh my God, he looks terrible. And Doctor Nitz is slowly becoming more of a man. Yes. I don't understand it. Um, but yeah, I think that they're not. They're going to make it seem like the signal goes, and these people automatically start causing havoc. And I just don't see it. I don't see it working this way, especially because in the beginning it seemed like this whole thing with these children was a process that they would have it happen to them. And then after that, they can be triggered to work out their thing. Like the ballerina. Right. She was made before, and then she she got on the phone, triggered, attacks Harper and uh, Cassandra. She was made the old way in my mind. Yeah, that, even so, it seemed like that's how it was going to be. The new way just seemed like she was saying it's just more effective. 
Pretty much, and it's Joker it's, talks, and immediately, yeah. yeah. Bam. And it, it, but the new way just seemed to be like, listen, instead of going through this, all this crap of having to kill people and something like this to reenact this and Sculpt do this, it's very and... easy. We don't have to leave anywhere. We can just do the sick this. It happens that way. Boom. You know what, mother? That's a great plan. And, and this way, it just it's so odd. But then the big the big cliffhanger is that it's affecting kids. And they go, where's Harper? Now, the problem is, is we were talking about what age Harper we think Harper is. And right. I think that she's over 18. I, I don't think, think so. this would affect her. And the reason I say especially is because when Batman did get rid of her uh, father, got him out of the picture, I think he waited until she was old enough to take care of herself and Cullen. And her brother, he, yeah. he wouldn't just get a 15-year-old out there. We didn't even get to talk about that bit because this whole thing rides on the fact that Cass- uh, Harper was supposed to be the Robin. What about her younger brother? Yeah, what I know. Yeah, we didn't him say that. That's another thing. They keep, they keep mentioning Harper. Harper, oh, she's going to be an orphan. Oh, Harper. Never says, like, you know what? You piece of shit, Batman. Now there's going to be two people without uh, parents. Uh, no. Cullen is like, he's he's a forgotten guy. He's there playing video games there. <laughs> he's not a very – he's forgotten. It's, it's very weird that, he, that he's never even brought yeah. up. And all they had to do was like you're going to orphan two kids. It actually, to me, makes it even more of a tragedy. Agreed. And in fact, even go to the point where you say, listen, uh, you wanted a Robin, but now your fucking games are now going to give two kids. This poor Cullen wasn't even supposed to be involved and now he he doesn't even have any future. You've ruined you, their lives. Colin but what is become, Colin going to end up? Colin has become Jan Brady and freaking Harper yeah. is fucking Marsha. Yeah. It's yeah. all about fucking Marsha. He's just a Harper, Harper, Harper. He's over there with fucking, fucking spoiler. When are we gonna, <laughs> we make that joke of it, and yet we never see them. I, nope. They should have at least at this point, all they have to do too is have, uh, spoiler, Stephanie Brown try to contact Harper to tell him they're okay. Hey, hey, Th- hey, that's all. Eter- Eternal is all about spoiler. Well, yeah. and Robin Eternal even is that, all about Harper. Even so, or have Harper try to call them. Even, <laughs> she said at the one point, she did mention, oh, I'm going to die. And and he, Colin's going to have awful taste in music because of Stephanie Brown. So you get the idea that, yes, they she knows they're yeah. together. Stephanie's watching them. Why, why isn't she calling them? to My see? retard least, brother needs watching. Yeah, at least one time they'll call. And just so you're like, okay, I remember them. Because when they come back, it's just going to be so jarring. Really, really weird. Do you think they'll come back? Do you think you'll see them before the last issue? I wonder somehow they're going to retcon Cullen out. Yeah. All of a sudden they go back, hey, Stephanie, what have you been doing? I don't know. I haven't been doing anything. And they just don't even mention I wish you had a brother that kept me company. Yeah, pretty much Chuck. No, he's Chuck. He went upstairs with the goddamn basketball, never to return. He just went to play <laughs> video games, didn't return. That was Telos. Get out of here. <sighs> yeah, I, I didn't like this issue. What would you give this book? I gave it a 2.5. I and... hated it. I hated every minute of it. It got me so angry. Uh, Like you said, I did like some of the art, but by the end, it was awful. Oh, yeah, I liked everything point, up to the end. To the point where it was one of the worst bit of art I have seen. I'm yeah, not saying in this book, in this Ever. series... Ever. It was that bad, so I don't care how good the, the stuff before that looked. This was, I mean, you give me you give me a sandwich you. and I take one bite of it. Oh, this is a good ham and cheese. Then you shit in that sandwich and then I take a bite. I'm not going to start thinking, well, you know what? That first bite was pretty good, so I'm going to rate this an 8 out of 10. Definitely, no, I have I'm going to eat that goddamn shit, shit fucking Jesus. sandwich, and I'm going to fucking kill you because it's the worst thing I ever ate. So, yeah, this is the shit sandwich of fucking books. I hated it. Hated uh, it because of I what would, it did to the series. I would give it a 5.5 yeah, out of 10. I, I fucking hate it. 
And of course, we hate it. So it's the fucking one we talk about for an hour. Jesus Christ. Ay, yeah, yeah. Let's move on. There Ooh. it is. Ay, ay, ay. Hold on. Where's my clip? Yeah, get your clip. Yeah. Drink it up, fucking <laughs> Maddie D. And I'm telling you, this is where you see, and I'll, I'll talk about that goddamn phrase. That, that is when I'm at wit's end. And I even said to you at work when I got that email of Maddie, and uh, I said, you know what? I usually say that because I don't really want to curse. It isn't that. Now I realize that is actually when I say that, I hope that everybody, and if it annoys you when I say it, even think, that is when Jim has had enough. Jim is about to kill himself like he did way back after high school. I, I, I just have enough. When I say that, that is me trying to cleanse the shit out of my goddamn ham sandwich, Eric. Are you okay now? I probably woke everyone up. They're all asleep and I'm screaming. Yes, let's move on. To me, it looked like a leprechaun to me. Yeah. I got to look up in the tree. Who else in the leprechaun say yeah? Yeah. yeah? yeah. All right, buddy. God damn it. That guy makes me feel happy. God damn it. He makes that's me right. feel happy. I want to get a backhoe and fucking dig up that fucking gold. I'm sure that's next week's clip, isn't it? Possibly. The guy who looks like Easy. <laughs> I'm telling you, my favorite other guy in that that you do not like is the ghetto professor who tries to give his explanation of how nature has caused this. It's a, I believe it's a shadow. He's like, it's a shadow a playing and all of that. I love that guy. What's the all next right. book? Batman Beyond number nine, written by Dan Jorgens with art by Bernard Chang, Marcel Mialo, and Dave Sharp. Oh, yeah. Batman makes his way to Metropolis to find Matt McGinnis. Oh. Also, I assume to escape the terribleness that is Neo-Gotham turning away desperate people. It's Metropolis where Tim Drake first comes across the Splicers and not the animal men from Kamadi that I was bitching about last issue. Yes. And like most other fights he gets in, Tim gets his ass kicked and is taken to Dr. Co... I can never pronounce this. Cuvier. 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 Cuvier, the mad doctor behind the Splicers. Yes. Uh, it's funny. We yelled about Kamadi, but the Splicers makes total sense. Total sense. <laughs> Fucking uh, idiots. Me and while, you uh, both. While Matt finds the Justice League beyond alive and well trapped in cryotubes. Yep. Possibly. Uh, I'm not that upset about this issue. <laughs> not like that last. And you know no. why? Because I, I really don't care much about this book. I've lost a lot of interest in it, and this issue was okay. It's all right. I'm saying it's, it's, it keeps the fun enough. I didn't have a bad time reading this book. It's just that I have this problem where it seems like every issue I'm reading, yeah. I'm reading it for the cliffhanger. Yeah. And then when I jump into oh. the next issue, there's never that payoff that the cliffhanger kind of promised. It's kind of like Batman Beyond, Batman and Robin Eternal, I mean. <laughs> it's all the same. But, yeah, I, I'm with you. There's a lot of uh, a lot of what seems like filler in these issues. Like I know. In the middle, there's a lot of uh, just Unneeded shit. things kind of going on. But not. I'm telling you, we get it that Gotham has a lot of people that want to get in. It's the yes. last city that seems they to be got functioning. Shit. These people want it. And we I also get the fact that they don't have an unlimited supply of the shit. Yeah. They they have this whole thing. It's almost like a social commentary going that I don't care about. I That's understand. I understand I, when people want food, they want food and yeah. they need medicine. Yes, I understand. I, I had this issue where I really didn't care about these refugees. No. I but and you're supposed to believe that like Fox Luke Fox is making this terrible decision. Yeah. He's an awful yeah. person. Yeah. This is actually probably the best writing in the book. Yeah, because it is. it's between a rock and a hard place, and I actually felt the fucking anguish because we got these people. They are dying. They need medicine. They need food. They think that Neo Gotham has it, and Luke's yeah. the one who knows what kind of stock yeah. they have, and, and they I'll, don't have enough for everybody. Yes, everyone. and I'll, I'll even tie that in. I really like then in Metropolis later in the issue 
when they actually hear, oh, you're from Gotham. Oh, I heard that's a paradise. Like this, it's paved in gold. That, that gets you the idea. Yes, this is why these people showed up there. They yeah. had all, and it would be, it would suck. It's like I'm telling you, it's like every goddamn Christmas at my house growing up. You're so excited, Eric, and then when you actually see the reality, it makes you that much more angry because then you think that, oh, you guys must have lied to somebody. Like you get angry. The only thing I don't like about this scene. I, it's not that I don't like it. Well, Luke Fox, get the fuck back in the city. Don't you get out there among the people. You, you are a, <laughs> a, a public official. You, you don't need that. that. That he's not killed yet is shocking to me. Because Luke Fox is a hero. He's going to go and stand his ground. He is. It's not even like he's standing his ground. He's just hanging and talking to the people. He's a man of the people. I think they are going to get killed. He's going to get killed, but why he doesn't get killed is because he's obviously hired pieces of shit guards who like to hit people over the head with fucking uh, things. These people just want food. It's like, here it is. The riot is going on right now in Mm -hmm. Running Man, and Arnold is telling him these are only innocent women and children. They just want food, and then they open fire. That's what happened to that guard. I there was no like open it. fire, though. And, and it's funny because they now... To, they shut that guy up because he was going to cause a riot. They wanted to shut him yeah. up right away. Mar- well, Mark uh, ruined it with, for but... me now. Because I, I get the idea. There he is. The, the guard is hitting that guy. Yes. And it's in it's in the red. The red with the yeah. yellow note. Well, then you go down, and there's the uh, Luke saying, get us reinforcements once these people realize how limited our resources are. And that's in red. And, white. and yes, that's a bad thing, but you're throwing no, it I, in too I much. agree. Yeah, he he ruined it for me now. Because then you go to the next page. He's right. The next page has two of them. Yeah. What is going on? But we find Tim going to Metropolis to uh, find Matt. And he has this really weird line of thinking. Because he happens to see these billboards where he keeps talking about this doctor character. Yeah. And he's like, that must be where Matt went. I'm like, I don't really know how you get into this train of thought. You know, Matt definitely seemed like he had a plan leaving Neo-Gotham. Yeah. And and the other thing is, is you go into a city... That is destroyed, correct? Correct. And this billboard does not look new. Nope. And if I would, if you would ask me, this billboard for this doctor is from before. Like, what, do you see a, a billboard from McDonald's and, the, oh, you know what? He heard there was a McDonald's here. Fucking to me, you see these billboards. I am not paying attention to these billboards. If no, this was if this was something that was spray-painted on the side of a fucking building, and, and you know, a graffiti style that I, I enjoy, like back I... in Beach Street, Eric, then I'd say, okay, that's new. That's something that's going on now. This doctor thing, to me, if I saw that in this metropolis, I'd think that that's something from before brother i destroyed the city i yeah, really would well. i would think it's just a abandoned thing the other thing that gets me didn't think that there was that many people going on in metropolis the way yeah, that you saw it when matt the first shanty saw town it, when matt first saw it though it looked like that town was leveled like Agreed. remember when he came over and he's like metropolis and it was like there the junk planet, yeah, it, just, Transformers. Yeah, it looked like just craziness and now all of a sudden you get this, like you know, like you said, it's like a shanty the town. Hooverville. And people are, you know, the, and the fact they have people, oh, boiled water, fresh and guaranteed. Um, there's more going oh, on than no, I no, thought. It's a barter town. Yeah, I, it's more than I thought, though. I didn't think there was anybody. That's why people were leaving. I know that there's the claim is everything costs a lot and it's yeah. shit, whatever. But it, there's still, it's not like... What I thought. I didn't think anybody lived in Metropolis anymore. Yeah, I thought I. that it was the outskirts, maybe. Yeah, it threw me off when we saw this. But uh, Tim goes down all incognito. You know, he has the Batman Beyond suit, just puts on his normal street clothes. Yeah. And uh, starts talking, hey, yeah, I'm from uh, Gotham. You all know what the doctor's all about? Yeah. Huh? 
I like. Really like I, they're I about to like, beat his ass because he's asking too many questions. I like the one guy though, cause, who he talks to, and right. he's like, "Cigarettes feed your habit. You want cigarettes? No, man, don't touch them. Okay, uh, you want a cigar? <laughs> really? This has to extend." <laughs> Some people smoke cigars and not cigarettes. Yes, it just it, it had to extend that way. And I thought what I thought was getting what uh, Tim was getting at. I thought that this might have been the doctor in the skies or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm like, why you get is some weird this ideas. guy? And, but I'm, why is this guy like the guy? And it extends. I, I I'm think telling every you, guy's that guy. Honestly, I'm just saying you didn't need this guy this many times. But yeah, then he's asking the questions about the doctor, and it, it ends up with the you like, know, hey, oh, doctor, he's a bad dude. You ask him questions. My brother-in-law, Michael, he wanted to go because doctor will give you anything you want, but there's a price, and yeah, you don't want to pay price. that price. Michael went, and he got his family food, but he never came back. He never came back, and I, I still don't know how he got that food to the family. And why yeah. would? Here's the deal. Michael goes there. And he's he's making striking this bargain up. They take yeah. Michael, and uh, why why would the doctor ever take that food? You don't have to. Though. Honestly, no. I think he does because as we see later on, Michael is one of the splicers, and yeah, it seems I like know. he likes his job. Yeah, uh, that I know. But I think to me, it was that that you don't he, want was your just, he was to just turn changed. You. I think that he's changed. I don't think he. It's not like he remembers. I don't think he remembers his family then. Well, I think he remembers everything. You think he remembers? Oh yeah. Does he just like doing what he's doing, or he just doesn't want to go back and scare his kids? I think he made an agreement. He went with it. He likes being a tiger yeah. man, and is just going with it. Yeah, I I thought it was odd, but yeah, they they end up and uh, hey, oh yeah, the doctor, Doctor Colvin, he's over there at the old Justice League Watchtower, which Matt is already gone for. He's got a beeline. He's ahead of the game. Yeah, it's so funny though. Now that I'm thinking of it, I'm looking that they mentioned and they stressed that Michael only to show you. Oh yeah, who what happened to him later? <laughs> like okay, we get it. But yeah, <laughs> uh, they grab that fucking hand, the the fucking John yeah, they Stewart want the Green Lantern hand. Yep, the Green Lantern hand and again. Then. Then Tim shows up. I, it just, I don't know. And gets his ass kicked immediately. Yeah. Now, these animal men were tracking Matt since like two issues ago, maybe last. Yeah, it had yeah. to have been last issue. Yeah. And uh, they wanted to bring Matt to Dr. Colbert because apparently they always look for someone to fucking turn into a goddamn animal man. Yeah, they want to make him an animal. And now that they beat the shit out of Batman, they're going to take Batman to Dr. Colbert. Yeah, and they, they, like you said, all of a sudden it's like it's solid gold because you've got that you got him to take, but he also has tech to sell. It's oh, crazy. Yeah. You, you got, got everything with this. And the yeah. biggest part is because he finds Matt. Matt's about to be fucking taken by the animal man. The splicers. Like, I want to keep calling him animal yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. The splicers. Batman intervenes, and then immediately the Green Lantern ring flies out of yeah. Matt's pocket. And Matt just kind of runs after it, winds up in a goddamn room in the Justice League watchtower, and it's just a room full of cryotubes at the Justice League Beyond. Yep. And, and it's um, weird because he forgot all about Batman. Batman got his ass kicked. You don't even know. He was nope. taken away. Nope. You are terrible, Matt. Uh, one thing that I will say, though, is that I always like the art in this book. Yeah. That page with the Justice League is incredible. I love that. It looks so good. And Honestly, that, say the, the cliffhanger to this book is the Dr. Colvier reveal. Yeah. And I'm like, I didn't even put that. I put the no. Justice League this picture on, been, on my this review. Could have been, this would have been an awesome cliffhanger yeah it's way bigger uh, because, in my mind and, uh, especially because people have been saying like oh this and again even with the dr kobe yeah they uh the people who jumped on this book because they're batman beyond fans are oh i'm not getting my batman beyond whatever this is actually like holy shit maybe you know we're yeah, getting close guy, we're getting a lot closer. we saw before in the yeah, cartoon we have the awesome. splicer guy yeah. and then you have the justice league and there, there they are and it, it's so cool and I'm so weird, weirded out, though, by this freaking cryotube thing, because there we have Warhawk, we have Barda, and in Micron's flashback, we clearly saw them die and become fucking assimilated to the yep. goddamn Borg. Yeah, 
Yeah. Now that Are leads me clones? to think. I know, but does that lead me to think? Is Micron lying? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, that could be. I thought maybe. I don't know. It doesn't make sense that they'd be clones and that they would let them live because it, you would. That's the other thing. Don't you think that all these splicers would have been down in here at one point and no, seen I don't know. Because the ring leads them in there because it's going to Cairo. Yeah, but it doesn't really go that crazy. It goes down a couple hallways. Yeah. I just think that. Oh, I agree. In something like this, somebody would have been down there trying to, you know, I, I get would some. I all the goddamn rooms. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's just maybe it was something special, but it is awesome. It's an awesome deal, and yeah, it's like holy crap, that's them. But maybe they're they'll spell it out that they're clones that were set up there in case something goes wrong. That, that they can be. I feel wrong. I just don't know why they would end up in these tubes. Why I they know would, why either? Did they think that oh no, shit's going wrong? We'll get in these tubes so that we can be awoken later. I don't know. Are people not actually, like, become Borg monsters? Or are they just replaced while they're freaking, you know, like kind of like pod people? Well, the other thing I'll ask you that I don't know that is just a crazy question. Um, if a clone of Cairo, would that actually have the ring go to him? Well, this isn't, this isn't Cairo's ring. This is John Stewart's yeah, ring. Yeah, I just think that because John Stewart's gone, it's going to the next possible uh, right. deal. But like, it, where, it actually his makes ring? it... Yeah, I know. That's what I'm going to say. I don't know if when he was... Uh, put in this tube the ring is somewhere else or he lost i don't know yeah i don't know there's a lot of questions to be answered with this or but it's, it's just really like cool. one of those things all of a sudden the rings become like a fucking uh, you know bb8 it's taking them around seriously taking them places but this is would be a really cool non-cliffhanger because i'm telling you I was, I was so upset that we weren't going to get any just league beyond because they'd all been killed already yeah now we have it back yeah I, I actually, yeah, if that was the cliffhanger, it would have been awesome. But it does go on a little more, and you see, like you said, that Tim got his shit kicked out of him. They're going, and it's Dr. Covier. Covier. And, yeah, that's another big thing. It's like and a double. they're going to splice him. It's a double goddamn cliffhanger because, yeah. yeah, they're going to splice him. But uh, I don't know. I, I like the issue enough. I love the ending. I love that you have yeah, just great beyond. I, Dr. Covier, I, I'm not But a, every cliffhanger is good in the series. Yeah. The yeah. fucking middle section is boring yeah, as shit. Yeah, there's a lot of nothing going on. And again, next next issue, we're going to... It's almost like um, Earth 2 Society, where right. you'd have some things going on, but then you had to get back to this whole goddamn rebuilding and the, yeah. do we have this engine? And You know what right I mean? Right after Planetfall. Yeah, and just you, you kept getting that, and that's what's happening here. And you know, plain as day, that next month... There is going to be a big section of people trying to get medicine and food with Luke yep. Fox, and eventually, I think that it's it's definitely leading to a point where Luke is going to have to make that decision, the hero's choice, Eric, of whether <laughs> he does open fire on him because there's going to be some problems, and hopefully something works out, uh, you know, and he'll figure it out, which he probably will. Yeah, but yeah, what did you? I, give lo- I love the art in this book, and I'm saying I, I just wish there was more substance to it. But I have enough fun enough time reading it. Six point five out of ten. Uh, that's what I have down for myself. Six point five. Uh, the next issue is a continuing on the Batman tip, and that is Detective Comics number forty nine. I want to say beforehand, Eric, we're dummies because we <laughs> had the assumption that the this story would not continue in the number fifty. Uh, extended over size. I didn't issue. know. I just went I had no idea. Said. I actually thought that what they were doing I'm with these follower. number fifties I actually just thought these number fifties were something special that they're right. gonna tell just a big story. Uh it looks like this is gonna end here because it doesn't end this issue Eric. Yeah. And what I have it is written by Peter J. Tomasi. Gotta get my notes here. Art by Fernando Passerin, Matt Ryan, Chris Sotomayor, 
and Wes Abbott. The crazy mystery continues with Jim Gordon and Harvey Bullock trying to figure out what is going on with this goddamn psycho in Gotham. <laughs> we learn a couple of things, Eric. The guy is definitely a history buff, right? Totally. He's making his masks from statues around Gotham, which upset me. Really? I thought that was a letdown. He's gathering bones, and he is batshit crazy, Eric. We also learn that Bullock is kind of a science geek, but after all that, I still <laughs> feel nerd. a bit confused about where this story is going. Thank no God idea. me and Eric were wrong because it continues next month in the oversized issue number 50, where I pray it is wrapped up in a way that I care about and makes sense to me. Um, I didn't mind this issue. I, it might have sounded that I was it's, being, uh, uh, what's it called, negative? Right. I'm not negative. It's just that not much goes on. I'm telling you, I was... <sighs> I'm saying I like to say that Batman Beyond not a lot goes on. Yeah. This was just a whole lot of explanations that didn't lead anywhere. Yeah, it's weird because I even said in my notes, it seems like something has happened. But <laughs> then when you think about it, not Nothing. much did. And there's just, you start off with this goddamn it's astronaut. A, you know right? what it is? It's a goddamn history lesson. Yeah, well, yeah, it's a history lesson. But it's also weird because there's also this this continuing bit about... The families in Gotham and how Jim, even you might get the idea that Jim is upset because he hasn't been there for his daughter lately because he's right. back. There's just that that weird thing it's in the like background. It's like that's so all of a sudden. Yeah, there's that weird thing in the background. And then there's more of the morgue. Uh, you get a lot of morgue again. Just, just them standing around in the morgue discussing just talking, space and, and like history of NASA. Here's the thing, though. I really like Peter J. Tomasi. Uh-huh, so do I. And I really like, I like the dialogue. I, I actually have a, a issue with a couple things that are said, but in general, I like the issue, but not that much happens. You know what's crazy? He's really taken the idea of detective comics to like the literal yeah. sense because this is all just straight up detective work. Yeah. I'm surprised you're not doing paperwork in this fucking thing. Yeah, and it starts off that you had that the astronaut who I said before it was Alan Shepard. It was mm -hmm. very obvious what the, that it was, and they, they even spell it out this. Uh, issue that it definitely was but he goes they give you his whole fucking life yeah. story oh yeah they go and grab him off of the building that he's on remember he's in the astronaut yes. he's in the suit he's got the thing uh, and it's funny because i actually thought that that was a parachute so did I. and they like spell it out that it was definitely a weather balloon which they say at the beginning remember the last time they said oh a weather balloon there's yeah. a report of a weather balloon and i thought oh that was odd it was a a fucking uh, parachute but it's not they take him down and he, Jim's laying him down. He's going to try to figure out what's going on. In the meantime, it's about at that same place that he was before. Or there's a lot of buildings like it, but it's a place where there's a million windows. Yeah. And before, memory was standing there looking at everybody. He's yeah, like, being oh, a peeping Tom. They, these, people, these people are, you know, get to live their life or whatever. But he's there. All these people are like, oh, my God, what's now going on? Now they're watching him. And they're watching. And he's like, oh, God damn it. And he yells up to Julia, hey. This is the craziest part yeah, of the book. Kill the lights. They can see everything. This isn't a goddamn circus. She doesn't do it. No. She, and then he's like, fuck this. And I, I think that you're trying to get this idea that Batman, Jim Gordon, is a good guy that doesn't want to. He's protecting the people. Yeah, he doesn't want to traumatize people. There's kids. What's Julia doing? I have no idea. And then. I have not, to cough. On, I'm sorry. Say, on top of that, not only what is Julia doing, he shoots out yeah, the Yeah, well, then he shoots the light, which I'm gun. like, okay. And, and then, then she, Julia has a yeah, bitchy-ass yeah, run. I'll make Miss Powers send yeah. you the bill. And like, I even put in my fuck? notes, uh, maybe she's joking, 
but it comes off very weird because he has already told her to goddamn and has a very legitimate reason. Yeah. And the way that she acts in this by not turning off the lights and then what she says makes it seem like it would be somebody who is working for Jerry Powers right. and hates Batman. Pretty you know much. what I mean? Like, turn off the lights. We're not going to do that because uh, somehow the lights... orders from you. And somehow the lights are triggered into something that they're videotaping it. They're they're keeping a record. You know what I mean? That it's, it's just something a goddamn like light. Yeah, it's a light. And you are letting kids see a fucking dead spaceman. You don't need that. Even he I, says, we don't need this light. It's, it's just so weird. It's because they're trying to kind of emphasize how good of a guy Jim yeah. Gordon is and how he has these family values that's want to traumatize these fucking people. Yeah. But in order to do that, they make Julia terrible. They make her terrible. Now, there is a funny part later where he tells her to jam the lights on. And mm-hmm. I wish she would have said, there are no lights. You fucking <laughs> knock them out, but they don't. But then all of a sudden, you know... Bullock shows up in his private oh, helicopter. He <laughs> shows up. He's, hey, what's going on, buddy? And they go into the morgue. And I, I really laughed because at this point, there is Bullock and, and Jim still talking. They're talking back and forth. And the doctor tries to interrupt a bunch of times, correct? Yes. And I think that she is still pissed that Gordon, uh, you know, was given the props last time. Remember when he found that thigh bone or whatever <laughs> was gone? And they were like, hey, that's good. She would have missed it. This is the piece of shit doctor that they were fucking bad-mouthing. And <laughs> she found out. It. She heard them, and she's pissed. Because she interrupts them a couple times. It made me laugh. But yeah, uh, they're going, and they're like, hey, let's see what's going on here. They're taking the, the thing off, and uh, they figure out, they've already looked that the space suit was sold on B-Bay, or whatever eBay. they call it. Uh, B-Bay. Honestly, the way my eyes are, I saw eBay, so I'm yeah, on no, the it's, it's it. B-Bay. I always laugh at those, but it's a, it's just a weird, I don't know. Some of these things that they throw in are, are just, but yeah, like you said, it's detective stuff. But then the weirdest thing that I saw all week happens, where Bullock gets the fucking mask and puts it on. That was that was the second weirdest part of the book. Yeah, yeah. It, it's Sorry, just, that light thing really weirded me yeah, out. That that that, Bullock is putting on the helmet that a dead guy was just a, in. A dead guy was just in it. That's and evidence. it looks like it doesn't fit. It's evidence. No. And when he's in it, it looks like he can't breathe all of a sudden. Yeah. It looks like he's dying. Um, but then Bullock shows us that he was really big. In the space program, because he just starts going on about Alan Shepard. He's like, if if it was me, I actually saw the thing, and uh, when I looked up and when he was saying about, and this is something Bullock wouldn't have seen, but the thing with the golf and all that, uh, you know, so I, I, you know, I explained it to you, oh, that's Alan Shepard, he did... Bullock goes into detail. Sure does. And he's like, given this, and it's like, okay. And it just seems this whole thing with the morgue just seems like there's not a lot to tell up until this 50th issue, and they have to just waste some time. Also, why is Bullock allowed to smoke a cigar, even if it's not lit, in the morgue? Get that cigar out of there, Bullock, you son of a it's bitch. It's not lit. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, you could still tamper or, or taint evidence. I don't like it. I, I think it's stupid, and it's more of like a character thing in the go, but they find out that he also took a uh, an arm, arm bone. bone off of this guy, so that that's more. And they, they say, uh, they're trying to figure out things, and they say, like, hey, this looks like their firsts, American firsts. Yeah. This is what the guy's targeting. Uh, something that has to do with an American that did something first, uh, and also statues of them are around town. 
So they go around town, they're looking at statues, and this leads into the killer. You see the killer's next victim, who is a woman now, and they also thought they were males. Yes. And, uh, but then a woman gets taken, and they're in the blimp, Jim Gordon, Julia, and uh, I, I don't even remember, Daryl, isn't it? Yes. They're in the blimp, and they see something. Oh, look, something's going on down at the rec center. Uh, oh, my God, the Highbridge rec center, they look, and it looks like the guy is setting up uh, Joan of Arc. Sure is. It's Joan of Arc, and uh, my old boss said, you know what Joan of Arc's favorite song was? What? Smoke gets in your eyes, Aaron. Oh. That was his big joke. The guy. Come on, baby, light my the, fire. The guy's old. That would be good too. But yeah, he's recreating. He's saying some uh, things from uh, from Joan of Arc. So then Batman jumps in, and there's like a weird thing again in that he's like, get the get the bat uh, robot going. They're like, no, no, he's in for diagnostics. I'm like, I guess they throw that in just Dude, so you were like, okay, now I get why it's not there. Tony, when our villain shows up there to kidnap that lady. I was so thrown off by the dog because I forgot that this guy just fucking quotes shit. Yeah. I'm like, children say that people are hung sometimes for speaking the truth. I'm like, who the fuck's yeah. children? Yeah. I actually Who's had to look it up. That's how I knew it was Joan of Arc. Yeah. But I'm like, that is the craziest thing to say. Yeah. yeah. Uh, again, now that I'm used to it now, I know that that's all the guy does. He just yeah. quotes fucking I forgot. Truth. Yeah. So you get it. And one thing I do like, and I, I like the art in this issue. So do I. Uh, Reggie doesn't like it. Reggie does not like the art. What I really, I don't like the Batman. Well, I'll tell you what I really, really like is when you see the villain, you when you get that look where you can see that he's wearing a mask. I yeah. think that is really you well have the done. Death, uh, uh, behind the eyes. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. But yeah, that's the, really well done. The girl's there, and she's Joan of Arc. Really, he's gonna burn her. He's there. Batman shows up. He's like, "Hey, hit the lights on this guy." They go, and he get the guy gets shot with the uh, batarangs pretty bad. Like yeah, he it's, gets in the, the thing. it's in the shoulder and yeah, the arm. Well, the it's hand. the shoulder, the hand, the arm. I mean, he's getting hit a lot. He got hit in the face a little, but it's more yeah, to just, just rip the, the mask, mask off. Yeah. Uh, but they go down. They fight a little, but in the meantime, the girl is burning Eric, so he has to stop. I, I was fucking furious with Jim because he's like, "You gotta burn somebody." I'm like, "She is still burning, dude. Yep. Do something." Yeah, and then Jim I was so goes mad though because and, like, I don't know how he gets away. Why was not the blimp following him? Yeah, where the fuck was all the backup? He no, called they, in. They, it's true. Why wasn't the blimp following? Because the guy just gets away. And uh, there's a funny line that I don't, and I'm trying to say uh, the thing here. It's somewhere in, where they're saying about, uh, okay, there was a woman. Oh, that's a little different. And uh, Bullock almost seems like he's happy about that. He, it's a really weird thing. He's got that. There's the mystery of the bones going. I just the whole thing was odd. Honestly, uh, I got really thrown off because uh, like he took one of the metacarpals out of her hand, yeah. and. Uh, when we jump to the next scene, it's Jim Gordon watching Barbara yeah, cook stuff, yeah. and I thought it was this woman. I'm like, why is in her handbag? Why yeah. is she back home just cooking I actually, shit? Actually, I put in my notes that he became – now he's a creeper with his own goddamn daughter. He likes just looking at people. What if, what if Barbara decided, you know what? I want to cook topless yeah. tonight. Man, she's just going to – I didn't enjoy it. Now, I see where the thing with Bullock. I don't know why this threw me off, but he's like, oh – but after trying to cook that girl, we know he's an equal opportunity murderer, which allows us to throw our net wider. And he says that, I'm telling you, that seems like he's yeah. half. No, that yeah, makes don't it worse. Want it. That's worse. You That's don't want to throw saying. your net wider. I was like, why is that? It seems like he's like, yeah, all right, we can throw the net wider. We'll get more fish that way, right? No, no, no you don't no, want that. You're in trouble. But you yeah. want a, a specific fish. He, he stares at, at uh, freaking Barbara. Bullock knows it. Says, yeah. you're looking at your daughter now. And then they go back to the villain. I do that villain. too sometimes. Yeah. They go back to the cemetery with the villain. And um, I didn't think that he had this many people before. No. And there's a lot of dead people there. 
That's the thing. Crazy shit. I don't going remember on. seeing any of these people. I, I want to see what's going on with the villain. Less of this detective work and yeah. just bullshitting yeah, around history I, lessons. Same here. I want to see him collect these people because, because there's even people who are sitting. Like it looks like he. I, sw- I think he dug those he, people up. Yeah. Really. Yeah, maybe one's missing a head. I actually yeah. was thinking in my mind like he and they're got all wearing these suits people and, and they just uh, yeah, you're right that they just died because he didn't get to them or something. But yeah, I think he did. Dig but but he's got like right. seven people fucking here. He's yeah. kidnapped. I want to see him getting those people. When did he yeah. have time to get I these don't people? No, I don't know. And it's funny too. Not funny, but you you wonder where he uh, gets the idea. Like what gives him the idea that he will use that person for this historical event that he's making you know what right. i mean i'd even like to see that that he like questions how he singles somebody he, out yeah um, yeah like their like, facial characteristics like if you look if you were shaved you'd look like an alan shepherd yeah like that or he talks to somebody and like even like a weird fucked up thing where he has them prisoner and he's like hey uh anybody know who the f- first president was you know, something like weird that you have people who are captured that they want to try they get that uh, Stockholm syndrome that they want to try to please their captor and right. he has some obscure thing that he asked I'm saying first president's stupid but if he said something like hey do you know who said this quote and uh, then the person's like that was that and he goes oh good you come with me and I think these people who are captured think that this guy's getting set free now and he actually takes him in the back room and then he fucking does his deal and kills the guy and fucking sets him up in this costume or whatever and it sets up this whole thing where the next time he comes out and he says like who knows what this is and these people think they're going to go free and you're like don't answer don't answer and then they do i'd like that See, I'd, like some kind it. of, I'd, like, I'd like some kind of computer system with facial recognition where he puts like in like that? historical pictures and try, runs it through like now a DMV getting, database. Now you're getting techie. Yeah. I, I actually just it's all like about that, the face. Actually, I would just like that he would do something like I said that he is a big fan. He's a yeah. big fan of history, and he would ask a question, and it would impress him that this person knew. Like I'm telling you, if he's like a big puppet master fan, and he's like, huh. Who was Doctor Toulon's first assistant? Andre wasn't a doctor. I don't know. Freaking Andre Toulon. Who was the? You know what was his son's name? And then you answer. He's like, good, good. And he's like, you're coming with me. And you know something like that. That he's very impressed with. I want a guy who looks like Guy Rolf. Yeah. I uh, well in this. Or William Hickey, if I was going to pop a master. You are William Hickey. Hi. I don't know why I even started mentioning that garbage. <laughs> but yeah, in this, he's now, he's quoting, uh, I forget, I'm looking at the guy's name. I actually looked it up because every Matthew time Broderick. he starts talking, I start talking. It's Colonel uh, Robert Gould Shaw, who actually, I told you, it's Matthew Broderick's character in Glory. Yes. So he's a Civil War colonel. And he starts talking the stuff, and you're like, okay. You, I start looking things up, and I'm like, he's going to do that. And in the meantime, it threw me off a little because then he goes off to steal a horse. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know why it threw me off, but I'm like, where, where is he, and why is the security guard? I thought that for some reason the way they transition, I didn't get the good transition there. But, yeah, he's still dressed up as the colonel. He's got his face on at least. Yeah. And he kills this security guard and steals a horse. Uh, in this, And while this is going on, Gordon, Daryl, or actually Gordon Bullock and, and Julia are still trying to figure out, you know, what's the deal? We have surveillance on all these uh, statues where he's making his molds for his faces, and uh, we're trying to do that, but we don't know. He might have made them already, and what's going to go on? And then they get word that shit's going down in the middle of Gotham, and you go, and there is what I put is probably the most fucked up fucking uh, float 
that's ever hit the street yes. where you get a reenactment of the Civil War, like the guys marching into yeah. town. It looks like every guy that he had now is involved and dead. Oh, the and people dead. that he had there, and they look dead. And Jim again is trying to stop things because it, there's tons of people that are like, oh my god, and he is very concerned with you know what goes on in Gotham and and how it's displayed and how people are seeing these things. And so he tackles the horse, Eric. That's what he's gonna do. He tackles the horse. There's it just, I liked it. I'm telling you, I didn't mind it. It just not not enough happened. It it was definitely in this story, a filler issue. And it, maybe it's me coming into this thinking that this was going to be the finale because we're dumb. But, yeah, I, I I expected more. I expected more from the villain, like you said, and I wanted more from the villain. I'm not going to – if next issue he just does another fucked up historical event yeah. and then they capture him, I'm going to be a little disappointed because I would want to know. I want to know why he's doing this. Why yeah. is this – I'm sure we'll get a little, but why is this guy doing it? Is he a former history teacher who got fired? Is it that simple? Is he just a crazy person? Is he an actor? Is he, you know, why is he making these faces? Why is he this concern? Is he a guy who thinks that, you know, certain points in history, uh, things got fucked up and he's very upset about them and this is a protest? I don't know. What, what do you, do you have any idea? A false face. Yeah. History buff. Yeah, he's false face. Was false face actually a history buff? No, or was false face just a guy who just, you like know, mass. different things. I'd love it if it is false face. Uh, it turns that out would... Egghead all along. It's weird. Yes, it's Egghead. But yeah, I did not review this yet. But when I do, I think I'm going to give it a 7 out of 10. I really like the art. I know you didn't like the Jim Gordon. I like the no, art. The thing is, I like I like the Batman until we get a fucking close-up okay. of him. And the freaking, it looks like he has like devil horns. He's almost like Daredevil. Yeah. And it just does not look right yeah. to me. But the rest of the book, I think the whole thing looks amazing. I love yeah. the dark sh like colors with yeah, the uh, shadows. It looks The whole thing looks great. I am just bored reading it. Yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I wasn't bored. It just, not, not a lot happened. I just, I'm really interested in finding out about the villain, but besides that, this whole issue, I'm just like, all right, history lesson. Guy does stuff. We don't get to see why or how. Does some more stuff. History lesson, and we're My done. My guess is you're going to say you'd give it a six. Six, five. Six, five. Yeah. Seven isn't that much more. Yeah. I, I, just, I did like the art a lot. Like I said, I'm very interested in seeing what happens. I'm not going to say that i think it's going to be resolved perfectly but yeah. i am interested uh yeah i again i did put seven maybe i'd go between a six five and a seven because now that i think of it it's more of the same yeah. you get another historical event and yeah not a lot changed but uh i liked it enough now he's doing his job because i looked up that goddamn joan of arc line i knew what the hell was going on then yeah i'm, I'm telling you what happens when this guy talks now i'm immediately typing the first line he says and yeah. seeing what happens that's how i saw well, I old matthew broderick be funny if matthew broderick's there he's all pissed off the guy's doing a better job fucking matthew broderick killing people are killing people uh speaking of killing we have a killer segment coming up here Ooh. that is uh ryan clark's other side segment and what he's going to talk about is i believe it's called uh, Deadpool and the Mercs for Hire. I All think right. that's or maybe the Mercs for Money. I don't know. Excellent. Number one. Yes, number one. But, yeah, it's a, it's a Deadpool book. Uh, people love that Deadpool. So let's see what Ryan says. And I'm looking at it. It is actually Deadpool and the Mercs for Money, number one. Take it away, Ryan. <laughs> I want 
my fucking money. I had it up to here. Right. right down there. Close. Money talks and bullshit walks. Hello, Weird Science, and welcome back to the milestone edition of the Other Side segment. That's right, this is number 50 of the Other Side. I am, as always, your host, Ryan Brightest Daycare Clark, here to bring you the best and brightest from all of the comics out there that do not fly under the flag of DC. Uh, This week, I've got for you a double-sized edition. This is a milestone. This is one that only comes around every 50 episodes, so I thought I would do a double-sized edition of The Other Side this week. First up, I have uh, Deadpool in the Mercs for Money number 1 by Cullen Bunn, Salva Espen, Guru, EFX, and VC's Joe Sabino, with cover art by Declan Shalvey and Jordi Belair, uh, and the action figure variant uh, which is the cover I picked up when I got it on Wednesday from my local shop, by John Tyler Christopher. Uh, now, with Deadpool uh, hitting theaters this week, it would surprise no one uh, that the the Merc with a Mouth is the talk of the town here and pretty much everywhere else that isn't Weird Science Comics podcast. I've been a fan of the Deadpool character for quite a while, uh, even before... Uh, I started reading comic books again uh, these last few years, um, but really only became a a dedicated and a true Deadpool reader, uh, which by this I mean picking up the book monthly, uh, not just in trades or random issues here and there, since the all-new Marvel Now, newer, newest, nowier than now reboot uh, that saw Brian Posehn and Jerry Duggan uh, co-writing the book together. Um, the, that title has been great. I love all of the tie-in miniseries that have come since then uh, to include Deadpool, the Deadpool versus the Marvel Universe, Deadpool versus Carnage, Deadpool versus Deadpool, Deadpool Kilogy, the Night of the Living Deadpool, uh, the current miniseries that I've really enjoyed so far, the Spider-Man Deadpool, and now the Mercs for Money. Uh, this book is spinning out of the main story uh, where Deadpool forms his own super team, Uh, in the vein of Heroes for Hire, also co-opting the name, uh, but are hit with a legal injunction and forced to change their name. Thus, the Mercs for Money are born. This book focuses strictly on their um, sort of uh, antics, as it were, as as a group together, um, featuring the cast of absolute straight D-listers, Stingray, Terror, Fool Killer, Slapstick, Solo, and the newly created Massacre, Deadpool, but only speak Spanish. I love Cullen Bunn's voice uh, as a writer. I think his ability to write uh, bad guys or the sort of conflicted and anti-heroes uh, is really great. Salva Espen uh, and the Guru EFX Colors really are just great, really well done stuff. I love uh, the way this book looks. Um, the the difference in, in cover art and interior art was something I, I had a little bit of an issue with because uh, Declan Shalvey and Jordi Belair have such a, a, a strong working relationship with stuff like Moon Knight and Injection uh, that the interior artwork does look quite a bit different from that, um, but it's not something that should really dissuade you from reading the book. Um, I mean, like I said, I picked up the action figure variant for this book, um, and I didn't... Uh, immediately throw it away when I finished and realized that it features not one 
goddamn action figure in the whole book. Um, though the lack of action figures is a bit of a disappointment in itself, um, beyond the the lack of posable plastic uh, miniatures, not unlike the Imaginext that Eric Shea are so uh, fond of, uh, this book is is uh, just packed with with humor and action, and we even get a future predicting robot dude. Uh, who shows up disassembled in a box of random parts, uh, who at this point kind of seems to be Marvel Universe's answer to the Back to the Universe, Back to the Future sports almanac. Uh, I think anybody who likes Deadpool is going to like this book, uh, so definitely check this out. It's worth looking into. Uh, and along with this, when you pick up the Deadpool Mercs for Money number one, it comes pre-packaged with a second book. You buy... Deadpool and the Mercs for Money, and boom, you get a second book. Yay, free stuff. You didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to work for it. You just pay for the Mercs for Money. You get a second thing. It's free. Free means you paid nothing for it for the first issue of Spidey. Uh, I really enjoyed the uh, the comic Spidey. Uh, it's a nice um, change of pace from a lot of the uh, Deadpool kind of stories. This one... I don't necessarily would say this is all ages, but it's definitely not quite as mature in, in see, see violence and, and swearing uh, as the Deadpool stories would be. Uh, Spidey is a, is a really fun, sort of upbeat reimagining of the early days of Peter Parker as Spider-Man um, with a more modern twist. It's, it's set uh, in a more current timeline, um, so it definitely has a more modern feel than what you would get if you went back and read those old, early Spider-Man stories. Um, this version of Spidey, to me, differs uh, quite a bit from the early Spider-Man story that we've got in the all-new Marvel Now, from those 1.1 through 5 uh, Spider-Man stories, because this book takes quite a bit more freedoms and has more fun, and it is free to be kind of silly. Uh, there's some tongue-in-cheek stuff, and more so than just Peter Parker's humor and Spider-Man's one-liners, the book just has some funny goofiness to it that uh, you don't usually get to see uh, in the main book that kind of takes itself a little more seriously. Uh, I thought that, that Spidey was a really fun book. I hope that this being attached to Deadpool and the Mercs for free comic books, number one, was uh, a good indicator that more people like myself will read this book and now go back and start picking up copies of Spidey, uh, because it's a book that really has me intrigued. Um, so for the cover price of one book, you get two. You get two very different, fun stories. Loved it. I thought it was great. Um, other than just the... the monthly books I've been reading. I just recently read uh, the Get Juro Blood and Sushi, the prequel graphic novel to Anthony Bourdain's Vertigo Comics Get Juro story, uh, which was really good. Um, beyond that, I don't really have a lot of uh, new and different things to be reading. I have already read the uh, Kickstarter book that I got from Ryan Brown, uh, the Blast Furnace book, uh, may go back and do uh, some reading of his uh, rereading of his God Hates Astronauts. 
uh, among some other things that I have as well. Uh, I finally got a full-size bookcase for all of my graphic novels, so I have shelves on shelves on shelves of all the stuff I own. So now I can look at it anytime I want and probably still not read it, but there is other stuff on here I could read uh, or go back and reread. Actually, I don't think there's much of anything left on my shelves I haven't already read. So if you have any suggestions for anything for me to read, re either on the other side segment or just in general, if you have book suggestions, things that you read that you think I, too, would enjoy, you can contact me directly, uh, either via Twitter at BDC Comics or via email, brightestdaycare at gmail.com. Uh, you can read all of my written reviews over at my website, uh, brightestdaycare.com. And uh, if you would like to listen to my weekly comic book podcast, it is available on iTunes, Stitcher, and anywhere you can find great podcasts. It's just Brightest Daycare, two words. Um, and that's all for me for this week. So until next week, I'll see you on the other side. Yes, I killed him. I killed him for money. And for a woman. And I didn't get the money and... I didn't get the woman. Next up, we have Green Lantern number 49, written by Robert Venditti, with art by Martin Kokolo, Billy Tan, Mark Irwin, Tony Avina, and Dave Sharp. This issue starts out with Hal hate-watching the news because the anchor is saying that whomever destroyed Sonar's tra training camp probably made things worse. And I don't know if that's true or not, but Hal has to go save the UN that Sonar demanded get together to give Medora its sovereign nation status because he planned on blowing them all up. On top of all that, Parallax has finally made his way to Earth and is still singing that I have to kill Hal Jordan tune. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing that annoyed me the most. It's like, <laughs> okay, so you flew all the way here. This is what I'm waiting for. And, and then at the end, yeah, you're going to die, Hal Jordan. I don't know thanks, why I jumped in that, there. It actually, it actually annoyed me so much. Now, the biggest problem with having Hal coming back to Earth is for some reason he's become dull as hell. I've been begging for DC to put this character back on his home planet for so long. And now that he is, I, I kind of want him back in the space. He was doing yeah. shit there. He was. Ha I was having fun. You know who probably else wants him in space? His brother. Wrecking <laughs> shit. Wrecking the a house. Dickhead. He's a dick. I have in my notes. Hal ruins his brother's home. Dick. How destroys Jim's house because he has an emotional goddamn breakdown. Listening to the news and how this guy well, somehow since. Uh, the news anchor believes that, he, that whoever took apart Sonar's training camp has made things worse. Yes. And then, like, his emotions just run wild. The Cronus Gauntlet just starts tearing everything apart around him. And then right after that, Jim walks in. What the fuck did yeah. you do to my house? It's like, what the hell is going on, you And the worst of part bitch. of it is, I know he's his brother. Should have thrown him out right there. Yeah, Get back into space. Now, again. He was, he was too understanding. It's funny, too, because to me, this is all just set up. For when Hal starts acting like an asshole again, and yeah. you think he's going to the UN to fucking be a dick, but he's actually going because he's figured out things and is going to save him, so it's a nice little twist. Well, but I, it, it I, still I, is I, him being a dick. 
at first I had an issue because they still like, you know, Jim comes in, they talk through their problems. Yeah. And then, uh, since how destroyed the TV, Jim breaks out a radio. He's like, Oh, we're going to listen to it. Hopefully they get something done instead of just talking the whole time. What did you say? What talking? Yeah. And he flies up. I'm like, yeah. That's a weird thing for it's him to say right too, there. Then because, I realized, yeah, that's just fucking triggered like the light bulb yep. situation. And the, the radio to me was definitely one of those Gilligan's Island situations mm-hmm. where the minute you turn it on, it's exactly what <laughs> you have turned it on to hear. But the other thing I'll say, there's the way where uh, Jim and Hal are fighting. And Hal says, hey, it was me. I leveled the camp you and he's like you gotta understand i was so pissed off what they did to howard and then the brother flips out it don't was you weird. put this on my and boy it, well, i don't think hal was doing that i don't think Hal like he's can, making I, it like don't you blame him and i can, like, I can no. understand where jim's coming from but because he went and did this because uh, howard got hurt and yeah. he does not want his, okay. brother, his son associated with this fucking I, path this of destruction is the, this he's is on. the best thing for me though there's the panel i'm looking at it right yeah. now he's like no way you don't put my boy on that it was just your fault and then he's like, ah, oh, and if there's another attack, it won't be Howard's fault. It'll be yours. Yeah. And then it flip-flops immediately. He actually then, the next line is him again. He goes, oh, God, Hal, I didn't mean that. I know you're only doing what you thought was right. That's such a flip-flop. Jim's a pushover. Oh, my goodness. Hal doesn't even give him a nasty look. No. He just, actually, Hal looks a little upset in the panel. Though it doesn't look like Hal to me. It's a very odd drawing of it. But he's not even facing his brother. And then the brother just, he flip-flops right away. He's like one of those guys who makes like, listen here. He's like, gets mad at his wife. I'm leaving. I'm taking the kids. I'm never going to see your bitch ass again. And then he, th- I'm sorry, baby. Come you over here. You know I love you. You know I love you. This is, it's so awful. Let it, me be sweet such, to you. Oh, it's such a flip-flop. But yeah, he gets the goddamn radio then, and immediately they talk. And the, uh, the one thing I have an issue with with the uh, with the announcing and, and the, the news, they uh, show at the beginning that no, nobody's, in t- nobody's gone out. Everybody no. is in now. I, 9-11, this is, again, I think that Robert Venditti probably, if he had his druthers, he would have wanted a bigger event to have happened not a ferris wheel wheel blowing up because i know that that's awful i know that anybody dying is awful but the people are reacting even worse like they're nobody's going on i remember that was was a big thing that actually led to like a lot of malls closing because people Mm -hmm. did not want to go into uh, public areas myself i did not think that al-qaeda was targeting the giant in (laughs) in quakertown and I had to get groceries. Well, say, I, I went. I went to work. I didn't think anybody was going to target Pizza no. Hut. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. Did you go to the mall around that time? No, I did, and that was probably the last time I did. Uh, it was wonderful, Eric. It was very <laughs> open. There weren't a lot of people bothering me. Uh, but no, they they have this whole thing where they're saying this, and I thought, boy, these people are really going and and. Maybe you can even say to yourself, like, I'll do what you did in Batman Eternal and figure out things that right. in this world, maybe 9-11, this kind of thing already happened. Now this is going on and people are like, not again. I'm not going to get involved. But they make a point where they do make a point. There's nobody out. And then the announcer says that with everything happening, the police are stretched to the limit. Yep. I don't know what they're stretched at. 
I don't know what their stretch. They're they're actually they don't seem to be looking for sonar themselves. No. And nobody's out. Well, I think this would be like the time where no crime is happening, and the police just I don't know. It just threw me off when they yeah, they I, I showed this. Over that myself. I just they just showed the whole street. Nobody's even oh, yeah. out in the streets. Tumbleweed. But yet they say that the police are stretched, and it just it was odd. I thought that that was more of a thing to police even make. The they make that Hal is you know this is how bad Hal made it. Now yeah. the police. Whatever. But yeah, how goes off. This is a very quick, quick issue. Very quick. I'm telling you, the most entertaining part of this issue is uh, Hal has to go off to save the UN. And I have a big problem right away because at the UN, you have all the dignitaries from around yeah. the world. So obviously, you have guards trying to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. You have guards stationed around this building. Hal comes in, and all these guys do is try to do their job. Yeah, they're doing now, their you, job. And Hal beats the ever loving shit out of them. Yep. Yeah, it's. Come it's, on, you're our hero. It's what are great you doing? too. He goes in, and you're you're getting more and more. These motherfuckers are in the hospital yeah, now. In my mind, he's getting worse with the gauntlet. Is yeah. this supposed to be? Is this going to be one of those things where he's they're they're really setting up that he's bad with this gauntlet? So when Parallax shows up, he's going to end up doing something that does appear even more that he's destroying the city because he's he can't control, control it, yeah. and uh, that's going to be Parallax's in to say. Yes, he is doing this because, boy, in this issue, they're stre- they're really stressing it to the point where, like you said, he goes in and there's these guards there and he gets them with the big, you know, it's it's typical how yeah, it's a big true. boxing glove. Yeah. Punches yeah, this like guy. like a goddamn like a uh, Klingon blade or yeah. some shit. Well, the one, the, the first, I mean, just the first one with the boxing glove yeah. where he hits these guys and then he goes, hey, sorry, I just meant to tie you up. Tie you up with a boxing glove? I'm saying he can't control it. Yeah, I know, but it still seemed odd because it doesn't seem like he – it seemed over the top. I, right. It seems really stressed that, okay, he can't control it because he goes in. The minute that he see why this boxing glove, he'd be like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And kind of go, no, he just goes with it. But, again, it's – That's a good thing he does because he does save everybody. Yeah, oh, he does. And in po- at this point, it's funny because I do think that he set that up very well. Robert did he set this part up very well because he has already shown he couldn't control his stuff. And right. he got emotional and destroyed his brother's apartment. Blames other people. Well, then he hears that the UN are talking, and you get the idea. Talk is cheap, and he <laughs> goes off. It's an odd line, but he goes off, and you're thinking that he is pissed now. Now he is mad again because he tried to do something, and yes, he may have ruined it. His brother's mad at him, but at least he's a man of action. I'm going to show these fucking assholes at the UN that right. they better do something, and he's going to show up and because he blames them now. They have to react. Very no, well set up. That I, I when don't he get gets that there, idea at all. What's that? I don't get that idea at all. Uh, why you didn't he, get the idea? He, no, he realizes when he, his brother says talking about yeah, the situation actually, because it's going to set up the bombs. Yeah, I think if you, I the way that's set up though, I think that it's set up that you think he's being a dick still. No, because, I'm telling you, I got the idea right away, and then I, yeah, I, I said didn't. to myself, "That's a weird thing to say." And then I went back to read it again. I'm like, "Oh my god, that was his trigger." No, he no, I, I'm telling happen. you, I now I I realize it after seeing what happens. Then, but at this point, he hears he's upset that he went and got went and did this, and it's definitely a setup. That he's like, you know, the UN all they do is talk, and he goes, "Talk is cheap," and then he goes off, and then he beats up guards. Because he's in. trying to get in. It's, he's trying yeah, to save no, I'm everybody. Saying it's, at this point, it's set up to make it look like he's a dick. It's a twist I, 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 of I don't the get issue. That. I'm telling you, even then, he's like, 
the stuff that he says, he's like, yeah, sorry, but I got to get in there and whatnot. Then yeah, he, he, re- the he realizes idea. that he has to get there really fast because these people are about to die. Yeah, I'm telling you, then he is a, a better detective than Batman because just knowing that they're going to talk in the UN, I don't think that. Well, he, that's what sets off the sonar bombs. Well, I mean, I, the sonar is the one that got, made them all go there. Yeah, I, I just, it's all a big I'm setup. And you, you realize that from the, listening to the. I'm telling out, you, in this issue, anchor. if we talked to, to Robert Venditti, though, I bet you that he was setting it up that that was the twist that you thought how was going in to cause some trouble i never then, got that yeah i did uh, i that's how i thought because they why would they show him destroy that room i'm saying that was his emotions from one that's yeah. saying and then the he anchor, gets emotional again. Saying the anchor went off and said what set these bombs off Man, and I'm, one of them was she said was talking I'm looking at the thing And then now. the freaking brother says talking, and that gets the light bulb so situation. Secretary runs. General has met at midnight deadline, called for an emergency special session. Ambassadors are already arriving at the United Nations Building Assembly. Yeah, and then uh, his brother says, there, see, you can sit this one out and let them handle it. Hopefully they'll actually do something, not just talk like usual. And yeah. he goes, what did you say? Huh, you mean about how the UN just does his talk? And then he says, talk is cheap. That doesn't lead me to say anything that he's figured out that there's going to be. And the announcer doesn't say anything. Not the no, earlier on the TV. Yeah. I just like I said, I got the idea that he was setting up that Hal was going to be a jerk. He got emotional again, and he just didn't want them to just sit and talk. But he and, shows uh, up and saves everybody. Well, no, he saves. That's the twist. Then he goes there, and I at the point I thought that, like I said, I thought that he was mad at them. And he wanted them to act like he was going to show up and go, listen, this talk is bullshit. You got to get something done. That's what I thought. And I think that they set it up because I'm even looking about what the announcer said earlier. I really didn't get. He just says citizens avoid uh, warning. The bombs are powered by sound energy, laughter, cell phone ringtones. Yeah, I mean, it's set up. I just got the idea that they were that Venditti was trying to fool you into thinking that he was being a dick again. Well, he's like fair. I said, he goes there and beats the shit out of everyone to get in. Well, he but he doesn't to, say, he but that's the thing, though. Time. Don't you think if he wasn't fooling this, he'd go and say, listen, we got to get in there. Something's going down. They're going to blow up. That he takes doesn't too much say time. Because I think he's kind of be cute about it that you go in. They're yelling for backup. He, all he says is, officer, I meant I just meant uh, I'm a little this, unstable. This is a dire situation. He has to yeah. get in there as fast as he can. He doesn't yeah, have time not, to explain I himself. That, actually, I think that if he would explain it, it would have worked out a little better. And he runs in, shut up, Green and like, hey, and then he covers everybody else, takes all the headsets yeah, he off, does and that then, contains yeah. the explosion. He says that, they go in, they're like, oh, God, and everybody even looks, you know, they're all pissed off, and the yeah. guy's yelling, what's the meaning of this? And then he covers everybody's mouth, and then he looks pissed off, but then he gives them the shh, and then they explain I like it. Yeah, I liked it, too. I'm just saying, I got the idea that he was just being a dick. And then that was the twist that it's the like the typical, oh, my God, there's hell. He's he's so emotional. He can't control himself with this gauntlet. And now he's going to go do this. And yet, oh, my God, he saved them. And I, that's why I thought that's why they had them all clap and they're all excited. And, it's, right. you know, kind of a deal. Yeah, I got the, that was my whole thing that I thought. And if that's not the case, then really nothing happens at all in this issue. Because no, then if oh. you're like, oh, my God, they have bombs at the U.N., he's going to save them, then nothing happens because he does he's exactly what he wants to do. He goes in and does the hero thing. Yeah, I just said. I thought it was the twist was that his brother called him out for being an asshole for what he did. Yeah. And what he did probably did cause more problems. Yeah. And now he went off, and you think, oh, well, no, what's he kinda. doing now? Nothing really came of it. You well, know, it like, would have. Uh, Sonar wasn't there. He didn't get killed. And he's just sitting there. And that's the biggest problem I have with this villain, Sonar, is that everything is – he's just sitting back and waiting for shit to happen. So the bomb, we don't get to see the bombs. We don't get to see a planet. That's just already happened. He's just watching. 
So it's like it's and then how is reactionary? He's waiting for the bombs to go off as much as Sonar is because nothing no one's taking an action here. Yeah. And we don't get to see any of that action. Yeah. I thought that because of the thing he stepped up like when they had to do it or something or that he does say like stupid shit like now we're going to, you know, step up the game or we're going to do this more because of what Hal did. Now he also knows that it's a Green Lantern so he's pissed. I'll say he already called for the meeting before yeah. all that. I'm saying this was already set up to go. Yeah. No, I'm all, saying all I, I, I thought that he even built. said something about how he's, you know, they're going to do more. Again, though, here's the thing. It doesn't have to. It's not what Sonar is going to do or not do. It's the opinion of what people think. Like I said, if they had 9/11, and then we, you know, the U.S. government came out and decided to go uh, bomb whatever right yeah. away without knowing something, uh, people would have been pissed. They were like, "Listen, yeah. all you're doing is is going off on, you know, making them more pissed." And that's it's all a play on that anyway. But yeah, right. like I said, I thought they were setting up that how was being a dick because just the way he goes in and then he goes in like a badass right. and then tells him to be quiet and saves him. So I, I really and, and in fact, you get the idea once the sound waves are going in the U.N., then I'm like, OK, I, I get it now. But at that point, he's already kind of beat up eight guards and whatnot. Well, that's why I was so shocked because he is just kicking the shit out of yeah. these fucking guys just doing their like jobs. Like I said, I actually, because of that, how you reacted to that, I think that was the whole thing where that's why he didn't say like, oh my God, they're going to blow up the UN when he went off with it from talk his brother. Talk is cheap, man. Oh, talk is cheap. But yeah, even that, he's insulting the goddamn UN because and at that point... he's a man of action. Yeah, but that's just not, goes in and does but it. But that's not what he means. He doesn't mean that talk is cheap. He means talk is deadly. Because they're going <laughs> to blow up. But yeah, I, I like that. I, I liked it enough. I don't like the art again. Uh, I, actually, I really like this art. And yeah, it's weird because Billy Tans only does the Parallax stuff. Martin Coco does the rest of the whole book. And Parallax is the most interesting part of the series. And it's only been in for like the past three issues, the last page of the book. That's the most interesting thing going on. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, I don't like that that scratchy, freaking pencil-heavy shadow yeah. deal. I just don't like it. But yeah, and his, his fucking nephew wakes up. Yeah. Howard wakes up. I don't excited. really even care. Yeah, they're just, just a, nothing for me. Again, that's to me. That's just uh, okay. We we've used Harold enough now because that was his big thing with his brother. And why did you go do that? That's why he went off to go and try to kill Sonar at that camp. And now you got that done. There's no reason for him to be in the coma. Let him come out and uh, you get that done with. And then, I'm, like you said, Parallax shows up and he says the same thing he said for three issues. Yeah, I, I'd say. And that's still the most interesting thing. Yeah. Um, I'm just really bored reading this book. The only yeah. saving grace to me is the, I think, the excellent art yeah. and this brief, brief glimpses of Parallax. Yeah. I, I gave this a five out of ten. I'd probably give it a four. Uh, I hate the art. I, I don't like the <laughs> art at all. And, in fact, there's parts where it, I think it is really good. I think some parts look amazing. Oh, some of it does. But uh, some of the other ones, and I'm even looking like even when – and it is all shadows to me. When any of the Medora stuff in that dark, right. it just looks like it's so much going on on those things with the, the backgrounds being all – like I said, it's like it reminds me of that scratch art because right. there's so many of those. And it just – it throws me off every time. But yeah, the next issue, though, Eric, is Action Comics, number 49. And that is written by Greg Pock and Aaron Cooter, art by Artie and Saif, Jonathan Glapion, Scott Hanna, Sandra Hope, Tamei Moray, and Will Quintana, and also Steve Wands. That's a lot of people. 
Sure is. A lot of people. The issue starts off with the introduction of the villain that no one asked for. But <laughs> the story is all about Superman. While it's cool to see him with the powers, they are killing him and turning him something more akin to the Hulk, I think, than the Man of Steel. He one-punches Puzzler Bot and then battles Salvax, but he's got to get going when it's revealed that Vandal Savage's plan was to shoot Jupiter and steal the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah. Yeah, like Tom Hanks and Big Eric. Uh, I don't get it. I, 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 just, don't get I don't get it. I don't. And uh, I didn't hate this. I, I don't hate this issue. I, I love the way it looks. I, right I, I do too. And that's one of the things that I have in my notes is with that large a goddamn art team, they did a really good job. Sure did. Uh, the issue looks great to me. And it looks very uh, sim- and its pencils are Artie and Syaf. So basically, at least the pencils are the same, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I really like Artie and Syaf's art. But there's one, two, three inkers, two colorists, and I think everything is pretty good. I think I they, think so as well. They keep it together. Um, but it starts off, and there's Salvex. I, Salvex, Eric. Salvex. And it's I don't even kid. know how to pronounce yeah, it. It's a, kid, it's, it. it's a kid who gets off of his bus. We assume off, huh? that this kid may be in junior high. I don't I know. Honestly, right away, school. I'm in elementary school. These it kids seems, to me. The way they're I'm, acting is elementary school. I'm telling you, I, I just really reminded me of the scene from uh, Christmas Story with yeah, Ralph and the kids. Yeah, yeah. So he gets off and he's reading a comic book and he's reading about Salvex the Barbarian King or it, that's the persona that he's come up with himself. Yeah, he's um, reading Salvex yeah. the Barbarian. It's weird because the, the right away. He says to, in a monologue, he gets kicked. He's getting bullied. This kid gets bullied. It's a big thing about And getting kicked him. in the ass the way he does, yeah. that hurts like a motherfucker. Yeah, it does. But he goes right in and tailbone. he says to himself, you're just a six foot two, 110-pound dork who likes to read about him. Talking about Salvex. So you're right. Yeah. He even says, I'm not Salvex. I'm just six foot two, huh? Six foot two. This kid does not look six foot two. And I know that, you know, there's perspective issues that maybe this town in fucking Fargo, North Dakota, actually it is. <laughs> uh, they have giants there because this is a little kid. There's kids with them that are the same size. Well, every fucking elementary school kid is six foot two. It's definitely every, that is obviously a misprint. And really threw me off. It, it should have been five two. I bet you it was supposed to be five foot two. And that makes total Honestly, sense. Well, and, it looks four foot two. Well, the other thing is I looked at what would be like standard weights for people of, of <laughs> this is how much I didn't like it. And actually, somebody who's five foot two would be around that, that 110 pounds. Right. And that's the lower end. Somebody's six two, Eric. The average weight for a person six two is about 148 pounds to 193. So, yes, this yes. kid is very thin. He doesn't look that thin, though. It's no. not like he's a fatty. But he doesn't look that thin. And uh, I'm telling you, it's way off because I even looked up us. For me, uh, my average weight, the low end's 121 pounds, which is nonsense, to uh, 158. And yours would be about 150 to 200. Right. It says these ideal weights. I am 25 pounds overweight. I hate those. But, yeah, he's all upset. He inhales the black mist. You got that black mist that – that vandal Never and it's funny because i always forget that the black mist what the concept was because at one point they just spelled it out they never really explained it fully that they just said oh we're going to send out this mist and whoever survives that'll be great but now it definitely is whoever survives well now it's a, a mist i've never heard it called a mist before well this. It, it's weird because this is the stuff that uh was going to get shot off in the rockets 
Right. And I can understand, I guess, I guess that's what they're saying, but I can understand that maybe that was it, but it also seems to be tying in to that comet that went by that affected Vandal when he was a caveman. It's, everything's getting screwed up. But I don't but, know, because apparently now it affects his, uh, his offspring. Well, that's what his... I'm saying. Before it just seemed like he'd say, okay, we're going to drop these bombs, and what we're going to do is only certain people, only people that survive, then we'll get them in our army. Now it's really spelled out. And again, maybe he didn't give all the information before, but it is that the only people who seem to be able to survive this would be the people who are offspring of his. And that's how, it, it, to me, it's very hokey. It, Some it kind really of lineage, is. I don't know. And I don't know. The weird thing about it now is it, it really feels odd to me. Now, do you think this would be um, direct offspring? I, the way he is, I would say no. That's what I'm saying. But they almost seem to make it seem like even him just saying calling them sons and, right. you know, this seems weird to me because now there's this Well, those kid. I could see. Him, yeah. I don't. But this, they even say it to him because he's yelling like, Father, I'm here to enjoy your your uh, victory at the oh, end. I, but, I agree, it, but he said you're my biological descendant. Yeah, it thro- I know. But you know what I'm saying. He's just calling Father. But it did throw me off. It does throw the whole thing off when it's a kid this young. You right. know what I mean? That he's been out, like, just nailing people, and the, this woman somewhere Everybody is Everybody in the neighborhood. Prick. Yeah, and, you know, something. That guy but, in your old neighborhood? Freaking, he is Vandal Yeah, Sabs. really, but nailing everybody. gets this. And the other thing that throws me off here is, why, is this something that you can just dream what you want to be? Because he Because he becomes yeah, fucking he a becomes barbarian. Salvex the barbarian. And if he was six foot two before... He's about twelve foot tall now because he bu- and he like looks like almost like he busts out of the ground and I don't <laughs> know when he got in the ground. You know, it's a big panel. He's there and he's like, "Oh, I'm Salvex. I they- have the power." Also, these other kids run away. Wouldn't they have inhaled this black mist as well? Because he even says, "I can't breathe this," and oh, another failure. It's so weird. But yeah, he says, "You are a, a descendant. You're a biological descendant," which makes more sense to me. Right. Like, you know, Me as well. And then the kid just grabs the shit and, you know, crunches it. But that, that's a whole big intro. Hey, I'm all about being strong and crazy. Okay, daddy. Yeah, it's a whole big intro for Salvex. Uh, but then we we finally get to see. Honestly, it's more enjoyable than fucking Puzzler. It is. Well, you, yeah, it is. You get to see Superman. And there he is. And he has a weird thing in this where instead of catching you up, they kind of make it seem like you don't know why he's there. Because he's yeah. even like, hey. I'm on this kryptonite, and that's a pretty good move for Vandal Savage, right? But guess no. what? I did this to myself. <laughs> I'm like, yes, we know. We've been following I, I this goddamn book. story, you son of a bitch. But I, I like, I actually like it. I really like the art and the color work. I do have an issue though, because when he busts out of this, what I considered maybe a room the or a tube, all of a sudden he busts out. I think he's in space. Me as well. And he flies out, but yet he could walk out. What he must be flying an inch over the floor. Agreed. And yes, maybe you can say, "Boy, he's excited. He's there. <laughs> he hasn't flown like that in a while." But yeah, I, I don't understand it. It's a very odd panel that that seems odd. But yeah, there's Puzzler. You I, think one something that seems odd? Puzzler was a man. He had his consciousness yeah, transferred yeah. into a robot. Superman kills him in yeah, one punch. Kills him with one punch. Like, and it's you can weird. tell me that it's a robot, yes. but it still has a consciousness yeah, of a man. This is where I think that they tried to get by with it because it is a robot that actually killed his real self. Like they did that in the process. But yeah, like you said, this is 
to well, me, almost, this is a man who just has this conscience, and he is killed. You know what makes us a man, Eric? Our soul. <laughs> and the thing is, the weirdest too, because they kind of—it seems like they wanted to tap, tiptoe around this a bit because he yeah. was puzzler last issue. He, now he's now puzzle he's puzzler bot. bot. They really want to stress that this is not a man, Eric. He kills a man. I don't care what you they say. Don't, they don't want to have Zack Snyder problems. No. Yeah, it'd be funny if he snapped his neck. But no, he actually punched him. And even, I'll even go even further. Because when he does punch him, he just explodes. Like it's, oh, it's You know worst. what I mean? It's like that was meant to be. I, it, <laughs> just, it wasn't a guy who you don't see him on the ground crying or bleeding out. He is done. And they don't even they don't even sweep up the parts. They just yeah. he's done. Let's move on. And you get Etta Kenny and Steve Trevor who basically tell Superman that uh, hey, you know what? You were on this kryptonite, and you you know it's it's burning away these mutated cells, but it's killing you as well. You're gonna die. And it's Woo! funny because Superman's like, huh? That explains the pain. <laughs> like you are a dumbass, you son of a bitch. Well, he spends uh, the whole issue talking about how much pain he's in, yeah. but he loves it. Yeah, he loves I've never it. Never felt so yeah. alive. He loves it because he likes kicking ass. He Goddamn says, masochist. He goes and flies, and it's funny because, and he's like, I can fly, not in a jet, not with a suit. But it's almost, I don't know. This this issue does a lot of explaining of things <laughs> that we we kind of know. We're seeing. Well, he goes off. And he runs into Wonder Woman. I mean, he runs into her. They're flying, and he hits her. And it's such a weird scene because at this point, shit is going down. And in fact, if I'm not mistaken, Wonder Woman went off to save the Justice League. That's what I thought. And she didn't go do that. She's there flying. I don't know. What is she doing? Flying around? It is so weird. It's like the way he's acting now, it's like – I know I said all these terrible things, baby, and we've been broken up for a while, but I'm going to act like nothing happened between us yeah. and make you very uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. and it, it's almost – it's funny too because it's one of those things where um, I said to you that it felt to me like something where you run into an ex. Yeah. It, it, obviously it is. But where I, where I get where the uncomfortableness for me is is he runs in and it would be like I'm out and I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Uh, like I meet an ex-girlfriend and right. I have I I was dating somebody else and I'd broken up with them and right. I said to them like oh they're like oh what happened uh, you know what's going on oh you know what I just broke up with my girlfriend and this girl's like oh really you know what so did I I broke up with my boyfriend I say you know what somebody's going to be a lucky man to find you. And it, it like shoots them down immediately. You know what I mean? It's not like, huh, interesting. Well, can I call you? No. He goes and goes, yeah, well, so how can people help it? Because when they see you, they have to be heroic. And, uh, and, and it just comes I'm off sorry. so bad. And it's so weird, too, because it goes in that from what I'm talking about. Because he sees her, he grabs a hold of her and hugs yeah, her, spinning around like, saying. oh, baby, I'm back. Yeah. And, and then, then, and then t- completely shoots her down. Yep. And she says, oh, remind me to stop dating heroes. And I think that she's expecting him to say, oh, well, what about me? He's like, I don't know if people can help you because when they get around you, they're heroically inspired. I got to go, baby. And it just seems <laughs> so bad. And Wonder Keep Woman's probably there and they're like, you know what? I was with you through all this fucking bullshit, you fucking asshole. And even and she, it's funny too because she even says like, "Boy, I felt your heat from a mile away because yeah. he's fucking gonna die." I think she wants some of that green shit in her. I don't know. She wants she wants one last romp. Honestly, I don't know why you'd want to be with him. His eyes are radiating. Yeah, he says, and in fact, the, the next thing after he's like, everybody would be inspired. Uh, 
he has a look in his eyes looks are insane. fucked up. That's looks probably the insane. worst. That's probably the worst panel uh, of an issue that really does look good. But in the meantime, uh, Steve Trevor also laid out the deal. Like, hey, and I don't know how he knows this. He's like, you know what? We can tell that the Kryptonite's killing you. Okay, I understand that. But he's like, and by the way, you're gonna have different powers. And I was like, how how does he know this? How, how what what would give him this? idea because this is something that does never happen correct yeah, there's correct. no way I, I can see like oh we scanned you whatever but this power thing is set up before this in a very odd way and then it goes and he's like i don't have super hearing anymore what i can hear is transmissions and i thought what, what's going that's on that's weird yeah uh, what's going on with this uh, why why would he have I I guess you can explain that the kryptonite. Can you? I don't know because I, I don't can't. I don't get the idea that these powers would be different. Like I know, like a uh, stuff that like uh, radiates me is not going to give me the ability yeah. to hear fucking radio signals. Yeah, it's weird, but it's convenient. It's, it's convenient, convenient because it has to be something that's happening way far away that he wouldn't be able to hear. And it's it's Vandal Savage. I don't even know what transmissions are going on. He's about to fire this weapon, and he hears this, and you see that. He is sucking the powers, the powers out of the uh, people, out of the superheroes. Yeah. And it's odd. I said to you at one point, I actually thought it was Green Arrow in the last. I guess it's how. It's uh, how. But again, here you go, though. He's sucking the powers out of Adam Strange. He don't have any goddamn powers. He's sucking the powers out of Hal Jordan. Mm-hmm. He has a ring. Yeah. He doesn't have powers. Uh, are they sucking the power out of the ring? I'll right. even go as far as yeah. saying that what is he sucking out of Cyborg? Shazam, I'm in. That's enter- Actually, as we learned in JLA last issue, freaking life you force power. You always keep telling me this JLA nonsense. Because it's, it's fucking nonsense. God damn it. But yeah, he's there. it's like the generic powers that he's getting. He's like, I've gathered enough power from these are, this are so-called heroes. If and Jim yet, Werner was there, I'd be sucking his ability to run fast out of That's right. It'd be gone. Uh, my <laughs> freaking ability of nothing. But yeah, uh, he's, he fires off. They go off and they're like, oh no, he's going to fire this weapon. And he fires it. And what does it hit her? Jupiter. Jupiter. To get more stupider. Jupiter. I don't get it. Uh, no. They're go- and Superman, I, I do like one thing, where Superman and Wonder Woman are heading there right as it blows up. And he's like, oh, no, we can't stop that. But you know what I can do? Pound the shit out of this. And I like it because that's almost like a back to the Superman. Agreed. just punches everything and throws I'm it. I'm so happy to do it. Oh, yeah, he is. Uh, in the meantime, Salvex jumps out. He starts fighting Salvex. And this is only, again, to show that he's powered. There's no real reason for this. He's beating the shit. And also, it ends in a way where he's beating up Salvex, knocks off his helmet, and Salvex is a fucking mutant. He's got I'm a saying, fucking huge has, body and this baby face. I, I, what happened to his head? Because I could have sworn it grew with him yeah, when we first I would saw think him. it did. Yeah, it did. And, and now, all of a sudden, he looks like one of those yep. wrong mutants from Damian yeah, Wayne clones. He does. Uh, they also have a little bit where uh, Salvex Almost like when the car. heretic lost his mask. Yeah, yeah that's what it looks like. When uh, Salvex throws the car and he saves a family that's in the diner. Uh, there's shit going down. I, I would think these people in the diner should have went home by now. They're I freaking... want to know why this kid is throwing a car at the diner when he was right above Superman about to crush him. Yeah. Then he turns and throws this car at the diner. I don't understand what the hell this kid I is up to. Guess... Before this, it seemed like he wanted to be a hero. Yeah, it's weird, too, that you would get the idea that he would want to be a hero, especially he... now he's throwing a car at a family. And a little kid, he's becoming, this happened in an issue, I wish I can remember what book it was, but this happens a lot where the origin of somebody 
ends up making them do the exact same thing that they hate, and yeah. we always get upset about it. But he's being bullied for one thing, which you could that could go either way. You don't want to be bullied, and you want to be better than that, or you want to take it out on everybody and yeah. shoot up a school. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's so it's so weird to me because he's reading the superhero comic. I read superhero comics. I always wanted to be a superhero growing up. Yeah. He even takes the name of his favorite hero. And now he's going to destroy a family. Yeah, maybe that was the the point of why they made him this barbarian, because they don't really, you know, like a Conan the Barbarian. Yes, he's a quote unquote hero, uh, but yeah, he some did of the some things fucked I've up seen, things. he does some fucked up things. He, That's why he, I think uh, they added that in. He, every issue of Conan back in the day was he would go have a companion, he would go somewhere, steal something, have to fight somebody, and then the city would sink into the ground, and then he would lose his treasure. Yeah. I like that uh, people don't realize that he was a thief. That that's yeah. like his basic deal. But yeah, uh, it's weird. And yeah, uh, I, Jupiter. Yeah. Well, you even said too. The the funny thing leading up is that is that uh, Wonder Woman found that out by intercepting a LexCorp satellite, and she and was tracking the blast. I did. Do satellites do that? You just grab a satellite and start tracking shit. I I don't know because I could see, at one point I can see Earth behind her. Yeah. And then she sees like first. Jupiter should not be this goddamn clear in yeah, my mind, yeah, like the way it like, should work. Well, it looks like uh, the satellite is transmitting a is hologram it? of Jupiter. It looks like a hologram. I don't know how it's working. She's looking into the satellite, and okay. like that would be the track. But I don't think that would be like me grabbing a toaster to find <laughs> out when the bus is coming. It doesn't make understand. sense. And uh, then this happens. Then this Salvex, I know that earlier... They had Salvex. He was on the ship. He was on yeah. Vandal Savage's ship. I don't think that he really spelled out the plan to these guys. No. I don't get But yet he knows what's happening. Salvex is like, you've done it, father. And I, I now just, he expects his father to come back. Oh, yeah. From. He's waiting. He's not coming back. It's and, like me on the goddamn curb with my suitcase. Well, and uh, Do you have the book open? Because yeah. this kid looks nuts. Yeah. What is Superman doing? He's he's having he's, Superman he's thinking thinker. time. He, he is, is the, the thinker. thinker right I put here. in my notes. He's the thinker now. And what is he thinking about? Because all that comes out of it, he's like, he contacts Diana. Hey, there's a kid here. Uh, I need you to round him up before he hurts something. What is he is Superman thinking always putting here, all this shit on Wonder Woman well, to go, okay, take like, care of this now that I'm done. And then he takes off. You know Wonder Woman, number one, probably doesn't even know where this kid is. No. And number two, this kid now... There's a family in that diner still that he's already tried to kill. Wonder Woman's <laughs> not getting there in time. He's going to kill somebody, and especially because he's all hyped, and then he's going to get mad that Vandal Savage doesn't come and get him. But what Superman is thinking ends up being that he thinks, huh, Jupiter got hit. The <laughs> moons are going into it, making it more dense. I got it. Fortress of Fortress Solitude. Solitude. Boom. He heads off. It makes no sense. He I have doesn't no idea say, what the fuck's you know going I mean? on. And he's like, concentrate, listen. And it, I, you get nothing. You can tell me, yes, he heard it. It just is so ridiculous. Radio transmissions. Yeah. He goes you, off. You took my power. And he's you like, You took my friends. Yeah. yeah. And now you want to take, want my, to take home. my home. And he sees it's going up into the ship. And I don't know. The Fortress looks crazy to me here. And the other thing that I thought about. What what do you think Vandal Savage? Why would he shoot Jupiter? 
Uh, your guess is I'm good. Just, I'm saying, just in general. It, I have anything, nothing. I you really would, have nothing. You would guess. The only that, thing I could think of is 2001: A Space Odyssey. He wanted one of those freaking monuments for fucking uh, monuments. To me, it almost seems like he he's trying to destroy the universe. He's trying to destroy the solar system. I don't understand. No, uh, I don't. Because Vandal Savage is not a guy who I think would want to destroy anything. He wants to control it. He's been around this long. He's not going to ruin things. He wants to control them, and I don't understand. Unless you find, we find out that he knows Superman is powered again, and this sends him out off of Earth. But why would that be the plan all along when Superman wasn't powered? You, you couldn't have know, thought man. ahead of this. It makes no sense. I don't get anything further of the story in this issue. I had a good time reading it. Yeah, it was a I, lot I of fun. Too, it looked actually. great, but... I don't get anything that really furthers our story because no. it, it shoots the goddamn Jupiter. Yeah, you shoot. It's so and with funny no explanation because you get through this whole story. I'm telling you, this whole crossover, and it ends at this point where he shoots Jupiter. And still, it's a fortress. It, you know what's funny about this? Normally, uh, this would drive me insane. It would be like that Batman and Robin Eternal yeah. where I'd scream and yell. It didn't though, and yeah. I don't know it's because. We actually got some of him having some powers. And him I being acting like, like Superman. And he's acting like it. But it, I don't even know if it's that. I actually think that I have been beaten to submission <laughs> by this goddamn whole fucking story. And by the time we get to shooting Jupiter, I am a drooling idiot who just sits there and <laughs> Jupiter. And I just fucking drooling all over myself and I, I don't care. I, I'm like a fucking drugged out. I don't know what. Give me some Zoloft. I, I'm right this there with the, you. This is the crossover. It's Zoloft for the soul because I, I've I'm, given up. I'm telling you, it even starts out with nonsense where I'm a six foot two freaking yeah. uh, 110 pound weakling. No way, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. What the hell is that about? Yeah, that threw, that threw me off so much. I even I thought that I messaged you right away, but I, maybe you know what you I did. wouldn't have. I, no, you did. Maybe I, did. I, th- I sent you the picture of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was no, gonna no. say. Didn't I? You do told that? me about it the next day. Your uh, header yeah. was six foot two. My ass. Yeah. I'm saying at the point. At that point, Reggie had already read the issue, so I actually said to him, "What's with the six foot two? That's all I said." And he's like, "That was fucking bullshit. I don't know what was going on, uh, you know." So we were laughing about that, but yeah. And then I I wrote to him, Jupiter, and he just wrote like you know nonsense or something because boy. And then I'm telling you, I was yelling across the room, Jupiter, Eric, Jupiter. Hey, yeah. There's I an I I I go. Show. See, I'm I'm fucking done. Hit the fucking quote. And drink right. it up, Maddie D. Because I don't even again, know if I that's have because it up. I'm just. That's when I've had enough. I've had enough. See, you weren't even ready to quote. There you go. Yeah, that is when I've had enough, and I had. A, I, but, but I wasn't angry. No, it's a fun book. Yeah, it's, I'm punch drunk. But yeah, it was fun enough. He looks like the Hulk, Eric. He's got green yeah. veins going. I, I gave it a five. Uh, I can't give this that high a score, even though I said I wasn't angry about it, because it is a bunch of nonsense. I love the art, though. I always like the art in this book. I could read this book at any time. I would give this a seven. No. Yeah, I, it just, it's just too much nonsense. I can't yell and scream about other books and, and honestly, then say I, that I, a book that ends up shooting Jupiter as well, did. Check this out. It's my, like, my biggest problem with Batman Eternal was that the big cliffhanger, the big reveal was not a reveal. We already knew. Yeah. This is keeping me on my toes. I have no idea what the fuck no. the fortress up to, what Jupiter's up to. Come on, bring it on. What you got for me? That would be like we'd have um, Detective, where we said not a lot happened, and at the end you find out that Barbara Gordon is the killer. That would make just as much sense as Jupiter. And again, we're we're reviewing it as an issue, so I can't say like, 
oh, you know, check back in two months when we figure it out. It's yeah. so crazy. But, yeah, I give it a five. And I think that is the end of this section, right? Yes. Because we're going off to your section, your uh, thing, Eric. What is it called again? I have it in my notes. I just Shut like, up. Yeah, I like the hearing you off. say it. The Shut Up Stories. Uh, which uh, TV shows do you talk about? Same as you do Same. usually? The Arrowverse. But no, no, uh, no iZombie. No, no iZombie, zombie, no Lucifer, no Supergirl. You didn't Supergirl. talk Lucifer at all? No, not really. No? did You You did watch it, though. You liked it. I Is did, it one of yeah. those that it's kind of the same all the time, but you it's enjoy it? It's a detective it? story. You go okay. from case to case, and it's Lucifer. Yeah. You have an overarching so story I hear about that him. Nobody, he, you can't lie to him. Is that what the one of the things is? No, you can. He just like he'll ask you a question, and he'll t- like you'll want to turn away, but you have to tell him your desire. Okay. Yeah, I'm telling you where I get the idea of what the show is about from the from the million moms, one million moms, and they claimed on their site that Lucifer, you can't lie to him, and that's teaching kids that you should tell the truth to the devil. Because, you know, he always comes to the house, the well, devil. I got sympathy for the devil. You know, I know that they think that the, the show, I, I really do think that they think it's a documentary. That they, <laughs> they the, the, what's it called? What, is it on uh, CW or is it Fox? It's on Fox. Okay. Yeah, Fox executives found fucking Satan, put him in there. But let's see what you have to say about the show. Shut up. My shows are on. Wiggity wiggity whack, we're back for another TV attack. I'm Eric Shea, and I'll be your TV guide for this segment as we take a look at this week's TV. Woo! First up tonight, we have Flash, Season 2, Episode 12, Fast Lane. Wow. He's basically drowning people in tar. Like a walking tar pit. Mmm, too slow. Bring you flashes. I wasn't fast enough. The Flash, only next Tuesday at 8, 7 central on The CW. As we heard from that promo, Zoom wants Flash's speed and wants Dr. Harrison to get it for him. Or, you know, he'll kill his daughter. On top of this, we have a shit ton of plot threads thrown at us. We got Wally saying to us over and over again, I want to go fast, Daddy, because he's involved in that drag race thing going on. And because Iris wants to be a good sister and not see her newfound brother killed, she's going to write an expose all about it. And you know what? She gets in trouble because of it. And we got what I consider the main attraction of the show, Tar Pit. He's just some guy that during the particle accelerator explosion was going to get killed by getting dumped in a tar pit of all things. And now it's two years later and he's come back for vengeance. All our plots converge when Tarpit shows up at one of the drag races to take out the guy who promotes it because he's one of the guys that, you know, ended up killing him before. And Iris ends up getting hurt in a car wreck crash because of it. Because Flash wasn't fast enough to catch the flying debris that fucking pierced her sweet, sweet skin. It's funny, even though we have Tarpit going on, this seems to be less of a creature of the week situation and more of a show that relies on the drama because all the stuff's going on. And Dr. Hamilton Wells comes forward and says that he's the one that's doing this because he doesn't want to be the bad guy anymore. These people trust him. He fucked them over. And him and Barry are going to solve this situation together. So for the next issue, we're going to go to Earth 2. And on top of that, they figured out a way to stop the breaches. So we're going to start closing shit up eventually. But before that, we're going to have some fun in Earth 2 and hopefully some other worlds. Especially since I heard that we got that Supergirl Flash crossover coming up. I hope now that Iris was hurt and Wally was involved that he stops going to all this drag racing shit because I'm tired of them throwing it down our fucking throats that he's a guy who likes to go fast, he's gonna be Kid Flash. Obviously he likes to go fast, speed force, blah blah blah. I'm tired of that, it's time to move on. Let's have some parallel world fun, baby. 
Overall, this was an okay episode of The Flash. I just wish we would have got to see more of Tar Pit because he had this, you know, Tar persona thing that goes on, and it just really made me think of Clayface all the time and how cool that character would look on screen. But I guess it's just too damn expensive. We didn't get to see a lot of it, and now the character's gone. Next up, we've got Arrow, Season 4, Episode 12, Unchained. He calls himself the Calculator. The web nuke goes online, he could kill everyone in the city. The only way you're going to stop me is by removing the web nuke out of sight. That's what I have friends for. How much time do we have? I need you to blow the thing up. Something's wrong, it's not working. Alright boys and girls, we got the calculator in this episode, and that might not be anything to anybody else, but I was a huge fan of Identity Crisis back in 2004, and I had never really heard of the character before that, and if I did, it was a fucking calculator, who gives a shit? But in this, it's more about how the calculator has gotten a hold of Roy Harper and forced him to come back to Star City to steal a bunch of shit from him because he wants to shut down the, the city's power grid. So yeah, we have Roy Harper back, and that's badass, and you know what makes it even more badass? Because of how much I hate Speedy. Yeah, Thea Queen's back to her fucking, oh no, I got bloodlust thing, but now it's got a new spin, because now that she's not killing folks, she's gonna die. Yes, for some reason, the Lazarus Pit is gonna reverse the freaking cure it gave her when, uh, Ray's out, Ray's, Ray's out cool, freaking stabbed her in the chest. But, I don't know, it's weird, because we spend half the freaking episode with everybody trying to figure out a way to save Thea, and I'm like, fuck it, let her die, Roy's back, I don't give a shit about her anymore. The weirdest part, now remember this for later, Freaking Malcolm Merlin comes in and is like, yes, the, like, uh, Sarah was cured as well, but John Constantine came and fixed this, so she won't have that problem. Yeah, so remember that. But all in all, I, I don't know, I'm just not a freaking fan of, uh, Arrow this season. It's just not that entertaining. We're constantly dealing with Thea fucking up because of this goddamn bloodlust, and now she's passing out. And I can't tell you how happy I was to get Roy back. So yeah, there's Roy, but there's no Damien Dark to the story, so the freaking storyline doesn't really progress any further. It's just us dealing with the normal bullshit and, you know, redeeming characters and whatnot because we have this whole side plot with Felicity trying to be com become comfortable with her wheelchair-bound self and her normal life as well as her superhero life, which leads to this big cliffhanger at the end because we find out that the calculator is none other than her father. Dun-dun-dun. On top of that, we have more of going back to Oliver's past on the island, and this is really weird because last we saw he was captured by that weird, mystical, you know, Merc group that's hunting for something on the island. Now he's being tortured for the information. And at some point, it, it just gets really weird because people are killed all around him, and then we see that it's Shadow's sister, who's now calling herself Shadow, but this is all going inside his mind because he's kind of like, you know, retreated into himself because of all the pain. And she's trying to tell him that you have to move on. You have to have people forgive you for what you've done. You've done some terrible shit, Oliver. But you gotta move on. You gotta be a better person. And she gives him the stone, which then he somehow has in the real world later on when he tells that girl that she, he killed her brother. Yeah, I'm telling you, this part's pretty lame because I don't know the characters' names. But I don't know. All this flashback shit's nonsense. What are we gonna do in season five when uh, we've dealt with all the years? Are we gonna keep going back to different shit? I don't know. It's just... I like Arrow enough, the season's just so slow, I want to deal with the Damien Dark story, but we just keep getting all this other shit that I don't give a shit about. Like, the calculator's fine, but, you know, creating a goddamn power grid blackout? It is better deal with something with Damien Dark, I'm gonna be fucking pissed. And, more than anything, just kill Thea. Fucking kill her, she is annoying as shit, she screws up everything she fucking does. I hate the character. Give me Roy! 
Next up, we have DC's Legends of Tomorrow, Episode 3, Blood Ties. The mission is simple. We stop Vandal Savage here in the past and we save the future. Simple don't mean easy, Captain. You're screwing history here, man. I am a god! Oh, I never said it was. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. New hit series next Thursday at 8, 7 central on The CW. Let me just start off by saying I dig the idea of the show. I'm actually really enjoying myself, but I'm getting a little pissed at how terrible all of our characters are. They keep fucking up time. They keep whining about how they're not good enough. I just want heroes being heroes. Go save the goddamn day. I don't need to hear about how fucking Ray Palmer doesn't know if he can accomplish the job. I don't need to hear about Dr. Stein saying, I don't remember you. Come on, Raymond. Do better. Blah, blah, blah. I fucking don't need that. Just fucking do it. This episode, Rip Hunter and White Canary run off to go stop Vandal Savage's money flow by stealing it, freaking freezing it, I don't know, hopefully something futuristic. And while that's all going on, Captain Cold, Heatwave, and Jax, they go off because Captain Cold wants to go steal something. Come on, stop fucking things up. And on top of all that, we find out he's going to go steal the freaking emerald that his father stole at the t just like in a couple of days to end up getting him sent to jail. So right away, he's fucking up the goddamn timeline. And I'm, I'm just tired. Come on, guys. You know better than this. It ruins fucking everything. Let's go kill fucking Vandal Savage. I know we need to have a goddamn series, but how inept are these fucking characters? No wonder they are losers in the future and nobody fucking remembers them. So while our thieves are out there doing that, uh, the Adam and Dr. Stein are trying to figure out how to save Shyera or Kendra Saunders. And the Ray shrinks down into his suit and goes into her bloodstream and starts shooting these knife fragments that are stuck in her freaking veins. And it's just all a pity party about freaking why the Adam's not good enough and how he can't do what he wants to do. It, it gets really annoying. I, I'm telling you, just just give me time travel. Give me Vandal Savage. Give me that badass fight scene you gave me in episode two. Ultimately, the show ends up at some weird-ass Rosemary's Baby ritual where Vandal Savage is going to drink the blood of Hawkman and share the blood with all his fucking followers, give him an extra hundred years. I'm guessing this is where the vampire lore came from. But uh, all our heroes converge here, they fight back, and we find out that Rip Hunter, before he assembled the team, went back and tried to kill Vandal Savage before all this, and failed. So it's all about how we need a team, we need all these people together to do the thing, and as long as they stop fucking up and going off and doing their own shit, we might actually prevail and Vandal Savage might be defeated. Getting back to what I was talking about an hour that I told you to remember, in this episode we have Sarah Lance going and just fucking straight up murdering everybody she can. And Rip's like, what the fuck, Sarah? What, why are you a goddamn monster? And she has to go off and say, I was in this thing called a Lazarus pit and it gave me a bloodlust. I'm sitting here yelling at the goddamn television. But Malcolm Merlin told us that fucking John Constantine fixed you. Now, I don't know if that's just that, you know, if she doesn't murder folk, that her, like, her wounds won't come back. She just won't immediately die. I don't know. I just thought that we'd be past this whole bloodlust shit by now and having it in two goddamn episodes. And, oh, it was fucking annoying as all hell. But all in all... This is a decent episode. It's getting us back on track. We're heading to the 80s next episode. I'm all about the 80s. Let's fucking do it. That's all I got for you on TV this week. If uh, you want to hear more about this, go to the site for written reviews by various people. But we haven't done Lucifer. And I'd like to talk about Lucifer a little, but I won't. It's just, I just want to go and tell you it's a great show. You should totally be checking it out. I should talk about it, but, you know, lazy. But everybody keep watching TV because having a life is overrated. Welcome back, Eric. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> that, that did sound like Mumbo Jimbo, didn't it? <laughs> that was supposed to be my horror voice. Uh, because this is the 
horror section of the podcast, Eric. I know you love that horror. I do. You know what horror is? My life. That's what horror is. That's why, That's why I we're like horror movies. I'm living it. Yeah, actually, you just sit and watch me. <laughs> Freaking walking around. Oh, hello, Eric. Terrifying. How are you, Eric? I'm uh, uh, not Mambo Jimbo. I do not have predictions. Actually, I'll predict that I kind of like this next book, despite myself. What do you think of that? No, I like it as well. I think my voice has gotten very deep all of a sudden. Listen to this. How you doing, Eric? You like Pretty that? Pretty good. How you not, doing? No, no it's not, not as much as I like Reggie. How but... you doing? You know, I, um, I want to bring out another thing of horror. Uh, earlier this week, I was uh, doing some reviews, and sometimes I actually research things. And I was probably looking up something at this point. And like I always do, and like you said, and which I thought the Adderall was going to help, but it did not, Eric, <laughs> is that I got uh, off on a tangent. I went down the rabbit hole of a uh. clickbait. And I, this was the best ever because I hit – I think I was looking at – I forget what I was looking at, but I'm doing – and there it is. The list of celebrities who have herpes, Eric. And boy, I was on that thing for an hour. Oh, it's who's probably, like me? Yeah. It's probably one gotcha. of those nights. I'm like, so who can I have uh, sex with and I won't have to tell them of my problem? <laughs> Uh, yes, and there were ladies on there. This was more ladies, actually. And, oh, my God, st uh, stars of stage and screen, Eric, of music. And I'm telling you, I'm going down the list, and this was the worst part of it is I'm sitting there, and the whole time I'm thinking, okay, this person has herpes. Would I still do them? Yes, I would. Most of them I would, and, uh, you know, then I'd get my herpes. They'd hand me a card that was already printed that says, you have herpes, and I'll get to the clinic. And uh, I'm telling you, I was just giggling to myself it was one of the funnest times i had all week is listen reading about celebrities with herpes and uh, i told you about this earlier and i said i i really don't want to talk about it too much because i really can't mention these things because i don't know if it's true right. i don't even want to say allegedly because this is awful uh but yeah there's one guy that seems to <laughs> have was given, the link yeah i'm telling you this list i think it had 24 people on it and this this guy was uh, agent zero. He was fucking patient zero on this list. <laughs> and I'm telling you, this guy was involved with maybe half the list. And right. yeah, he is a sports figure. Yeah. Very well loved sports figure in the New York area. But I will not go any further. Ah, uh, yes, I I don't know why. I actually was going to bring this up earlier that uh, people would have thought that my Batman and Robin Eternal review was clickbait, and I was going to say, yeah, you want to go clickbait. But, yeah, the one night I sat there and list, and it was one of those goddamn sites where you have it, you get the list, you go to the page. Now you have to click on something to get to the next, you know, the first yeah, yeah, slot. Yeah. Then you have to click it again to read something. Then you click it again that had another picture. Then you click it again to it, get to the, the next one. And the, the issue I have the most with these, and again, I'm an idiot. Do you ever have the problem where you go and you have that first page and you cannot figure out where to click? Oh, yeah, the, There's time. nowhere to click. And it ended up being on the picture. It was like an embedded click. I'm all over the place. Now, I went on down. top of that. I have a problem too because all that fucking crazy shit on the page yeah. takes my fucking computer forever to load. Because, again, so I'm sitting because, there waiting yeah, to click. Because at the clickbait site, there is 17 million more clickbait. Also, I didn't even mention that it sends you to the one page, which you have to click on that story again, which opens up another goddamn window with that. Pa oh my god! 
Yet I'm there all the time. Every time. I'm fucking Jimmy BuzzFeed. I, I gave me. it up, man. I fucking can't do it anymore. Um, I, I want to click it every time, but I'm like, yeah. no. You're, I can't you don't want to do this. I, You'll be disappointed. I, I see the same ones, like the typical, uh, you won't believe what the stars of E.T. look like today. You know, actually, shit like that. Or these no, are the people who Hollywood hates. I gave in this week, too, and I freaking, because I love these ones where it's like bad, like uh, wrong number texts. Yeah. Love those ones. And I clicked on it. And it was one I've already read before, so goddamn. And then a day later, it was a different one, it looked like. So I clicked on it, and it's it was the same, same goddamn one. one. I was going to say, this is where I knew that my wife and kids had a problem with the show Cops. Because I'm, how many episodes of Cops has there been? This, the I don't know, about like 907? The show's been around since I was in high school. Yeah. And I've, I'm seeing repeats. How do you see repeats of cops? They watch it all the time. I'm like, yeah, this is the one where the guy's naked and he runs away. It's basically every show. But yeah, the clickbait, I'm, I'm starting myself to uh, run into the list. But they always, it, things always seem, and again, it's clickbait. So it, they make it so dramatic. Yeah. It's like, you'll never guess what Matthew Broderick said about, uh, freaking cameron in freaking ferris bueller oh shit then, what he oh say? my god i gotta see and you click it he was a nice guy you fucking asshole we were good friends oh, yeah. forever uh, the list that i always got was the uh these poly, you know people can't stand to work with these actors and i hit it every time it's the same fucking ones yeah. yeah same one it's what's her name from fucking uh, uh gray's anatomy that's the worst one. Everybody hates her. What's her name? You know. Catherine Heigl. Yeah, they hate her. And uh, Russell Crowe is always in those. Yeah. And then it's funny because those lists will always throw in a, um, a wild card or a zinger. And you'll get like, say. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Not, well, yeah, I heard that. But I'm even saying like you'll get like a guy like a Tom Hanks. I've never seen him. But the, it would be Tom Hanks would be on there. And the reason they hate him is because the guy's too goddamn he's nice. Too, he's too nice. Yeah. They're like they, they. There's always one of them in there. You're like, oh, really? They hate James Franco. Why? And you're like, because he's such a goddamn good-looking dude. And then you get obvious ones like Matt Dillon because of that jerk-off face. No, they don't say Matt Dillon. Everybody loves Matt Dillon, but you. No, you get Russell Crowe a lot, and I think they're. Uh, and you know what? An easy target, Christian Bale. Yeah. People like that, though. I know Christian Bale has that big thing from uh, the Terminator. Uh, right. Is that Terminator Genesis? No, not Genesis. No, Salvation. One, right? Salvation. And, yeah, he had a bad day. For everything I see about the guy, he's a really nice guy. At least he, maybe he's not a nice guy. He's taking fucking kids to goddamn Disneyland. That's Disney what I'm land. saying. He actually tries to help some people. Though he may be a dick to people, but he does. And maybe it's one of those things where he gets along better with kids. And he, he enjoys kids or he had a bad child. I don't know. I know that the one time I heard he was beating the shit out of his mother and his, his sister or something. Oh, my God. Yeah, that was, that was where he got a, in a lot of trouble. Ah, yes, clickbait. I'm going to make a clickbait on this site. I want this site to be clickbait. When you do the review, you get like three sentences a click, Eric. We will hit the roof with clicks. We don't have advertisements. That'd be so yeah, I know. It's just for me. I oh, just okay. like to see the stat. All of a sudden, we fucking quadruple our stats because you have to – every paragraph you have to click. How about that? And then you also have to click to see the pictures. Oh, I actually don't God. even think our blogger allows you to do that. No? Um, you I don't think you're going to have more than oh, one. You know, I, I think what we could do – I think you could make it work. What you would do is you'd have a, a page break. You'd have a paragraph. And then what you would do is you'd have a link – to the next page so each review would have to be have like 10 pages well, that sounds terrible and very so tedious. much fun 
that's a horror show itself, Eric. But let's get on with this horror part of the podcast, which is going to start with Swamp Thing. Uh, this is two things. It's the green and the horror, Eric. The horror. You think that uh, Green Arrow is a horror book, right? It has become one, yeah. Yes, you think it's a horror Ain't nothing show. more horrific than racism. Yes. Well, Swamp Thing number two is what we're going to talk about first, Eric, and that's written by Len Wein, art by Kelly Jones, Michelle Madsenand, or Madsen. I, Reggie wrote this weird. He actually sent this to me. Madsen and Rob Lee. The Louisiana swamps feel much more familiar this issue as the swampster settles into his ironic role of monster hunter. He sews a zombie's mouth shut and then chastises its parents for letting their kid become one of the undead. Sometimes dead is better. I have that in my notes. You just Uh, ruined me, my friend. I had that. I was going to set you up with it. Best of all, a comic book story that's completed in two issues. Inconceivable, Eric. Uh, Yes, and because Reggie reviewed this, and also wrote that blurb. I will tell you right away. Reggie liked this. He gave it an eight out of ten. Yeah. I didn't like it as much, but I, I did like it. I love I liked the, it. I love the beginning. I love the whole concept of this. It is a. It, it's out of time, and it gives me the idea. I don't know if it gives me the idea that I've got more cred for reading it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Is but you do get the idea that you are reading a older comic. This would be something that I get the idea of when I was a kid. And say I was given a Doom Patrol comic, Eric, or even so, or like I found this at a yard sale, right? And I grabbed it. And, oh my God, this is so cool because it definitely has that old school feeling all around. Definitely, uh, it's an old school way of storytelling, and it's the art is old school as well. And what I'll tell you, I don't want to hear anybody say, "Well, it's Len Wein and he's out of touch," and that's why he does it because Absolutely not. that is not how he played it off in Convergence either. His Convergence issue of Swamp Thing didn't feel to me it did have a classic tone not like this though this is him saying hey i'd like to do my character again but i want to tell the stories in the way i used to tell them you know kind of do that and it's kind yeah. of a nostalgia thing and i i like it i really do i uh, love len Wein swamp thing and i love kelly jones's fucking yeah swamp kelly thing. jones's uh, i love the artist great. book and, so uh, goddamn much. i know that some people were saying that they hope that kelly jones might get another book in the rebirth and right. he has done batman he's actually listed in a lot of these uh sites uh, and lists as one of the better uh batman uh, artists i don't think they're going to do that uh only because they're not going to want this stuff but i wouldn't That's mind him. I, I don't know if i wouldn't want him for a batman because like the way he draws humans i don't really care for it mm. i just really love his swamp thing yeah i do too it is so grotesque and mm. i love the like the, the size and massive swamp thing in this well they're in Louisiana, obviously, and they're they're there. And uh, the uh, Laszlo, the kid who was turned into a zombie, yeah. he's leaving a wake of bodies. That bodies everywhere. It Including seems. Swamp Thing. Yes, Swamp Thing's all ripped apart. And I like that. I like how Swamp Thing is explaining about how he's going to bring himself together. And do, I really do like it. Yeah, and, it's uh, really well get, done. The only thing there's a couple things that did throw me off, and the one is why do they have to have Lucius Fox's niece? Yeah, there? I had a, I had an issue it with that. Really it was odd. It seemed like almost like this is supposed to tie into something bigger, but yet I don't think it will. It, it's odd, and and it's weird how they set it up as well. Well, honestly, it really feels like you're going to go back to Gotham with That's, this because yes. they introduce this character, and it's, it has to be spelled out who she is, where she's from, and yeah. why. If why would we ha- like? And she's going to play a bigger part. It feels like uh, after this uh, you would, issue, you would hope because they really do go in. But again, if you want to get Swamp Thing in Gotham, you do not need. Lucius Fox's niece. You really no. don't. 
but she she's there. She's the sheriff. And Swamp Thing, in the meantime, he wants to try to figure out what to do against this zombie, Laszlo. So he goes off to see Shade, which is a pretty cool deal. And again, I was not familiar with I Shade. I have no connection to Shade. So I looked him up, and mm-hmm. I liked it because he is a Swamp Thing character. He's right. in Swamp Thing a lot. He's more of a villain, which he kind of comes off. You know, not a bad guy here, but he's he's kind of aloof, and you know he wants to do whatever he's going to do. Uh, but he Swamp God, Thing goes you. to find out. I wish Swamp Thing knew how to use a computer, <laughs> because he probably could have gotten the same thing, right? Uh, no, honestly, this is an old school method. Of, actually, I really dug the fact that oh, they I knew this you would like method. it. I put in my notes. I put Eric's going to fucking love this bit because you nobody always ever love, nobody you, does this. No, but you that's what you like. Like, you get mad sometimes in a movie. First off, you get mad in a movie where they'll have a monster. Right. And it changes up the game a bit. Right. Or they go to do something. Like, I'm telling you, if they said, if they had a movie right now and it was a a vampire movie and they killed a vampire with a silver bullet, you'd be pissed off. Fucking Blade does that. Yeah, you'd be pissed. And I do like this. And I, I thought, even if... This was made up. This is legitimately this is legitimate. an old school deal. Old school I, I looked method. it up. Yeah. Uh, even if it was made up, because it seems old school, yeah. awesome. I, I thought that I thought that was a really neat touch. And he gives them the whole idea about you know he knows the story of what oh, happened. Anyway, we didn't even talk about what's going on. It's it's salt in the mouth yeah. of a zombie, and then you sew up the mouth yep. shut. That's the only way to kill yeah, a zombie. Salt not in a mouth. goddamn bullet to the head. Not nope. a decapitation. No. This old school superstitious me- method, and, and, and I, I love actually, it. And I like it because it's it's more of a personal method. It's yeah. not something you can just from far away just shoot. And I really like that. But the sh- uh, shade tells uh, the full story. He's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to tell you the full story of this Laszlo Wormwood. And he's like, what do you mean? You know, uh, like, what voice do you think Swamp Thing has? Like a gravelly, like real deep voice? I think it's Ray Weiss from the freaking okay. Swamp Thing movie. Yeah. Well, you just watched the Swamp Thing I movie. I did. Right? Yeah. So right before we started. It. But yeah, uh, Shade tells him this. It's uh, terrible thing. in that but movie. Also, <laughs> again, it, also, again, I really like it because he tells the story, but it's through the fire in the in the room. Yeah. The fireplace. I really like it. There's a lot of neat, like, touches. And he finds that out... That, too, seems old school. What's that? Stare into the fire to see yeah, what's... that's what I'm saying. It, yeah. it seems very old school. And Shade kind of gives him the old idea, or he gives him the info. Hey, listen, everything that you know about what's happening here is not what's going on. This kid had cancer. He was trying to cure himself. I don't know how this works in this kid's mind. That they... <laughs> Pretty much look, to, look, to you, me, you want though, anything that like you'll try anything. To I know, but survive. to me, the whole thing that they were going to do was flatliners. Yes, they, he was going to die. They were going to bring him back. This is not like one of those with things mysticism, where, though. Yeah, but that, to me, this not is almost this is almost the same as like if you had a uh, you're in jail right. and you have a life sentence, quote unquote, and you think that if you die and come back, that there it is. I'm starting a new life. Goodbye. They'll let me out of here. It seems very hokey, but it, like you said, maybe it is one of those things that he basically, if I if I'm not cured, uh, fuck it. If I die, I don't care. I'm gonna die anyway. But the big twist is he didn't come back the way they said. No, his parents brought him back. His parents wanted him back, and yes, they had the best intentions there. And that's when I was gonna set you up with Sometimes the pet cemetery. Better. Yeah, and this time is one of those times. Actually, I don't know, Lois. Sometimes uh, when, dead when, is better. When does uh, Herman Munster? When will he tell us that 
what times were, was it better? What Jesus? When Jesus <laughs> came back, is that the only time? Yeah. Because he does say the sometimes. The only one in some of our brains. I've never seen it. I've never seen anything happen except maybe Jesus, Jesus up there. It's the only time that somebody came back that it was better. And even then, maybe it wasn't better. It wasn't <laughs> well, better. It's the stranger. same. He was still fucking the son of God. There you go. Well, when was it better, Eric? Spectre. Spe okay. Well, do you think that he knew that? The fucking caretaker knew Fred that? Gwynn, yeah. Do you think he just said sometimes that is better because he's, there's always that option? Yes. He, he well, doesn't he want to look like a liar. Come on. If he says dead is never better, he can be called out as a liar. Dead is always better. Yes, yes, yes. But yeah, it seems it's like what, anything it's like I've seen. It's like what Frankenstein said in Bride of Frankenstein. It's like, hey, living. Yes, dead exactly. Dead better. Yes. So he shows him what he has to do. He has the salt. And uh, the salt and an unbreak, unbreakable needle and thread. I kind of have a call out on that needle that he ends up using with uh, his finger. Right. And it's kind of breakable. You eh, could I'm you could break though, that. I, you sew somebody's mouth shut though. It freaking it sticks I unless know. you cut it open. I know, but it does seem I know. says you definitely need those, and it, it kind of threw me off a little later. And I thought of it right away, but it, it doesn't really. No, the thing that really threw me off is the fact that uh, you know the students like you know flatlined him, and then uh, couldn't bring him back, and then his family brought him back, yeah. and he wants to kill all of these people, and I don't understand why. I yeah, can see I them mean. being mad, mad at the parents because they brought him back. Yeah. He's wrong. He's a goddamn walking corpse. These other people. They didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah, they kind of killed him. He was going to die. I like the part where the one girl just says, we were just looking for an easy A. First off, uh -huh. I, I don't know how easy that is. They were there watching a guy die. It almost made it seem like they were doing something else, Eric. This I don't is know Crowley College, on. man. You don't understand. Yeah, that is true. Shit goes down there. And honestly, uh, at one point, I actually got confused where I thought they he died they brought him back, but he wasn't cured of cancer. Died of cancer, and then his parents really back. that he actually did come back. Then yeah. he then they really have an issue of like, why are you after us? Yeah. It's cancer. Go after cancer. Cancer's that's the bad funny. guy. He's just gonna go and kill cancer. <laughs> actually, maybe that's what he should have done. Maybe come up with a fucking cure for cancer, you son of a bitch. And Use your he's... undead life to yeah. cure cancer. Yeah, he has all the time in the world now. He's undead. I don't know. He seems to have sleep. he seems to have enough facilities to find these people. He should start doing some research. Is that a magic college? Fucking magic uh, the, that the, shit. The one thing that I uh, also left at though, why did they have it that he left shade without the salt and the, the, the and just to show him coming out of the plant to grab the salt and the needle? It's very weird, but you know weird. what? I appreciate it because it. it looked amazing. It did. I. It's just weird and. But, yeah, you go and he's attacked. It was unneeded, I agree, but yes. I want to know how he's transporting that salt and needle through that. Yeah. Well, he's attacking these girls. He ends up killing a fucking a police officer, which is the worst. This guy was just trying to help the ladies. That, that is, no, the worst part is he has to stop freaking out Laswell. And then he stops chasing the guy to, to help this cop, and the cop dies immediately. Yep, the cop dies. It's uh, Also, I'm looking at it. It's weird. Like, they look like they're walking through almost like in the bog, even. But <laughs> it's a weird place for them to be. Like, the, there's the police officers. It's like every horror movie. Like, Thank for, thanks for seeing us home, Officer Doyle. I'm like, where are they going? Where do these people <laughs> live? Because they look like they're in the swamp now. We're going to take a friggin' uh, shortcut through yeah, knock and Mixon Park. Doing. And in the point where there is definitely a motherfucker out there to die and... I get the idea. They know all about it because this does not they look like Laszlo. This doesn't look like Laszlo anymore. 
Right. And they know it's him, though. So that why are they out and about like well, this? Lazlo was never the best-looking guy in college. Boy, he must not have been because they're like, hey, Lazlo. Uh, hey, don't do it. We, uh, we God, didn't know what you. would happen. We were just trying to get an easy A. Okay. And he goes away. You know, Swamp Thing shows up, and he's beating the shit. And uh, there's two big fights in this issue. Yeah. Uh, they dominate the issue pretty much, but I like them. I like seeing them fight. Uh, he's trying to get the goddamn salt there. And uh, there's the look, too, is the women are running away. And the one looks like it, she turns around and waves to them. It's actually she's waving to them as they're fighting. I'm telling you, hey. what, what they see has to scar them for life now. They already know that they brought a kid back, but yet they didn't. I no. don't know why they're like, hey, Laszlo, the less they thought, I don't understand. Though they might just blame themselves thinking what they did did it. I like my idea better where they actually brought him back, dies of cancer, and then his parents bring him back. Do you like that? I do like that. And then he dies again, and then they bring him back again. It just keeps that, going. Dude, I was actually waiting for it. Yeah. Because after Swamp Thing finally tracks him down, yeah. does the whole salt He does. He gets the salt. The, the, and shows his yep, mouth shut. The guy, he actually he has the salt, and he tries to go after his parents then. And I said, his parents live in a van down by the river area. <laughs> it is. There's a, they're in a van. And he goes, and yes, he can't get to them. Look, hotels cost a lot of money. That is true. And they spent all their money on those shovels to dig their son up and that occult shit that they showed. There was some nasty shit. Dude, I'm telling you, though, when uh, Laszlo goes after his pants, he dies. And the yeah. Swamp thinks, look, bury your boy. Don't yep. make this. Like, you don't... thought that they were going to be like, no. I, I swear think... to Christ. Cr- like Swamp one of those and... where the dad would go, listen, since that last time I went on B-Bay. And I bought some more occult stuff. and I, I actually, got the Necronomicon. And, yeah, and I looked it up, and I, I think I got it now. That would be funny. Cause I'm telling you, because Swamp Thing immediately leaves. Does not watch them bury him. Doesn't do anything. Just says, says here, bury your boy, and leaves. Yeah. And they see them carrying the body. Like, oh, my God, they're going to do something. Yep. No, they, they were going to bury well, him. Well, and at the point then, then Lucius Fox's niece, uh, well, I, I always forget her name, uh, shows up. While they're, they have the body, and she's <laughs> like, you got some splaining to do. And again, I was like, why? Why, why is she here? This, what is this leading to? Because uh, then that scene just ends. Yeah. She has her gun drawn. They got a fucking zombie-ass body. And I guess maybe it's one of those things that they're saying, like, this isn't like a crazy you know, superhero book where everything's wrapped up. There's still a murder mystery going on that the police think they're trying to solve uh, just because a plant man shows up that doesn't just the, the cl- book isn't closed a quote I guess. Unquote swamp thing but then it even continues some nonsense because then he's going through the swamp there's phantom stranger yeah, just uh, kicking it why what is he doing taunting alec i don't know man yeah, he's like i've been waiting and they, the phantom stranger or so they call me i think i figured out what your enigmatic little epistle meant not, Not even close. <laughs> Goodbye. He leaves Good that. Good times. Yeah. Uh, he's gone. So then they go, and then they show the big reveal where there's a hotel. Somebody's checking in. He's there, and he's like, hey, just for the record, what's your name? And it is Matt Cable. And I think it's hilarious, though, because here we have this book that's existing with all the current stuff. To throw an old character like Matt Cable out there is hilarious to me. Yeah. It's almost like this is the big reveal of the book. And nobody will have it. No yeah. new reader will know who Matt Cable is. Again, if people are like me, and I I do have the advantage, I read them digitally, so I'm yeah. at the computer. So as I go, and also we have the podcast, so I'm going to talk about things, but I'll mm-hmm. never pretend that I know things that I don't. I'll tell you. And yes, I looked at Matt Cable. What the fuck is that? And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool. It is a pretty cool deal. It is an old school in Swamp Thing number one. Yeah. 
uh, created by Len Wein, and uh, it's pretty cool. Uh, and, and you I'm said you, that it I'm, made I'm you laugh. At, I'm looking at uh, Matt Cable right now, the last page. Yeah. And if you pan down, you'll see a pair of big, sexy tits. Because in the movie, Adrian yes. Barbeau played Matt Cable, looks exactly like her. Yeah. Yes, it's <laughs> she's a, a handsome, handsome woman. woman. <laughs> handsome woman, that Adrian Barbeau had a nice body though. It was a yeah, I'm saying she played a mix between Abigail Arcane and Matt Cable. Her Ooh. name was Alice Cable in the movie. Who is better looking, Adrian Barbeau or Rizzo in Greece? Adrian Barbeau, Stalker Channing. A- Adrian, like Adrian Barbeau. Barbeau. Is it the body that you like? And the, honestly, the face the too. Face too. That okay. face was rough. Who is better face. looking? Adrian Barbeau or uh, Laverne from Laverne and Shirley? You know I got a thing for Penny Marshall. Penny Marshall. You, you think Penny Marshall's better looking? Uh, no, no t- well, Adrian there Barbeau's no got way. them tits, and then she had a great body. Back in the day when I watched Laverne and Shirley, and they constantly going on dates, and I always thought, yep, that's the wingman because the other guy's going to fuck Shirley. Yep. There's no way Laverne. <laughs> Laverne was tough, but yeah. I, I'm telling you, I would fuck the big ragu. Before I got fucking Laverne with a fucking L on her goddamn fucking shirt. Kill her. Who is better looking? Trying to think of some other. Um, Joe from Facts of Life, Nancy McKean, I believe, or Adrian Barbeau. Joe was pretty cute. You like Joe. Joe was cute. Joe was actually one of the cutest ones. Scrap it. Natalie from Facts of Life. Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau. Barbeau. Okay. How about Tootie? Hey, Tootie. How about Tootie? Over Mindy Kahn? No, Mindy Kahn was fucking Natalie. Uh, Tootie was... No, I'm saying, though, but over Mindy Kahn? No, over Adrian Barbeau. Oh, no, definitely Adrian Barbeau. Come on, man. She's got that smoking hot body. How about the girl, the the younger girl on Love Boat? Do you remember her? No, I wasn't a big Love Boat guy. Okay, how about this? Tattoo (laughs) from uh, Fantasy Island or Adrian Barbeau? Honestly, I just want to go out because of that whole story about Tattoo being a ladies' man. I just want to go out with him and see him in action. Yeah, you get some freaking side trim. Give me some tips. Hervé. Hervé <laughs> would get that. Okay, how about um, freaking Daisy Duke or Adrian Barbeau? Oh, Daisy Duke was so hot, dude. Yeah, she was. Yeah, you can't go against that. I'm trying to think of other women in shows that I could say to you that were on the, the verge. Uh, how about... Um, what's her name? The youngest daughter in Facts of Life. Not Facts of Life. I'm, I'm sorry. Family Ties. Okay. Or Adrian Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau. Well, what, I, I, why can't I remember, uh, what's her name? Alex Keaton's the fucking sister. Suzanne Struthers? No. That's not so. How about that? She was married to Meathead. <laughs> all in the family. How about, how about this one? Because this is another one that was supposed to be hot, but uh, you got Hot Lips Houlihan and Mash or Adrian Barbeau. Ooh, Hot Lips Houlihan? Yeah. Hot Adrian Barbeau. Yeah, I'd go Adrian Barbeau as well. I'm I'd give this people. book an 8 out of 10. I'd give it a 7.5, uh, between a 7.5 and an 8. I, I had a I good time. Like I think the Matt Cable reveal is a little fucked up because of how, like, um, I want to say that this book is could have gone on at the same time. But now this is a th- book out of time right now. This yeah. is almost a continuation of Len Wein's run. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. It just, it, it's actually, weird to me. To me, it even seems like it'd be like a greatest hit. Honestly, like it's yeah. Like, hey, you want to see what I was all about? Come and do this. I'll give you some stories Matt, in it. Matt Cable being the reveal is so weird to me because how like obscure the character is. Yeah. Yes. Adrian I, Barbeau. Adrian Barbeau. How about how about this? Corky. From Life Goes On really? or Swamp Thing, who would you do first? Swamp Thing. Really? I know he can grow How the How about vagina. it's Corky 
in his leather jacket singing Fight the Power. <laughs> Which one would it be then? Because, uh, boy, he meant business in that. You can't be a guy having sex okay, with a retard. How about this? It's okay for Jenny this? to do it in Forrest Gump. How Scott, about this? Can't. You have the bike shop owner in oh freaking God. different strokes. Or, I'm trying to think of another piece of shit now. Or uh, Tom Hanks in Family... T- Tom uh, Hanks. You know, Tom Hanks. As the drunk uncle. You he, just go you, Tom Hanks? Yeah. Even he, though he might hit you because he's a big drinker? I might like that. Okay. You you don't like the bike shop owner? The, no, he's that a big guy. Listen to man. me though. But he also he he would give you pizza, uh, wine, and ice cream. That guy uh, meant. And he was also the head of WKRP in Cincinnati. So he's got a good job too. He's a bicycle shop owner. Yeah, that's because I think that he probably molested somebody at WKRP, <laughs> and then he had to move, and he became a bicycle shop owner that liked kids. He was just a guy who liked kids. Yeah, that's, that's not a good a thing. You can't just like wave that off like it's nothing. Guy who likes kids, Eric. How about Kirk Cameron? Like you were just saying or about Bale? Kirk Cameron or Michael J. Fox? Who would you uh, do with those two? Kirk Cameron, just because yeah. of how pro-Christian he is. Oh, and you want to do him so that they, it like he it would kill himself. Him. Yeah. He would kill himself. How about then Willie Ames right. or Kirk Cameron? Because they're both. Uh, Willie Ames played Bible Man at a point. Uh, definitely Kirk Cameron because yeah. Williams is fucking wrecked now. Yeah, he is a wreck. All right. Now we're we talking get... about freaking uh, zapped Williams for Charles in Charge or Charles like in Day? Charge. Uh, Buddy Lembeck. Yeah. Uh, Williams is who I'm talking about. Or yeah. I, it's weird that I always liked. I thought that they were a great combo. Oh, I Freakin thought so. Scott as well. Bale and Williams and Charles I really, in Charge is one of my all-time favorite. I shows. love it. I really love the fact that in Zapped it was reversed. The nerd was. Yeah. Not, you know what I mean? I really like that. That is not a movie. That is uh, good for kids. No, it's, uh, I thought it was my, awesome when I was a kid. Me and talking my about? son watched it, and there's uh, boobs and pot Ass, smoking. Pot smoking, beer drinking. Uh, yes. How about Friggin', this? Uh, Scatman fu- Carruthers. Who would you do first? Scatman Carruthers or Nipsey Russell? Nipsey. Yeah, Nipsey's better looking. Scatman, he's kind of, I don't know. He's he, rough. He, he was older. And he you know older. what? He might and do the shining on me and know what I'm thinking. And in that movie, it was oh, no, funny I'm not really too, into it. Because uh, what's her name from uh, Ann Esther was uh, Scatman's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, wife in Zap. But yeah, uh, Ann Esther. Oh God. Or Florida. Florida. Good times. You'd Florida. Yeah. Whew, Florida. Esther. Was, Florida was tough. Actually, a good one would be Florida and Mama from uh, What's Happening. Those two Florida. are. They are big women. They're Florida's like, way cuter. Yeah, uh, Florida had that big gap tooth. I, I, it really bothered me. It so like did Michael Strahan. Mama. I don't know. Mama just came. She wasn't in the show that much. Mama would come yelling and screaming. Raj did uh, something wrong. Ooh, I'm telling Mama. Ah, uh, D. I'm Next not even up, gonna go with D. She was young then. Yeah, she was. Next uh, up, we yes. have Green Arrow number forty-nine, written by Ben Persky with art by Simon Kudransky, Gabe Altieb, and Rob Lee. Ali's back in Seattle on this one, and he's letting his werewolf flag fly, kinda. Seattle's still reeling from the werewolf attack during the parade in Green Arrow Annual, and our bad guys, the Patriots, are becoming more accepted in their let's-kill-anyone-who-doesn't-look-like-us mindset. Yes. This leads to them needing a, needing a villain again, and them using all their newfound support and donations to set up an elaborate prison break to set free the leader of the warg werewolf, bike, <laughs> werewolf biker gang, Marek. Yes, yes. And Ali spends the issue just pissing me off. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, I just want to go right here. Right off the bat, you know it's going to be a fun issue because the first sentence in the book is about the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. 
What the fuck is Ben Percy's hang-up? Ben Percy likes to, um, I don't know, first off, he likes to throw in villains that they're like built-in awful people. Yeah. And that even seems kind of lazy to me. But the problem is, is that you even said to me at work when you were telling me about this, they're kind of in the right here. It's weird to set these guys up as being awful people, but yet their real issue is that they're against werewolves. And I agree wholeheartedly. Yeah, it's weird to even have have a bad group. I would have rather of them be a good bunch of good guys who are trying to do something good, and then you get that uh, problem where Oliver is a werewolf, but yet he's also a hero that wants to do good, and then you have this uh, organ. You know, you'd have a clash. Almost play like a Twilight Zone episode where you have this hideous monster, but it turns out that he's the good guy compared to these fucking white people. Yeah, and again, I'll say as well, Seisman Kudransky is on art. I'm not a fan. I've never been a you fan. You don't like that? No. I thought this book looked great. Real, I hate his art. I hate his art all the time. This is the guy who at one point took over Talon and ruined it for me. I don't like his art at all. I don't. I like actually his had to faces. step back and I, like begrudgingly accept the fact that he draws Oliver as a badass-looking werewolf. Yeah, no, I don't like the way he draws uh, regular people's faces, and it has a weird look to me. I don't like it. I Honestly, never it have. Almost, it's a it style almost had a thing. Feel I can, of Elfquest to me. Yeah, no, I've never. And again, I've never had. Uh, I've always not liked his art. I've always had a problem with it. It's, it must be something just myself. But yeah, the actual people's faces are always. To me, they look plastic and unreal to me. I, I'm really looking can't. at it now. The guys in the scene with the guys uh, from that awful group where they're yeah, sitting patrons. around looks terrible to me. It looks awful. They look like – and in fact, it reminds me a lot of how the G.I. zombie art was. It's very right. similar in that. Yeah, I thought it was completely different. It throws me that off. That bothered me on one. Yeah, I, I don't like his art at all. I'd never have. I just want to know why every other Green Arrow story is about racism, though. Yeah, I want a is. fun. I want a fun Green Arrow book, and racism does not equal fun to me. Yeah, it, it's it's weird that this is where he goes with. He goes well, who with said, a who lot sets of these. your basis for racism on things that murder and eat people? Yeah, it, it's that is not a good thing. I'm telling funny. you, I agree with the Patriots. Let's fucking do something about these goddamn things that murder and eat people. Yeah, and, like and, back in the day, if we had people that were doing this, we'd call them monster hunters, not racists. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 kind of crazy uh, because the only way you get the idea of that is they you know they they tr- he tries to make them talk awful, yeah, and uh, they spell out the whole you know the Ku Klux Klan because you almost have to put that because what they're doing like you said is kind of right to a degree and they go about it the wrong way I'm telling you the best written part of this book is the Patriots trying to figure out how like you there has not been a big werewolf attack or warg attack. Um, since the parade and people have been donating they need to do something to get people to remember that they're yeah. the good guys who are the bad guys so they set up this yeah, they elaborate want some more donations you have exactly. to have trouble this is I'm the same you. as uh, like uh, unfortunately this is what those assholes on uh, the tv evangelists yeah. that's what they thrive on when shit goes wrong they make claims about oh i talked to god and he said if i don't get this amount of money i'm gonna you know, die or i'm gonna do this there's been so many of these hoaxes and shit like and- that that is the best written part of this book because I actually believe that like they would do something like this to tr- tr- keep playing hero. Yeah, yeah. They, and like you said, they want to keep the money coming. Uh, oh, one yeah. thing I learned is that Oliver should have given up this company. Oh, my Really, God. he should step down and just say, listen, you can use me. I'll be a figurehead. I don't want to go to these meetings because every meeting he goes to, well, he is not involved. He sits the, there and wanders off and he's the looking first- – 
the first issue of Ben Percy's run, he was sitting there at a board meeting, just daydreaming. Bored, and then he all right. O- and I'm saying he, oh yeah, he okayed the uh, Panopticons to get put into the police station. Yeah. And was, these racist yeah. profiling robots, yeah, so, all hell broke loose. And now here he is at his next freaking meeting at a restaurant, just daydreaming off again. Yeah. And then Looking he happens at a to guy see with his tattoos. The Kraken, a, a yeah. fucking Korean gangster. Yeah, and, and that was just well, why. I don't know. And the worst part, too, Ben Percy is all willy-nilly about freaking Oliver's secret identity. Yeah. First, it was all about, like, you know, he didn't care if, like, people saw him as green la- arrow, yeah. it looked like. He's trying to keep this werewolf thing under wraps a bit because people hate the fucking wars. Yeah. Everybody, a werewolf. Nobody yeah. would like a werewolf. I agree. But he follows the Kraken into a bathroom. Yeah. Everybody sees Oliver get up and go into yeah, the bathroom. he goes in. And in and fact, then, to me, not even that, but because he's there and, yeah, it's not real crowded – but that makes it worse. This Agreed. is not a restaurant that's like so overcrowded. There are a couple people there. And the they biggest are thing in there is Oliver Queen. Huge, yeah, it's Oliver Queen in the middle of a, a really important meeting with these guys. There would be people there like, hey, what's Oliver? I haven't seen him in Seattle lately. Oh, I wonder what he's doing. And even the guy says like, man, you could have taken a shower. He's dressed in like a hoodie. There yeah. is no. I would even sit there if that wasn't even Oliver Queen. I'd be like. Why is that guy over there with all those guys in suits? Like, he's really pushing himself out in the open. And then, yeah, he goes into this fucking uh, bathroom and then goes to town because, yeah, he's a ward. He wolfs out and starts fighting this guy. The fight fucking crashes out into the bathroom, into the restaurant where everybody can still see that even though he's a werewolf. Yeah. Hey. That's that's Oliver oh, Queen. He's wearing the same clothes and he still has blonde fucking hair. This would be the case of it would he would bust out and you'd go, Oh my god, Oliver, you wait a minute, what happened? You know what I mean? The first reaction would be that what, Oh my god, you're a werewolf. You wouldn't even see that, I don't think. At first you just it would all the shit's happening, you're like, Oh my god, Oliver, oh my god, what are you? And then you'd have this reaction. Nobody reacts. Also, they break through the fucking aquarium. I mean, they're yeah. making crazy shit. And everybody then, in the restaurant is going to watch this yeah, fight. Yeah, everybody's going to have video of it. The people yeah. run off. And the worst part to me is that this piece of shit Kraken then gets up with a gun. He's going to shoot Oliver. He does a backflip. And the guy who was in the meeting with the Asian guy gets killed. Yeah. Poor guy had nothing, and this wasn't even like you could say that this was another meeting going on, like Oliver was infiltrating and these guys were pieces of shit. No, this no. guy was a legitimate businessman who wanted to deal with uh, Queen Industries. Who I want to sell I, my nano t- my nano This is going to get out, and it's like, listen, you know what? Oliver Queen's kind of a dick. Uh, yeah, he might be a werewolf, but even worse, you go to a meeting, you might get shot. No, it's this so shit out. bad. Another thing that Ben Percy does in his writing. He makes fucking Oliver a terrible hero. So like you said, he gets that guy shot, yeah. and then the freaking Kraken runs out, and Oliver lets him get away. Yeah. And, and then, well, at one point he busts out. I mean, he hasn't done enough damage at this fucking goddamn fucking restaurant that, again, somebody owns. He just busts out a window. He can't even use the door. Busts nope. out the window, goes down, doesn't get the guy. Like you said, he lets him go. Then he gets hit with a tranquilizer dart. And then finally, one thing that I actually liked, he wakes up, and there's Emiko. Yeah. And Emiko knows what shit's going down. She she's knows the best he's part of his run. He's, yeah. She's barely used. Yeah. And he know, you know, she's like, I know you're a warg. What the fuck? Why didn't you tell me? And, I you know, like here being it is. a warg. And he wants it. He's like, this gives me powers. Look at me. And she even said, there's a weird line where she says, you know what? They say when a guy loses his arm or leg, they know. But when he loses himself, he doesn't. Yeah. And I was like, huh, there's fucking Emiko the philosopher. That's but, not yeah. a bad line, though. And then it's she injects a weird him with line, a glucose virus suppressant. Yeah, she gives and him that. And then the whole like middle of the book is freaking the Patriots breaking yeah. uh, Merrick out, and we get done with that shit. 
pretty good. We get back, and now Oliver's fine. You know what? I really didn't want to be a werewolf. Yeah. That was just a wolf yeah, talking. Yeah, just like, oh, that was a... I do like when they have... Uh, is it Merrick? Is that... Yeah. A, where he grabs the guy through the door and rips him out of that his shoe. That was very horror. That's that was when very you horror-esque. Know, yeah, you know when shit goes wrong, when somebody gets ripped out of their shoes. And his shoes was, fell oh, off. Shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. But, yeah, and then they... Again, though, then you have this awful werewolf, <laughs> and they, it's almost like Ben Percy is never satisfied with the characters being bad he's got to throw in the i mean i'm telling you the next issue somebody is going to beat up a baby because in this one he grabs two dogs and slams them together (laughs) and i'm like this is so it's so over the top like i said they have the patriots but you have to make sure you know they're in the ku klux klan and they have to say stuff about how they don't like those type of people and stuff you know what i mean it's never enough for him he's always got to make it so over the top and just awful. <sighs> After Oliver gets his senses back, like word comes into Fife who tells them that Merrick's broken out of jail. And this is what Ben uh, Percy believes that Green Arrow does. He rips his shirt off and grabs yeah. his bow. Yeah. And he's like, time to go to work. There I, are no heroes here. Why does he rip his shirt off? Because he's a jerk off. Yeah. It, it, it's like not enough. And it's even there. He's there. And there's his outfit. But yet he's just got to rip his hoodie off and say it's time to go fucking taking it to the streets. And the thing is, there's no winners in this war that he's going to fight. No, he does say that a war's brewing and neither side is worth fighting for. Yeah, thanks. There are no heroes in this book because no. even Oliver is a no. piece of shit. I, I actually said to you, I like you get Amico. It's almost like uh, this issue. No, he is not Green Arrow to me in this issue still. Yeah. But to me, this is at least hints of Green Arrow, like you, you have uh, Emiko, and even when, after he had the Lucos virus uh, suppressant, he comes out, to me, okay, now we can get to having Oliver back, because now he's, be- but yet I, I now, don't have any faith in it. The thing it. is, now he has to find the cure, that's just yeah. a suppressant, it'll wear off. I know, and that's what's going to, you, and there is you, no re- cure. you know what's going to happen, he's going to be fighting that fucking, what's his name, I always Merrick. forget, Merrick, and He's going to be getting the shit kicked out of him, and then the fucking thing's going to come back, and he's going to try, like, I don't want it to take me over. I'm writing it now. It turns out that a double bite cures it. Yes. Then they'll (laughs) kick a baby and uh, download illegal MP3s, Eric. They'll piss on the American flag. Yeah, they'll burn it it and then piss it to put it out. And I don't know. They won't remember, Eric. They won't remember. That makes them awful. Even and, though I, say, even though I hate this story, Eric, though, yeah. um, I don't understand. This is Ben Percy's horror racism run of fucking Green Arrow. Yeah. The only thing I really like is Simon Kudrensky's art, even though you hate yeah, it. I, I don't like his style. And I really dig the way that Gabe Ltf does the colors on this because yeah, he really the sets the tone like. that fucking I Ben's like going colors. for. But yeah, I I would prefer uh, freaking what's his name, Patrick Zercher, who's yeah. usually on the book. I really like his art. Actually. But I, He's supposed to be. I haven't really seen a yeah, lot of him. We talked about this before. Patrick Searcher seems to be a guy like he was it World's End that he was on or Future's End? Future's End. Future's End. He announced it. He even told us like, oh, it's so great. I, I have a steady gig now. And then he was like every five, ten issues. Yeah. It seemed like the steady gig was like one issue every two months. But yeah, I, I like the hints of getting Oliver back. I don't think we're going to get Oliver. Or what I'm saying Oliver is our Oliver time. back until after uh, Reef. 50. And I'm oh, sure yeah, Rebirth. That, and I'm telling you, it's a real shame to me, and I hate the badmouth people, and I really do. It's a shame to me, though, that Ben Percy 
is going to get to do this number 50. These are big to me. Maybe people don't think them, of them as as big as I do. I don't know about you even. I really haven't talked to you. But these 50, they push them to be like really important issues for characters yeah. and the stories. And to me, it's kind of a shame that it's been Percy doing it because I don't think of him as a Green Arrow writer. And, he, you know, he hasn't been on it that long anyway. But these stories just have not been Green Arrow. And... When people complain, oh, this rebirth, oh, they mentioned the TV shows and the movies and they want to be like that. I'm against that. Not if you like this. If you like this book, all the power to you. But if you want Green Arrow to be good, then the TV show-esque thing, yeah. fucking bring it on. Seriously. Because, yeah, this is – and you love horror, but, yet yeah, this is so over the top. I don't love it in my Green Arrow. Yeah, I know. Uh, yes. What did, did you say what you gave it? No, I would give it a 5 out of 10. Yeah, I did give it a 5 I, out of 10. I actually said a 6. So I was a little more uh, positive to you, uh, but yeah, uh, it's nonsense. It, it really is. Uh, but now we're going to move on to a very short Flash Reviews. All right, Flash Reviews, Eric. And there is one book, one book on Flash Reviews. Not a lot of issues came out this week. Uh, you had three books. It's true. It's awesome. Yeah, and we've already talked about them all. The last two are mine, but this is one that neither of us reviewed this is something jody did and i think jody wanted to slice my throat for uh i don't know it would be more like he's mad at me for allowing him to do it because <laughs> i never told him to do it no. he was the one who wanted to do it i think he's very upset about it because he thought it was going to be a lot better and that is batman europa and this is batman europa number four it's time to say child of batman europa number four written by brian azarello and matteo casilla casilli Batman and the Joker have been through the trip from hell, and as the Colossus virus that infects them both prepares to finish them off, they arrive in Rome to face the mastermind behind all of this. The finale is okay. While it did have the issues of Joker being useless and lacking explanations, the reveal of the villain making sense to the plot made it readable and created an interesting dilemma for the Bat. Let himself die, letting the Joker die as well, or both of them will live. The art by Gerald Patel was a huge step up from last issue, making the book truly feel like part comic, part European painting. If you stuck around through the rest of the series, I recommend you pick this up as it's a decent finale to this bad story. I give this issue a 6 out of 10 and the series as a whole a 5.3 out of 10. And yeah, I, I, Jody, he likes to write it. He could have spoiled it. He did tell me, a spoiler alert, I think the villain was Bane. Seems very odd. But, yeah, he at one point was so angry with this book. But I guess this issue was a little better to him. And the funny thing is he mentioned this thing about the European painting. Mm -hmm. And I would say that now that I think of that, that first issue that we talked about on the uh, podcast did have that look even for then. So I guess yeah. maybe that was something they were going for. I didn't like the look. Mm -hmm. uh, but now I, I think that I get that part of it. But, yeah. I'm telling you, I don't. I didn't even remember that it was called the fucking Colossus virus. Was it called that when we were reading it? I don't recall. I didn't even remember if they had a name for it at, at that point. I yeah. think this book was delayed, and I only read two issues. Yeah, de and delayed, freaking the things from like 1983. Right. <laughs> freaking delayed so long, but yeah, I get the idea. They pulled this off the heap. They just grabbed any Batman story and threw it out there, and because I did not like it, but he seemed to like this one better. But Eric, that's flash reviews. Awesome. Yeah.
Shall we play a game? Oh. <laughs> I think I missed him. Yeah, weird, isn't it? Yeah. Love to. How about global thermonuclear war? All right, and welcome to another Digital Spotlight. How you doing, Reggie? Very good, very good. All right. You know, I, I heard that there was a poll uh, about all the segments on the podcast, and we came in last. Uh-huh, yeah. Our segment came in last behind Eric. Shut up, my stories are on, so it's, we got to spruce it up. Which is really uh-huh. unbelievable, because it was almost, I mean, his was awful. Let's be, yes. I mean, come on. So Terrible. Almost unintelligible. Uh, in fact, tonight, I hear it's about 10 minutes long, and that's probably 10 minutes too long with him and his nonsense but yeah we're here with the digital spotlight and we had a a surprise entry this week but we'll we'll get to that because i want to start by telling everybody what came out this week uh digitally all right since you know dc won't do it we have to do it for them (laughs) but uh this week they had uh batman 66 meets the man from uncle chapter six Mm -hmm. we're not reading that are we no you you actually uh Hinted that you might do that, but you're not going to do that, are you? I don't think so. It's chapter six already. I yeah, mean, I think I'd this have is to backtrack. I, I don't I know enough about Man from Uncle. End. Yeah, I yeah. don't know anything from the Man from Uncle, and it's weird because that's kind of a time frame where I, even rerun wise, it was on a lot. I just had no interest. It didn't seem funny to me. It didn't exactly. Well, there was Get Smart. Yeah, you know, that's what I watched that. You know, exactly. Man from Uncle I'd, looked more serious, and you yeah. know, I wasn't really about it. Yeah, I was uh, not either. I, I really, really hope they do a Batman 66 meets Man from Uncle. I are Man from Uncle. I get smart, but I, I don't know how the franchises go and, yeah. and that sort of thing. But uh, also came out The Legend of Wonder Woman Chapter 13, which I do review, but I'm way behind. Uh, maybe <laughs> I'll catch up. Uh, DC Comics Bombshells Chapter 29. Which again, Eric started on that. He bailed pretty quick. He liked it though. But yeah, I, he, I'm, I'm going to make no promises, but I may try to backtrack. I mean, it's just a whole lot for me to read. Is all the, is yeah. the only problem at this point. I don't want to go in, you know, yeah. brand new to it. I know it's a very detailed, involved story. So we'll see. No promises. Okay. That's all. Yeah. I may do it. I know that uh, Marguerite Benet. Is that how you pronounce it? I, I always I have, have no different pr- pronunciations for thing. But uh, at one point, we called her Margaret. Uh, Benet and then Marguerite Bennett, I I don't know, but she's on there. And you know what's funny is this whole rebirth talk. I've not heard any rumors or anybody saying that she is on any books, and she was like the hot item at one point. Yeah, I'm not like, sure. She was what's like going Gail on. Simone Light. Yeah, I wouldn't. You know what I mean? But you know, I wouldn't be shocked if she was on, say, a Wonder Woman or something like that, or even if they brought back Batwoman or whatever they they're planning. But also on the digital side, we had Injustice, Gods Among Us, Year 5, Chapter 7, which I did read and review, and I didn't like. Mm. And I gave it a 4.9 out of 10 on the site, and it just it was an issue where... Uh, have you been reading Injustice at all? No, I stopped reading after Tom Taylor left. Okay, yeah. this Actually, this chapter had a lot to do with Batman yelling at Superman that he killed the Joker... 
the Superman yelling at Batman that he didn't kill the Joker and Joker ended up killing Lois and his son and then them explaining what the uh, green power pills do. Hmm. And what I'm saying is it was like a year one story. It was it was nonsense. Out of nowhere, they recapped everything. Not much happened until the end and Hawkman showed up. Well, it's almost over now, right? This yeah, is yeah. There's, that's what I said in my review. That it's very odd that you would have an issue like this or a chapter like this so close to it ending. But I don't think that they have a lot of story to tell in this year five because that's how the game ended. Mm. So people are waiting for that. But... Yeah, I've actually liked it. It's a year of the villains where uh, they're recruiting all these villains and stuff like that. But, yeah, Hawkman's going to show up. He's pissed. He's looking for a hawk girl. She wasn't around when he got back to Thanagar. Said to Eric, it was like he showed up and actually it seemed like he was mad because Hawkgirl wasn't there to meet him when he landed with a, a sandwich. Wow, what an yeah, asshole. He was really pissed off. Oh, my God, he was an asshole. Uh, but, yeah, that is not the spotlight. Even though I'm talking about it now, the spotlight is on the secret Secret book. That's right. Um, chapter uh, 14 of Wonder Woman 77. Yeah. Titled out of nowhere. Claymates. Well, that showed up Monday, right? Yeah. Well, on Monday, I got on the, their digital site, which, again, a lot of times to find out about these things, you have to actually go to the site and wait and keep going. It's yeah. nonsense. Uh, but out of nowhere, I went there only to see that Injustice didn't come out. You were looking for it, Injustice, that's right. Yeah, it is flip-flop days. It's come out on Monday, then it'll come out on Tuesday. So I just wanted to make sure I got home from work, and I'm like, yeah, I better check just to make sure if I'm going to review that tonight. I go on, and there's Wonder Woman 77, which I used to review. Mm-hmm. Say used to, because Chapter 13 came out in October. That's a long time ago. And I have, at points, even tonight, I sent a note to Mark Andreco, who writes it, and asked him, well, you know, what gives? What's going on? Is this going to be permanently back on Monday? Is that uh, If you told me it flip-flops days, Mondays with Supergirl, I, I wouldn't be shocked at that either because they have that open spot. Every other Monday is an open spot. That would be cool. I have no idea, though. I know that yeah. it will come out, I guess, next week because really this is. is, like you said, it's part one of two. But we'll see. But, yeah, uh, tell DC us makes no about. promises. No, tell they never no lies. Go. <laughs> yeah, they tell no lies because they tell you they no tell you info. <laughs> that is right. But yeah, what's weird about this, we I talked right before we started that this is a Clayface story. Yeah. Which, it's funny, it kind of makes sense how it, how it ends up. But this is probably, like you said, this is not something that would have happened. This is based off of the Wonder Woman 19, you know, in the 70s TV show, obviously, yep. Wonder Woman 77. Uh, Wonder Woman in it looks like Linda Carter. And most of the chapters up until now, though they, you know, they're more of a comic book story. So a lot of crazy things happen, but everything up until now seemed to be something that could have happened on the show. Yeah. This, this would not have. This would not have happened. This would not have flown, but I I love it. I I liked it a lot. Uh, it was, uh, it really felt like just a familiar Wonder Woman. If you're, if you know her like original trappings with the invisible jet and and the lasso of truth and, uh, you know her position as a diplomat. Then mm-hmm. you're ready to go. This this comic is uh, loaded, locked and loaded with Wonder Woman's goodness for you. Yes, and uh, I thought the inclusion of Clayface was very clever. Yeah, well and done. In it, really. Well what do you drawn. think happened to Clayface? What do you mean? Oh, why he wasn't able to hold yeah. himself together? Yeah. Oh, who knows? Maybe he yeah. transformed I, too many times. Could be a million things. Yeah, it's so crazy. But yeah, the the gist of it is that. Um, Clayface is not feeling so well. In fact, at the beginning, he's walking down the street, and he's just losing himself. There, clay all over, mud, and he is falling apart. And he's coughing. 
Yes, he is. I like that he had a virus. Yeah, that is true. And he ends up going to what we claim is the villain, what did you call it? The villain clinic. Yeah, the villain clinic. And he goes in, he wants to kind of figure out what's going on with him. He goes in, and there's a lot of crazy villains in there. Yeah. Uh, We said there's uh, Boomerang. Captain Cold's there, but they're all in a waiting room. You see Wonder Woman off in the distance. What's weird is there looks to be Dead Man. Do you see? Do you have the comic open there? Yeah, it does look like Dead Man, but, but no, it's a it's, woman. It's a woman. Um, yeah, it's a woman Dead Man or gosh, something way in the back. Be? I don't know what that is. Who could that be? I don't know. I don't know. But there's Crazy Quilt, which is funny. Yeah. Uh, like we said, Captain Cold, Boomerang, and then some other guys we thought maybe, you said maybe a, a earlier version of Metallo. But that could, I think that also could be Robot or Man. Or Robot Man. And said. the woman but, behind him, that might be the uh, the Huntress, right? It yeah, could be yeah. a couple of people, too. Yeah, it's funny because a lot of times when they do this sort of thing in this book, it would be a 70s version of the character. That's and it true. Kind of does, you know, it kind of does stick with that a bit. Yeah. But yeah, he goes in, and they, he's got to take a number. It's one of those things. It's pretty crowded. And uh He's got like I forget a f- number fifty-seven. They're only on number eighteen, but in the meantime, Cheat is there and basically gives them the the deal. Hey, I know uh, how you can get help, and I think it's a really neat tie in the Wonder Woman where she tells Clayface that you know Wonder Woman was made of clay, magic clay. And mm-hmm. You can get the Paradise Island, you know, you're set. So he goes off. In the meantime, like you said, Wonder Woman is working as a diplomat. Uh, she's getting some artifacts that they have taken. It, it seemed a lot like uh, the Jews with uh, the Nazis. It, this like, whole scene is, is really funny. I mean, she's just, you know, talking yeah. about how she goes to the Museum of Antiquities, you know, like some yes. global antiquities. And yeah. uh, she's like, I'm going to take your shit away. Thank yeah, you for giving like, me hey, your thanks shit. Thanks for finding these. I'm off. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, she loads him up in the invisible jet, which is awesome. I thought that was the best part. Yeah. In fact, I really like when she's sitting there. She walks in, and the me Clayface stows away. Mm-hmm. He at points as a of like a pigeon, then he ends up as a a uh, box, which I thought was so awesome because that's not always. That's a very old school use for Clayface, yeah. where he can become yep. different things. And yes, and I thought that too. I loved that, it. You know, when he's the bird and he flies, it actually threw me off at first. Yeah, and I was like, that's really cool. And the whole time, they're flying to Paradise Island in the Invisible Jet, and he's just trying. He keeps, I keep it together. Come on, keep it together. Buddy. Yeah. And I really like it, but I really, I'm telling you, that my favorite panel of the whole issue was when Wonder Woman sits down at, at the controls and starts using it, and she has the invisible freaking uh, harness on. Yeah, <laughs> I know, really everything. Good. All yeah. the invisible switches, you know, how the hell does yes. she do that? Yeah, I really liked it, but then she, she realizes Clayface is there, gets her with the lasso. And he gets away by just kind of, you know... Oozing through it, Oozing yeah. through it, yeah. And then he just jumps out, uh, turns into a dolphin, and then ends up on Paradise Island with the magic clay and turns into what appears to be about 40 Wonder Women. Something like that, yeah. That seems yeah. like unlimited Wonder Women yep. with spears and, and maces and, and yep. swords ready to... to and, and while when Wonder Woman dives into the water, she changes <laughs> into an awesome... Like yes, I was going to say. Like, where the hell like the, I just, that, wasn't that what she did? Uh, Linda Carter would have a lot of like yes. purposeful yep. costume changes. Yes, like anytime the, it would have to, yeah, anywhere yeah. she'd go. She's in a cold, she has a cold the, uniform, you know. She yes. Has a, you know, so yeah. I, I thought that was a good gimmick. Uh, and then it, then it ends. It, it's a chapter. It, it's a really fast read. It is, I, but. I really liked it. A lot of stuff happens. The pacing is great. It's, yes. 
it's a great value for a buck. And and we didn't even talk about the art, but it's I think it's impeccable throughout. You know, yeah. it really seems heavily uh, detailed in color and and. and in line, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not even sure who this is. I've t- it's totally Richard sure. Ortiz. I was just going to look, and we never mentioned it before, but it is written by Mark and Draco. The art by Richard Ortiz, colors by Romalo Fajardo Jr., letters by Wes Abbott. And it's funny, I, I mentioned to you because I'm telling you, the covers have all been really kick ass, and this one's Nicholas Scott. I think she does most of them. And I said to you, Yeah, I really like the cover. And then you point out, You're like, I don't know what's going on with those eyes. Yeah, one And then eyes. I looked in it, they're freaking me out. I'm little... looking at them right now, they are very scary. She has a bit of a lazy eye. That's she all. has a very lazy eye. That lazy <laughs> eye likes to stay in bed until two and not get up for work. That right? was probably. So what I'm saying, it's Eric. This is Sandy Duncan. <laughs> This is Sandy yeah. Duncan with a Wonder yes. Woman with a wig on wearing a yes, Wonder with Woman a wig. costume. But yeah, even in, in parts you even get Steve Trevor, who is funny. During there, he's sick as well, yeah. which I'm sure is going to tie in at some point because he even sneezes. But yeah, he's in there. And the, the familiar faces of a Wonder Woman are here. And if you are a Wonder Woman fan, it's always been a really good book. It's just I hate to give it a uh, recommendation only because... I never know when it's going to come out, and I, I, I'm sure next Monday. The, actually, I'm not even sure. It might be. Supergirl it's going to be Supergirl out. for sure. We yeah. Know it's so coming out. either it's going to piggyback on Monday with Supergirl, or they're going to wait a, a week. The problem with DC is they never tell you. They know. don't tell you what's going on. Yeah. And I even looked. The only thing I could find about this book was on Tuesday. So it already come, came out a week, uh, a day before. Yeah. And they had a little non-story on Newsarama. Newsarama had a thing, you know, Wonder Woman 77 will be returning. And that it said nothing. It didn't say, but it, it, it's nonsense. Wow. DC does not know how to take these books and give any sort of backing to them. And they really, this is It's a damn out shame. This is a, quali- yeah. this is a quality comic for a buck. I'm yep. you, you can't yeah, I think anybody out there has a spare buck. They don't want to get a coffee, get mm-hmm. a Wonder Woman Clayface story. Exactly. I, Fuck I'd coffee. Go. I got a coffee tonight, but I should have saved my dollar. Actually, I already paid for this last <laughs> week. So, but yeah, me and you might be. I, I don't know who else knows it's out. But yeah, what did you give it on the site? I gave it an eight. Yeah. Um, and I told Jim I really could could go uh, 0.5 higher depending on the day. Yeah. It, it was it was a whole hell of a lot of fun. But it is yeah. just a chapter. Yeah, it is. So it's, it's not it's not going to like blow your mind, but no, it's a fun read. It's good. very quick read, fun Pacing deal. Is good. You'll have a good time. Yep, it's better than the Wonder Woman book that we get in the regular DCU. That's for damn sure. That's I'll what, that's what I've that. been telling people. The Wonder Woman that you're missing. There's two yeah. digital comics right now that yeah, are really, are really great. Yep. I agree. But, yeah, that's the digital spotlight. And we said next week, should we say ne- what we might do la- next week? Well, what might we do? We might do the Dr. Pepper uh, Batman v. Superman tie-in comics. That just became Uh, available today. Yeah, so we're probably going to do that, so you can look forward to that, and maybe our segment will be rated better than Eric's this week. That's right. Come on, get those ratings (laughs) up, people. Come on. When the polls, when you get polled by, uh, I don't know who would poll you on the segments of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast, but hey. But yeah, this uh, coming up week, you'll you'll be doing Supergirl Digital. You'll be doing uh, Archer the comes Dark out Archer too, yeah. again. I'll be doing Injustice, and I'm going to try to catch up on Legend of, of Wonder Woman, and plus look for those prequel comics as well. Yep, for but sure. that's it. Digital Spotlight. Good night, everybody. Good night.
All right, Eric, we're back. You like that Wonder Woman theme? Love the Wonder Woman singing it. I actually uh, tweeted out because this is the next day. This podcast takes too long for us. I don't know what's going on. Had to shut down during flash reviews. My girlfriend came in and was like, you know, it's 3.30 in the morning, Eric. I want to go to bed. It's over then. It's killing us. Killing us, Eric. Give me a little Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Love love that bass line. I love it. But we're going to continue and get this done. Because I got Super Bowen to do. Uh, Yeah, you know what? Nonsense, a little nonsense quick. I had told uh, you and I mentioned it earlier uh, that I was going to make my pulled pork. So we got done. I went down there, downstairs. And when I went to cut open the package, I don't know what happened. Had some pressure behind it. I was holding it weird. And the pork blood. Turns out you were squeezing on it for some reason. I don't know what was going on. The pork blood flew up in my face. It went in my mouth. Dad, this is like a horror movie, and but I always both, yell, both why would you have my, your yeah, mouth open? Both in my eyes. At both eyes. Both went in my eyes. You become but like it a were-fucking-pork monster. And I have contacts that I wear. I ripped out the contacts. I was flushing my eyes out. My wife's yelling, I'm going to get worms in my eyes. I actually told Brafe and Logan when they woke up this morning uh, that uh, I, got, I had worms in my eyes. and they were The doctor, your out. wife is not. No. But yeah, oh, it was the worst. I was all disgusted. And plus, when I opened this pork, which again was not my first pick of no, the you want cut of meat there, I was very upset about it. It's your it, butt. It smelled like death. It really did. It smelled uh, so bad. And the, the amount of blood and liquid in this package was, uh, it was over the top. From and now I think on, that's what it was. You're not buying meat at Aldi's. I know. I, I told you, I love Aldi's. Uh, I, I don't, don't like their card. meat. I do not like their bonus card. I don't. But so I put it in the I put it in the uh, slow cooker, the crock pot, if mm-hmm. you will, and put it I on. Went to bed. Woke up. Woke up at about. I think I ended up falling asleep around four. Yeah, I woke too. up at seven thirty. So I get up at seven thirty. Go downstairs, and it smelled awful. And when I went and looked, it had already like again. I, if I may may have cooked it a little longer, but it, it was there enough. You know what I mean? I yeah. you could get an idea of how this thing is going. It was hard as a rock. It was the most the weirdest thing where I thought, oh, I'll kind of cut in the pit, and it, it was just hard. And I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm I'm done. I I'm not gonna even try this. I'm throwing it away. I took it outside, right to the trash, threw it away. Rafe said somehow that uh, because I threw away a good old pork. Uh, but or whatever that uh, five kids in Africa died. I don't know how that works. And then he said I could have fed homeless guys with it. I, so uh, I went to Walmart. Then. Homeless guys with it. Yeah, I went to Walmart. Then now I got a pork shoulder, which is actually they often call the pork butt, but it looked a little better. Put yeah. it in the crock pot. Like okay, set it at low. All right, this is good. Went upstairs, edited most of what we the podcast up until this point. Right. And then went down about three and a half hours later to check on it, and somebody unplugged the crockpot. Did you ask questions? Yes, I did. Nobody will admit it. Everybody's running to the hills. They're all shaking their head. I think it was Zach. I think it was Zach. Boys need to fess up to shit. Originally, I told Zach to throw away the pork that smelled like shit, and he ended up hemming in a hauling, and that's when I grabbed it and threw it away. But I know that I did not unplug it. I didn't pull it out, nothing. And uh, that's why I have five kids. I do not pull out her. I know. And, uh, yeah, nobody will admit it. It ruined the whole thing because now instead of cooking it, say, 10 hours on low, I have to put it on high, which I do not like. You might be able to get, like, uh, some pulled pork around third quarter. 10.30. Telling you, I'll be in bed by then. They'll fucking have to th- shove it in my mouth as I sleep. 
Hey, like Zach. all over again. I know that you unplugged it. Did you hear him? Yeah. He claims he didn't. He's still standing by his story. Well, tell him the snitch now it's, on it's who did. Now it's starting a fight down there. I shouldn't <laughs> have said anything. I should grill him right now on this podcast to see what happened because he's the one. And he said it was weird when I told him to – I said, grab the crockpot, throw that meat away. And he had, like, the biggest issue. There's two pieces here. It's a crockpot. There, there's the, the freaking outside and then the shell. I know how the thing. Works. Yeah, there's, there's three pieces to a crockpot. It's, uh, it's not a mystery. <laughs> <sighs> Let's get on with these books, Eric. We're going to start up with uh, Batgirl. Batgirl number 48. Written by Cameron Stewart, Brendan Fletcher, art by Babs Tarr, Rob Haynes, Serge Lapointe, see, a hockey, player, hockey player, Lee Lowridge, and Steve Wands. Batgirl continues trying to figure out what's wrong with her memory, but unfortunately, the coolest part of this issue was over too soon. I'm talking about Luke Fox in his Batwing costume, which you yeah, like, right. and that. the video game theme villains, Eric, co-op. I- I do not like co-op. We do get a heavy dose of Black Canary. Find out that Barbara's villain is called the Fugue, and Eric, it's a big shock. It's Greg. Yeah, it's Greg. It's Greg. Actually, the biggest shock to me is not uh, like a reimagined Spellbinder. Uh, actually, uh, the biggest shock to me was that it was Greg because it, that was lame. <laughs> I God, thought that was, so was yeah. And also, we had the before we had that other roommate friend, and that it's just and then anything, a fucking coworker. Is this, is this Batman and Robin Eternal? Because I don't do any anybody. Doesn't anybody watch M Night Shyamalan anymore? <laughs> M no, Night Shyamalan. Absolutely that, guy, not. that guy's the the king of the twist. King of the twist. Him and Chubby Checker. Both are kings of the twist, Eric. What is this, 15 years ago? Let me remember where I am. I'm still not even done my thing. You remember Greg, right? The issue yeah. ends with Greg escaping, but leaving Barbara in a catatonic state. And his escape is ridiculous. Yeah, his escape. He gets knocked into a tube and sucked up. And what is he, in the Jetsons? So stupid. Okay, who yeah. has human-sized tubes in their goddamn warehouse of records? A warehouse, not even the warehouse. Yeah, the human size is weird because you would get the idea that those tubes were like you put in documents, almost like yeah, the, I've they had the those bank. a lot. I like those. I like when there was a big trend to have restaurants have those. Where you'd do you ever go to a restaurant no. with those? Where you'd have I don't even know where it was that I went. It had one where you would go to your table. Uh-huh. And you actually – you had a waiter and a waitress come by, but the first thing you did was you had a little pad, boom, boom, boom. You, you get your appetizer, things like that, and then put it in the thing. Zoom, it shoots up. And then uh, I, I don't think something shot back to tell you um, Good when choice. it was coming or something. Yeah, something like that, some comments, like try the bean dip. Uh, mm-hmm. But then the waitress would come over and give this stuff. But then also when you paid the check, you could do that. You could put it in, boom. And what was great is you could run out then, and the waitress and waiter had not seen yet that you didn't tip America. You get spung out of there. You fucking but monster. Terrible service. No, I, I over-tip. I am an over-tipper. You're just over so awkward. You cannot tipper. have that look. You cannot have that look of disgust in their eyes and feel good about yourself. No, yeah. I, but I also, even then, I also, I take off. Yeah. I, I believe the tip um, – it's weird too because you, there's a weird thing where when you pay and you leave it at the table and run, they kind of yeah. might think that you're, you're skipping. Dine and dashing? People dine and dash anymore? That seems like that should be a thing in the past. I guess that's, that's you know, timeless dine and dash. <laughs> what did they – what did my ditch? king's called? Dig dong ditch. I just That's all it reminded me of. Ring and run. That's so easy to say. Yeah, Why ding dong ditch? I, it reminds me of the Wizard of Oz and I don't know. And a ditch. Honestly, it sounds like something the little rascals would do, but I don't think they had doorbells back then. No, no, that was like a knock and block. 
How's that? Knock and throw buckwheat at no, the door. Knock and, and throw buckwheat out there so that he gets caught Actually, and they get believe get Chubby because you can always run faster than Chubby. Chubby. Yeah, Chubby would be funny. I, I like, Chubby is one of those characters that definitely has that look, like, of the era. Yeah. Like Spanky, he's just a cute kid, but chubby. Oh, my God, he's like Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> you look at he's them, and there's no way fatty that they, uh, Fatty Arbuckle could not have existed at any other time. He's a man of his times, raping women. Or... Raping women. Do I have to say allegedly he's long dead? Yeah, allegedly. I'll yeah, go allegedly, because from what I hear, honestly, he didn't I do it. I heard he didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, I heard he didn't, and it ruined his career. Ruined up. his career, Poor but daddy. let's get on with this bad girl. This is why this podcast takes so long. Jeez. But it opens up. Yes, it opens up. And you had told me, what did Barbara do? What did she buy? Well, she bought a new uh, building for her new company, her new startup company with this goddamn, what is it, uh, Hydro, what the hell is the thing she has? It's like an energy something. Some some kind of battery thing. Yeah. I cannot remember the stupid goddamn name behind it. I forget it, too. She bought the Ghostbusters firehouse for her fucking startup. Yep. Yeah. She bought it, and she is having a rooftop picnic. With Luke Fox, and he is in his Batwing costume. And she's in her Batgirl and costume. She's in the Batgirl costume. Very and honestly, if I was a superhero and I had like other superhero friends like this, I'd like to get down in my costume. You would like that? Hell yeah, man! I don't. It's the, but I do it right even, now. I know they're starting to, you know, hint that they're going to be sexy, but right now they're just I think eating. They already I don't has. know. I'm telling you, this uh, Batwing costume does not look like something that'd be comfortable at a picnic. <laughs> doesn't he's there it's you know it's armor based this yeah. this costume plus i would say the background costume you unzip you're done the batwing costume is going to take a lot to undo all right baby i'm going to take this off three yeah. hours later yeah. all right three baby, hours later sleep. she's sleeping and he's pissed off oh yeah but yeah they're there he's like you know and this is where something does happen here that uh we want it to happen where She's like, oh, you know what? I always thought that this was going to be great. and Or no, actually, Luke says to her, like, hey, baby, when did you change your mind? You were so nervous about the disaster that could happen with this energy coming. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Luke. I never said that. And, Crazy. And the worst part of this is it does the hokey, then the phone rings. So mm-hmm. he can't even, you know, explore this. And I don't know about you. When things like this happen and there's something, because now you think your girlfriend is, is insane. Which I always do. The phone rings. She's talks for two seconds says we gotta go there's trouble i'm still gonna be flying yelling at her like what did you mean i'm not gonna forget about that i'd let it go you you would just let it go i'm not gonna win this battle even if her mind even if her memory wasn't being taken away this happens to me all the time oh i never said that okay yeah so they they kind of uh, i don't record our conversations yeah they do say this but like we wanted to, we were hoping that Luke would call her out, but then, yeah. then it gets hokey. This is almost to me in my mind. It goes very much with like say the Telos book right. uh, back in uh, Convergence when he's like, you know, my name is, and then there'd be an explosion and everybody would run off. I, I don't care about that explosion, Telos. I want to know your name, you son of a bitch. All right, son of a bitch. But yes, there is a disturbance, Eric, and they head off downtown where we meet Co-op, the video game based. Villains, and it it tells you in this that indeed they were in that sneak peek when the DCU came out, and they had all those sneak peeks. Co-op was in it, and I went back and looked at that issue and read that sneak peek, which they tell you it's for free on the DC site. I I don't remember what we thought about. I know that we thought it was a little bit of nonsense that that sneak peek. I didn't go back to our. I didn't go back to our uh, site where we had like our little thoughts yeah, of it, right, and I, I would bet 
that what we said was along the lines of, oh, more of the same. Yep, I'm, I'm telling you, I bet you if you had a video of your comment, it would be that. You doing that, pushing it away, <laughs> and going, I'm done, because it is more of the same. But I do, I don't know about I like co-op. I, I actually like co-op because it's a, they're goofy. They're a goofy villain that remind me of a Batman 66 villain, say Eggman, because right. everything they say is based on video games, including at the one point when uh, they, they go, and this is lame, they turn uh, Batwing and Barbara they have a luchador fight. They a have video game has a luchador fight. It doesn't really make much sense to me because before what happened was Barber showed up and Cobb had set up this uh, this whole maze thing and it was in, this doesn't seem like they set it up as much. You know what I mean? This is, looks like it's in a movie theater, right? Well, I, no, honestly, I think they they were robbing something. Yeah. I, I, and uh, this was not supposed to be a setup. They did not expect Batgirl yeah. to show up or anything that's like what I'm that. Saying. But what makes me wonder is like, how do they? I know they're saying like, oh, they, they almost have like Green Lantern rings the way they're doing it. They have a to transmission. Yeah, hard light it's a hard light uh, holography. Yeah, and, I don't know what uh, the fuck that is, but yeah. But when they when they do this, they're like, okay, now you're in a video game, and it doesn't make sense to me that they are transported in this in an area where you know what I mean. Before they were at a place that they had set up to right. be a video game, so it's a little hokey, but it's fun to me. They go, my biggest my biggest problem with co-op is that they are so silly, and we yeah, have to are. deal with these characters. Back we we are in Gotham. Yeah. We have the best villains there ever were. It's Burnside. It's still Burnside's fucking Gotham. A but I know we have to make Batgirl fight these fucking no, like Z list fucking villains. I know that, but even so, like this is better than fucking what was the tiger? I freaking Velvet Tiger. Oh, Velvet Tiger. The, Velvet Tiger. I don't she, like. She's another one of these Z listers. No, and I I like this only because it's not like a I don't know these others like even Velvet Tiger. It was more of a, along the lines of here we have a girl we're gonna fight this fashionista thing. I, yes, and this does have a hokey like a. Video game uh, technology type thing that they're like if they wouldn't go well. this route, why not give us Film Freak or some shit yeah, like that? I know. I, I guess they want to just make their own guys. I don't know. And They've I they've been that. setting up this co-op, and the worst is in that issue that sneak peek. It ends with Barbara using a cheat code in the game that they Economic put code. her in, getting a uh, yeah, and it's a little off though. But then they yeah, get so. she gets a hammer and hits them over the head with a hammer, knocks them out. And this is like them. They're like, hey, we need some money to get this revenge game against you going. What, whatever happened to uh, them getting arrested yes, or anything Yes, what like happened that? to that? Because they had kidnapped three people. <laughs> they, they had committed a crime. But the, what makes it worse here is, again, they are the worst because they end up getting beaten almost the same way. They're just like, hey, and then they get kicked and punched, and they're done. But I like the dialogue. I do like the goofiness. And I'm telling you, the one thing I don't like about this run of Batgirl is the art and stuff like that. But if you're going to stick with that, then I don't mind a, a villain like this. If you know what I mean. If you're going to have do. if you're going to have fucking Killer Croc or Clayface in this, then it's like, you know what? You're mixing and matching here. I don't. If you're going to be goofy with this art and all the fucking expressions and the emotions, then go with it. And it's this just, is going with it. Batgirl is one of my favorite heroes. I love Tony. I love Justice Leaguers, but I always love the side heroes more, like almost yeah. the side kicks. And they're just making a joke out of her, and I hate that. Well, that's why I wish that this was more of that you could really say, okay, you know what this is? This is Batgirl the Animated Series. Let's go with it. Let's have fun. Let's. But it, it 
it kind of teeters on this line. They have like this line that they're going and they want to cross, then they don't. And it, yeah, it, it comes on. This is this is actually probably my what I have the most problem with Batgirl is like I said it before. I said it on the podcast the last time we talked about Batgirl. When you finally get a moment where there's tension or real emotion or something like that, they always end up ruining it with this like, oh, jinxy, and they're fucking fucking you know anime type fucking. water fucking splat you know what i mean and yeah, and i know the fucking anime tier so they they jump if you're gonna go with that go with it but yes they they jump back and forth and and i don't know and i think one of the other reasons why i like co-op is because i fucking hate this goddamn villain that they end up and again it keeps going where, yes and it keeps going where you know oh i don't remember things oh so frankie uh plugs into barbara's uh brain that implant and uh, thinks, oh, look, I see that you've been hacked. Now, really, was, yeah. was that a shock? When you start fucking implanting shit in your brain, when you had just dealt with a killer AI that you had set up that freaking Fletcher and Stewart wanted to use to say, like, that's the old mean Batgirl that we got rid of, but now it's still there and doing shit, and they don't know. And Were you interested in that at all? No. No. You know what I, I did? I've been like, interested in this since Gus and I left. Well, you go after that and you find out you you get more of Greg. Now Greg just showed up. Greg. Greg is a creep. Greg. Greg likes to go through shit. He was recently in panty drawers. Yep. Uh, which makes me laugh because it ends up that Greg Greg lies and says, "Listen, I was I actually was trying to collect some info." And what I did was got all this stuff, your social security stuff, all this. And what I'm doing is I have this new computer program that I'm working with, with the startup company that I never mentioned. Yeah. And you plug this in and then you can find missing people. Well, so I what I thought idea. is Don't somehow. Don't my personal fucking yeah, effects, well, here's the thing is, that's like me. He, so he has a program to find missing people. But I'll insert your info to find out what you've been doing. The le- It makes no sense. It's hey, so uh, stupid. You know what I'm saying? You want my uh, social security number, my credit card information, yeah. all this stuff, yeah. put in a computer That's system? Get the fuck yeah. out of here, yeah, crazy. This is, I think that he's actually one of the, uh, he might know a Nigerian prince because it sounds just like he would call people up and like, hey, I know the big scam. This happened to uh, us that somebody called and they acted like it was like such an emergency that my wife, they're like, is this Tanya Werner? I'm like, does it sound like Tanya Werner? You son of a bitch. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know what? I just wanted to call because I don't know if you're aware, but she's doing court tomorrow for that court case. Oh, that really? Court that, that court case. What court case is that? Oh, well, you're not her, but I, I can't really say, but you know what? She's going to be in a lot of trouble. And then uh-huh. they want to get you. Then I'm like, I don't. I think you have the wrong number. This is nonsense. We would have gotten a fucking summons, and you know, I know because we get them uh, very uh, often. Uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, so then the the whole ploy is, okay, well maybe it isn't you. Give me her social security number, and then I'll check. And may, and what they want you to do, you give them the social security number, and then they'll we all know what they. Oh, want you know do. what? It isn't you. Uh, I'm sorry to bother day, you. Sir. And then they, I, I. In my mind, I imagine they hang up the phone, jump in the air, and kick their heels, and then do the fucking flash jump. End with a flash jump, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have to end with a flash jump because now they have stolen your identity. Whew. Yeah, oh, jeez. The pause. Jesus Christ. I would have just going. keep going. Okay, we could keep going. I could yeah, go for it, man. Okay, we're going to keep going. I don't Excellent. know what just happened. My dog just went nuts. Your dog was just struck by lightning. You know, you know shit like that always throws me off. <laughs> it throws me off. Well, the back, well, Greg is going to No, hold on shit. a second. But when we talked about Batgirl last month, 
I even said to you when we had Greg going through the panty drawer, I'm like, mm-hmm. it, it can't be this easy. Yeah, it was this so easy. This has to be a red herring. Yep. And you this would cannot get, be our villain. And also because of, uh, I wish I can remember, I always forget the guy before that ended up being Velvet Tiger's boyfriend. I'm going to say James, I don't know. He's the one who, uh, uh, fucking uh, Kadar, he got Kadar fired, all That's that. I am so not interested in this I book. I don't care about well, the Well, you know what I mean? Like that, well, that set saying. this up. So that when this Greg comes, and, and you know, you always know your uh, fucking elementary school or middle school best friends, and yeah. they come back. Yeah. But you almost get the idea that, that this guy showed up, and you're like, okay, this other guy was bad. This guy's going to be bad, too, and it sets it up, and then this guy would have ended up saving Barbara. That, in fact, he – even – I'm telling – how about this? At the end of this, you find out that the fugue is the – He's the bad guy, but Greg knows kind of about it, and he showed up to uh, to protect Barbara. But now, you know what? Bar- Barbara has enough supporting characters. We don't need any more. Yeah, yeah it's it's uh, the fugue. But yeah, so again, Greg's the fugue, and we find this out because Black Canary comes yeah, back. Yeah, she had and, shown up, and she, and he's the worst too because fucking Frankie spots him going through her panty yep. drawer. And then freaking Black Canary just shows up. Sees he's got all Barbara's fucking uh, personal information laid out on yeah, a table. He's not, he's not very discreet about that. No. It's in the, the living room. God damn it. In the I'm living room. I'm surprised he is not naked, spread eagle on the floor, jerking off. <laughs> yeah, to the Sears catalog. Next thing you know, he's like, oh, I'm looking at the toys. And they go, uh, Greg, your grandmother's downstairs. Oh, it's, it's ridiculous. It really is ridiculous. But he ends up doing this. Um, he does this little program. And he's a smart cookie, though. I will give Greg credit because what he does then is directs Barbara to where he wants her to go. Like, he yeah. really thinks, like, okay, this is my end. Would you, is that the setup this whole time? He wanted to get caught so he could do this because he's really lucky Black Canary didn't fucking snap his neck. I don't even know angry. why he would do this to get set up to get caught I, because, well, it, because it, he, he almost seems surprised. He does, but he's a good actor, Eric. He's a good actor because it – when he puts in the infos, oh, I got this startup, it could do this, and this will end up, uh, he's like, oh, this is where you were. And that's where she goes, and that's where yeah. he confronts her. In the meantime, you have all these editor shout-outs in this book. Uh, we kind of glossed over We didn't even say. The one was the sneak peek. Go see yeah. that, I said. Then the other one is ridiculous. And you said it's uh, Chris, the editor Chris. Right. Uh, do you know his last name? No, I didn't even look. But, yeah, you said you follow him on Twitter. Yeah. And uh, he has the one where they're talking about, hey, you know, the AI that uploaded and whatever. And it says, surely you remember the now classic Batgirl Volume 1. Uh, please. You know what I mean? But this is what what's leading me to this is then there's another editor note where Black Canary's talking to Greg and is like, oh, you know what? You can help me with this program. And see upcoming issues of Black Canary. Yeah, see like, well, Yeah, well, thanks. So these upcoming issues, that's what you want me to do. You you don't rule my life, fucking Chris. You don't. Tell so now me what we, to we're do. gonna we're gonna find all about Black Canary looking for a mom. Looking for a mom. That's so. Uh, nope. Upcoming issues there. I abstain. Uh, upcoming issues. I better fucking start upcoming issues very quickly because that, that <laughs> book is supposedly being canceled. Time and then the number. nonsense continues. They're gonna go down to this place that Greg has directed them to go. That supposedly that's where Barbara, you know, was going. Or uh, and even then, I think she that, went. She went to the the now defunct Hall of Records yeah, to call yeah. the cops to give them the information the on this old lady's son. On that uh, old lady's son. Uh, they go in an alley and you get this uh, fan girls of the Black Canary group. 
And it just was silly. It wasn't, oh, look, it's Black Canary, and you know she has her own book. I'm surprised they didn't say, like, go and see, you know, Brendan Fletcher's other classic. The uh, now you know, classic volume yeah, one of Black Canary. Really, it's really heavy-handed with that. But, yeah, they go to this place. They find out. Beat Maeve. Fugues there. They go in, and Barbara has, like, almost like a flashback. But because of the way this fugue has been set up, it, it came off weird to me because of the way that he kind of enters her dreams anyway, and now all of a sudden she has a flashback, and I, I don't, you know, well, whatever. Well, I'm, I'm calling bullshit right away, because as soon as she sees the fugue, she goes, she starts freaking out. Yeah. Oh my god, the thing from my nightmare. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she gets into a fetal position. I'm like, you have been shot by the Joker, paralyzed, and you have fought him, no yeah. problem. Yeah. Now you have this goddamn nightmare, yep. man. Like, oh no! Yep, she's I'm all done. off. Uh, they make the mention there where uh, the fugue knows a lot of information. In fact, he's going to say that he knows that Bruce Wayne is Batman uh, before he's interrupted by a punch by Black Canary. And Thanks even punch. then, even then, it's there. You go again with the you're about to say something, and then you get punched and. Wow. It's that is so hokey to me. It, it happens all the time. But even then, still, Batgirl is out of it. She's oh, oh my god. Then it happens uh, a thing I actually like because you're going to use this power set. You're going to do something fine. He gets her by the head and then convinces her that Black Canary is a bitch that oh, killed her mother. That, huh? And it's like, it's like Ictus. Yeah. Well, I don't mind that only because at least now. The villain has something of a pep. Other than that, this villain should get his, again, his neck snapped. This is just Greg. Yeah, it's Greg. uh, So I don't mind. He uses this. They don't explain how he does this power any bit. You know what I mean? Some kind of tech. What's that? Some kind of tech. Yeah, some kind. But, you know, you don't get any explanation. But then they're going to do the song and dance routine. Black Canary screams. Batgirl punches. It's Greg. And I don't understand Greg. And the point where you have not gotten enough uh, interaction with Greg to really care. You know, you've been told a hundred times you were my best friend. I'm saying but, he showed up at the house and yeah. then he went through some panties and then yeah. he went through the personal information. So this isn't that's it, it. Yeah, there's no shock. This isn't and then something Jim like, Gordon oh my saying, God, Greg. Oh, uh, who's Greg? Oh, yeah. You don't remember my middle school best friend? No, I don't, yeah. honey. I'm sorry. I had a life. Yeah. So at this point, it was you were a career. We needed food on the table. Yeah. So I guess at the point you see then, I and I. There's Barbara. She's on the ground. I don't understand why. Why did they? Why did Canary or Becker? Why don't they get a? He, then Greg does something else to her head. How is? Why are they letting him do this? The minute that he comes with these hands, Barbara is a terrible she is heroes. a trained girl. She's a superhero. Knock those hands the goddamn away. She's so taken aback that Greg, who just came back in her life fucking three days ago and went through a panty drawer, is, is a villain. And yeah. a nightmare man. Yeah, now she's there. So then we were talking about it earlier. Then he gets knocked into the tube. <laughs> a human-sized goddamn transportation tube. Reaches that out. That you see at the bank. Reaches out and hits up. And then he disappears in, like, I, is he Clayface now? What, what is he? He's, like, freaking. It, no, I, I just think that's his cloak going down and, like, trying know. to show the it's motion. Still, of getting, it's so, and it's you know a, what? It's a I'm stylish thing. When he, when he gets to where he's going, he's landing on his goddamn head. Yeah, I, I don't know how. Yeah, I don't know how this could end in a way that They're you'd have to, to go spend, and then you'd have to hover. So it makes that. What, no, I'm the, telling the you, next, it's George Jackson. The next two issues, they're going to be going around trying to find Greg, That'd be and it's going to lead back to the end. He just has a broken neck back now, at the cabinet. Actually, I'd even like it is they're at this tube, which this tube is very – It's there. he's high up, 
and they're looking, and then all of a sudden, like, oh no, Barbara, what's wrong? Greg got away, and in the background, you just see blood come dripping down that fucking tube. Uh, <laughs> dead. Yeah, she, so she's catatonic now. Yeah, he just catatonic. totally wiped her mind. Yeah, so next she's issue. She's a blank slate. Yeah, next issue. And I thought that we had caught up with these issues by now, but this is still, this is 48. Yep. So we need a 49 before the 50. I don't, I don't really think we need a 49. I, I'm thinking that maybe, uh, well, I hope they do because I want the story done and then I want that 50 to be something. I don't know. I not, hopefully what that any. thing is is a grand finale to this run because I've not enjoyed it. And the weird thing is is I really I like Bab Tar, Bab's Tar's art. I really do. Not in this book. I don't like it. This like is Bengals a Gotham are. Academy. This is a yeah. Uh, this is a one of those books. Even if this was in uh, Doctor Fate, whatever. Yeah. The, but even then, it's nonsense because yeah, I'm, I'm even talking about the books that had Batgirl, the Batgirling of the DCU or right. whatever. I I don't mind the art as a animated series type look, but for this book, I just don't like it. I I don't know. If people are still hyped about this, the the review scores definitely are down. They're not as good as they were at the beginning of this run. Um, <laughs> the thing is, I actually didn't not mind. This, yeah, I didn't mind this issue as much as some of the other books that I read. I gave it a oh, well. I haven't reviewed it. I will be giving it probably about a six five to a seven, uh, probably around a six eight, somewhere in the middle there. I don't think it's a seven, but I don't mind it. But it's still it, it is a bunch of nonsense. Four point five out really? of ten. Really, you hate it that much? I had such a problem reading this because every character is just terrible. Well, they, and they're all the same, really. It, it all just blends together, uh, and it's a bunch of hooey. And the most but, interesting part to me, Luke Fox co-op, and not even Luke Fox, Batwing. I don't co-op. want Luke Fox. I want, I want Batwing. When they say, uh, "Hey, why are you doing this?" and the guy says, "Insert coin." Oh, God I it. thought it was Gorf talking to me again. It was like, ah, 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 space cadet. You got to get over your Gorf Oh, my God. I used to get so angry at that game. Uh, speaking of angry, let's move on to this next book, Eric. Midnighter number nine. We're going to finish it up with Midnighter. Midnight, well, we always love If anybody hasn't figured out the trend, the last book is always the one we hate the most. And that's not really the case here because I was forced to put that Batman and Robin Eternal, Eric. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Midnighter number nine, written by Steve Orlando. Art by Aiko, Hugo Petrus, Romulo Fajardo Jr., and Tom Napolitano. While I still think this book is way, way, way overrated, this wasn't the worst issue of the series. You're going to disagree with me, aren't you? We get what we'd expect. No, it's not the worst. Yeah, we'd get what we'd expect. Some action, some awful dialogue, and an issue that really doesn't go anywhere or is even uh, slightly comprehensible. I know that the big draw was supposed to be the Suicide Squad, but instead we get a very convenient villain called Afterthought who ends the book by kicking the shit out of Midnighter. Oh, well, it'll be over soon. There you go, Eric. There's Here comes Midnighter. Um, Afterthought. Yeah, it's funny, too, because that is like you're almost setting yourself up for your own joke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like afterthought. I thought this whole issue was afterthought. And we also get the strange-ass speedster who yeah. is a part of fucking Argus. And it's so see? weird, too, because, yeah, he seems to be part of the Suicide Squad. Kind of. And I thought that at points, like, oh, my God, that's the villain, and then it wasn't, and he was just there for no reason, and they make weird things, and I'll tell you. And we things. have Harley and Deadshot doing nothing. Yeah, I'll tell you, though, 
what I really I said earlier on the podcast. I've talked about this this week to uh, you, Reggie, a bunch of people. I found I found out what I really don't like about this book. Now there are some obvious things I don't like, and the main thing is the dialogue. And I've yes. talked about that since it started. But the problem I really have with the dialogue is that it's not just Midnighter. Everybody Everyone. talks the same. Everybody talks in these half sentences, these freaking allusions to this. I, I even put down, I was Over trying to the think top of something. Statements. It's like statements. And I said, that, like, uh, there would be a dock worker in this book, and he'd go, like, hey, I got to take a shit. He's not going to say that. He's going to look at somebody and go, extraction. Sometimes having one in the chamber means you have to make concessions, tough choices, flesh merchants. I salute you. It's everything is these crazy fucking statements. You can't just say, like, I'm going to have a sandwich. It's like meat, you know, dead animal, flesh. It's so fucking hokey, and everybody does it. It doesn't matter if it's a side character. They are going to make half statements. Everything are these, like, two words and then a five. Oh, it, it drives me nuts. And also, it basically, this book is set up so that the the writing, the script, confuses the shit out of everyone. I think that's Steve Orlando's goal is to say, listen, if you can come and tell me what this issue really is about, I, I will pay you a million dollars. He's one uh-huh. of those guys. Like, if you can, uh, if you can actually do what is Decipher the one, like the a code. magic trick, or if you can, uh, if you have proof of time travel. There's like these fucking <laughs> millionaires that have nothing to do with their money, and they spell that out. I think he's yeah. If you can decipher this code, he will pay you money because it is so confusing. And then he says, you know what? I'm a little worried that somebody might figure it out. So he calls up Aiko and he goes, hey, Aiko, when you draw this fucking thing, but make it even more confusing because I don't want anybody to know now, what's going I'm on. I'm saying you've cracked a code of why you don't like it. The dialogue obviously is number one. But at, when reading this issue, I struggled so goddamn bad. On top of the terrible dialogue, because that's rough to get yeah. through anyway. I don't know what was happening. That's what I'm saying. The art, it was, is the the, art was it so adds confusing. To it. It's almost like, like I'm telling you, a lot of times – I want to read this group of panels real fast because okay. he's got – what's her name from um, the prison that's now his spiral and, handler and you know what? somehow. That's, yeah, that's what's weird is um, – yeah, I'm looking at the thing. Marina, I don't know why, why would she be the, the handler of spiral? Why would no they idea. handle – they have the worst HR department when they Seriously, decide it's man. like our work. Who Poppy, are they hiring? And again, she even says it, and you'll say it, but she doesn't say like, "Hey, you know, I got time because I've been in jail." Nope. It's she. Uh, you say it. You go. No, no. This, this is completely different than what like, okay. like you're discussing. This is just something I have up here that I'm looking at, and I can't believe. Okay. After Midnighter fights this fucking speedster oh, okay. guy, yeah, yeah. Um, he thought he goes to the perdition pistol. He's on this freaking crow's nest uh, Argus yeah, satellite. Yeah, and f- before you even go, that's one other thing that drives me nuts. They can't just – Steve Orlando can't name things normally. Everything has to have this crazy-ass name and the – oh, go on. All right, but he gets to the perdition pistol, and uh, Marina's all like, what was that? I heard wet noises. Yeah. Just, yeah. just some gross anatomy. Yeah. Don't worry. I'm on schedule. I got the perdition pistol. And then we get a scratch. That's that's the word. Scratch is the scratch. sound effect. Yeah. And then she, Marina said, what was that noise? Sounds like bones, not glass. And then Midnight Run, the item was booby trapped. Must have missed it. You don't miss it. Uh, like, 
you don't miss things, did you? And then nothing. And then it moves on to nothing. You don't get an explanation for what no. the fuck just and, happened. And the, the thing that I want to know, and we'll, and, and I can't quickly, tell looking at the quickly, panels. Well, quickly, we'll get to that because I have an issue with that scene. But that basically you get the idea that suic- the Suicide Squad has a space station? Is this yeah. the idea I'm getting? That, that's what does, all of a sudden. That, does that seem like something that you have you know, ever Amanda, seen you, or known? You know, Amanda Waller's space station, the Crow's Nest. Yeah, the Crow's Nest, the Amanda Waller space station that they're just going to – why is the Perdition pistol in the space station? It's because it's the most secure area because we also had to find out that Mid- Midnighter cannot door his way to this because no. of the shielding. Yeah. So – Let's let's just do something the worst you can possibly. Let's shoot a goddamn thing with like midnight or in. They shoot a it's, big ass it's fucking a, basically gun. Basically, they make him get in a bullet. Yeah. And shoot it at there. But I'm telling you, I've never thought in my life like, oh, this is something the Suicide Squad. Right away, no, ever. This is not. My thoughts the are Suicide all Squad to me. You know what I mean? You place. have Amanda Waller. The, you have Bell Rev. The only reason. That you know that these people are what they are is because they say it. This to me, this doesn't seem like Amanda Waller. They have a space station. They have this other guy that you've never known. It's so ridiculous. Two other guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Because then they go in the space station. And yes, I did like the beginning. I thought the beginning was a, a fun little bit where he's, he kills those guards. Which oh, I'm again, talking about the gun that no, shoots No, I'm him saying with the guards. No, that's it's okay. People will be like, oh, that's so cool. No. Oh. But he goes, he he has the line with the, now, what is it? Now uh, my hand's complete. At last, my arm is complete again. What, you, you can't go and get a crowbar? That's oh, why? God. That's it. So he goes, and again, there you go again. It's not like he says, boy, this crowbar will come in handy. <laughs> it's always a statement that sounds like it's in a 90s Z-list fucking action movie. That, right, and people go gaga about this dialogue. Uh, I'm going gaga. I'm going to kill somebody. But yeah, then he get the, he's only there. He's going to get the perdition pistol for um, Spiral. And I have no idea why. Like you said, it's a secure area. But really, they stole this. You would think they had something they had planned with it. But instead, it's in this space station. And well, they have people up there protecting it. And the also, one... The thing oh. is, too, we have two sites. We have the crow's nest that's shown to us. Yeah. This is apparently an Argus fucking yeah. Suicide Squad thing. I guess. And then we jump to the Task Force X, yeah. X Black in site Arctic. in the Arctic. In the Arctic. What, yeah. When is Amanda Waller ever that's fucking children in this and, and the whole thing, and it'll keep going, is this does not seem like the Suicide Squad. And this is the big thing for this issue. Oh, he fights suicide, suicide Squad, squad. 2099. Yeah, it's so weird. But he goes, and then all of a sudden there's this guy. Uh, you get this goddamn fucking speedster guy, and even that, he's like, uh, sounds like super speed. My bucket list, thanks This you. is my Mercury Mantle. I, I mean, yeah, and then I like it too, because the guy says it, and then that's not even the real name. Because <laughs> he makes, he said, Midnighter says a name later, and uh-huh. says, oh, it was this, I'll, I'll get to it. He says another name, but he actually does say, I don't know, he called it this other thing, and I'm like, really? Oh, that's what it is. Later, he goes, he had a Hermes harness. <laughs> oh, my God. Why are you changing the names? There's no reason. So you have the Mercury Mantle and the Hermes harness. Well, it's got to be illiterate. Oh, yeah. It's the alliteration, alliteration not illiterate of that. It's, I, I wish I wasn't literate. <laughs> look at this. But, yeah, he, he's saying this crazy shit, but he goes and he's going to fight this guy. And I really like the scene. I'm telling you. Yeah, if people fun. think I'm going to be uh, off the wall negative about this whole issue – 
This is probably my favorite scene since it's the my, first it's, issue. It's my favorite because, scene in the book. Yes, because the guy is like basically just ripping into him. Like, hey, you can't stop me. I can go faster than I'm you. The I'm the fastest killer thing. alive. And he basically says, yep, you're faster 59 seconds out of one minute. But and in one that second, one second, I'll cripple you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And even then, you have it. He's like, come on, you son of a... And then you have like the thing. And all of a sudden, to me, it is a stylized paneling. I can follow it. I, I can, can follow what's well. going on. And I'm like, that is awesome. He just hit the guy in the leg. He took out his Achilles uh, fucking tendon. And I like it. And then he does crazy things where you got to throw that fucking uh, whatever that is, that fucking ice stabby pack. ice pick. I, again, that seems like that he still has that from that first issue. Remember he threw that in the guy? Now, did uh, he throw it in his eye? It looked like it and just And then the went... guy exploded into no, electricity? I think, that, I think that the guy actually had a... In the harness, there is a brown... Yeah, in the middle of the harness, it almost has like an Iron Man type okay. thing. I think it hits there, but again, it and starts getting confusing And then did he explode into electricity? Again. Yeah, I don't know. And, it's, and, and then what really happened to the guy? That's what I'm wondering. Did yeah. he explode into electricity? Yeah, I don't know. Is, did he? Or is it that he's Because all of a sudden you see also like zzz, yeah. electricity I and there are his goggles with fucking yeah. things around. I don't know. And the only thing that I think he's going to get out of this is he. the guy mentioned that, uh, oh, this is killing me, but I don't care. I'm faster than the Flash. So you're like, eh, he was going to die anyway. Yeah. Not that you care. That Mid Midnighter's going around killing people. The fucking guy, he has a code. Kill everyone and yeah. then try to fuck every dude you run into because that's all he does. But yeah, then he goes to get the perdition pistol. Like you said, there's that dialogue with the, what was that? Just some gross anatomy. Uh. Yeah, the gross anatomy was that pork. I got fucking splashed <laughs> in my face. So he gets the perdition pistol. Now, you would think that there might be a... Uh, a booby trap. You know, you know what I mean? I he guess. Doesn't I don't know look. what the booby trap was. What did the booby trap do? I don't know. I don't know either. And at this point, I thought that the booby trap actually either teleported that perdition pistol away or it blew that'd it up. That'd be a booby trap. What's that? So that'd be a good booby it trap. Cool. And they said that the uh, Suicide Squad, that's the other thing that's hokey in the beginning. They go, uh, oh, you can't uh, door in, but the yeah. Suicide Squad uses uh, their own teleportation like dark internet. What? Yep. This? He's mentioned this dark internet like 17 times. I want to see man. the dark internet. I've seen some movies that look like the dark internet. Usually, <laughs> guys, a freaking husband in a fucking closet. Stop watching bum fights. Whew. So yeah, then he's like, oh, it was booby trap. I missed it. I'm gonna go. And then when he goes, why do they have this setup in there to show what appears to be their big plan? The Suicide Squad. The big plan seems to be getting Henry Bendix, which is yep. a big Stormwatch deal, and the guy who pretty much created Midnight around Apollo. So it's a, this is a big deal. Uh, why do they have this? It, was the guy in the harness just kind of looking at it? Who is up there that is doing anything with this thing? We've run into guards and a guy in a fucking Mercury mantle. Why do they have this? And do, to me, don't you have a space station? Me and you own a space station, right? That'd be pretty sweet. Yeah, it would be sweet. And the only way you can get to it is shoot yourself in a goddamn bullet. All right, I'm out. Yeah. Well, we're still in, though. And I say to you, listen, we're going to hold some really high-tech items. But what's going to happen is there's going to be a booby trap. If anything gets hit, uh, do you think we should shut down? Like, everything should shut down, right? When you get this, instead, everything's going to turn on and we're going to show our best secrets. Yeah. It makes no sense to me. If anything, that booby trap, plans. that booby trap would have either signaled this whole goddamn place to blow up, or it would have just shut it down. You know what I mean? I do. Uh, but instead, this computer is giving away the big secret. This is a huge secret. 
I, I don't know. You, you almost it... think that Amanda Waller is fucking with him, and then she's hitting some buttons and making him see this. Maybe it will be something like that, but I, do you think it will be? I have no I idea. Don't. Uh, fucking Kryptonian enhanced soldiers. So sure. ridiculous. So then he, he fucking thinks, okay, here's what I'll do. I'll just jump out in space, even though I would die. There's, he's not jumping well, into space. He has, a, he has a few seconds before he'll die. No, he's, he would explode. I've seen those fucking... I've seen... You're thinking God of Tim damn, Robbins and Mission to Mars, aren't no, you? No, no. You know who I'm <laughs> thinking of? I'm thinking of Arnold in a fucking uh, goddamn Total Recall when he's out in his mask pose and his fucking eyes yeah. bulge out and hey, blow up. Hey, he had a few minutes. Yeah, but he, I don't think if he... In those few minutes... Minutes? He had seconds. That thing is... And his fucking I see, eyes blew he went up. on forever. Oh, my goodness. But yeah, he goes, he blows up the place. Yeah. He doesn't have the, the yeah. only thing he was sent to do is go get this goddamn pistol. Doesn't Which do he destroyed. it. destroyed. <laughs> goes back to goddamn fucking Helena. And then she, this dialogue is just ridiculous. I, I don't, he says the crow's nest are standard issue, except for one enhanced jobber. Really? I, I would say, I'm telling you, if I was living around this fucking jobber, midnight, actually. I'd fucking slap him so hard, that fight computer would see my fucking hand coming right upside his face. And again, I, I actually like this issue more than others. Uh, then he mentions the Hermes harness, and then he's like, hey, you know what? I didn't get this fucking thing. The only thing I was supposed to do, I blew it up. But you know what? Neither you or fucking Suicide Squad have it. Uh, and now you're going to work for me. Yeah, now, now we're going to find out because I found out my daddy's there. And, <laughs> and then she's like, really, though, he's like, this is what's happening. And he says, the unified, a military killer fueled by Kryptonian DNA and a fight computer like mine. I won't allow them to achieve this. And neither will you. And is this the unified? Is this the guy? Is this afterthought? Because I don't think it is. But I don't it think seems it is like it is. It almost seems Kinda. like it is. And then all but of no, a sudden, now this, this is this is the head of Spiral, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Bring me his head." Why? <laughs> well, <laughs> because he honestly, said you don't want Kryptonian enhanced fucking soldiers. I know, with fucking but isn't she going to look into it? Isn't she going to say, "You know what? This guy is fucking insane. Yeah, he didn't hey, do mid- what we were supposed to do." Midnighter might be a brutal killer. He's not a liar. Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, they're going to do it. Now we go back. He's to a fucking, straight shooter. That Midnighter. We go back to Boston. It looks like fucking uh, more documentary. Tony, Tony, I think Tony is making some fucking jalapeno poppers. That's all I could figure out. I put it in my thing. At first, it looked like he might have been making a uh, fried green beans, but you jalapeno food and you study it. I know, I do. It's, it, like, it looks eh. like jalapeno poppers mm-hmm. uh, like fried jalapenos but yeah then we get this whole thing and this is set up to be like hey i like midnighter yeah, so do i you know what i like him better and then they get to the guy this guy <laughs> then goes to eric you can have him yeah really and, uh but yeah the guy with the documentary so he's gonna have i still i put my review i want you to tell me what what the fuck who is gonna benefit from this documentary it's a documentary about it. midnighter yeah. This is not, and they even say like, man, that's work that can help some people. Who? <laughs> I don't know. People don't know to stay fuck away so, from Midnighter after that. And then they they go off this guy and uh, Midnighter go off, and then uh, of course Midnighter has to make some fucking passes at him. He's like, there's you know the door. Where does it go? It goes to my living room. Yeah, he's gonna after he takes care of whatever he has to do, he's going to fuck the shit out of this guy. He knows yeah. it. Um, this ending. Up until the point where he actually meets the guy, the suicide squad, maybe the most confusing thing I've ever read. Because I don't. Do you get the idea that they've booby trapped the door? No. Because at one point he's yelling like, "Get out of the door!" Why? Uh, Why isn't he going through this goddamn door into the fucking living room? Like, no, I'm saying the way I took it, and I'm telling you, this could be way miles off wrong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
is that the Suicide Squad were waiting in Midnighter's living room, and then they came out they through came the door. Out? Through the, the thing, other and, side, maybe? Through the other side, and Harley had a shit ton of bombs. It's weird, though, because it, that, that doesn't really make total sense because he's there, and he's looking at the he's looking at the door. He's pushing the guy through, yeah. and then he looks behind him and says, wait. You kids think I can't hear you? Yeah, I and have no idea he, what's they going don't, on. They, and, but then Harley does kind of yell, coming through. She slaps the guy, the fucking guy, and he, I, I laughed too because they, they were pretty accurate. He has a little thing, a device in his hand, and it's one of those like mobile podcasting uh, devices. I actually right. was going to get one at one point so I could have my kids go to Walmart, uh, outside of Walmart, and interview people for the podcast about stuff, like get old people and ask them if they know who Midnighter is, uh-huh. and then have it. It was going to be no. a segment, but it's too expensive. Most young people don't yeah. know who Midnighter yeah, is. Yeah, I know. But uh, Harley comes in. It's funny. The first time I read... I wish I didn't. I read through this, and I was so confused with all this that I didn't even get the, the idea that Harley had come through. I missed that one panel where she's yeah. like, coming through! And then I'm like, whose bombs are these that have fucking hearts on them? But then you see who it is. It's so confusing. And in this meantime... Robert, who's the guy now I see, Robert's there, and Robert. he's kind of in and out of this door. I call and, him Bobby. Yeah, Bobby, like and the midnighter yells, get out of the door, and then he says, get back now. We see the Harley's thing. Harley looks like she's blown up the whole fucking bridge, and then they get there. They're knocked out. Everybody's knocked down or whatever, and uh, that's when you get the Suicide Squad, which is Harley, Deadshot, and Eric, the most popular of the Suicide Squad, Afterthought. Afterthought. And the problem I have with this, why can't they just fight the Suicide Squad? Midnighter doesn't have to kill them. But I'm they, telling you, though, there's nobody who is on the Suicide Squad that would be able to take on Midnighter. Yeah, I, well, that's why I said it's, so it's, a, convenient, it it's a convenient villain. That Basically, yeah. this villain is only around because he can do what nobody else can, and it's kind of a think ahead yeah. of he the He can see game. five seconds into the future but, at all yeah, times. Which He's is, like long shot from the X-Men back he in the day. Is the, that is the worst power set I've ever heard in my life. Hey, five Rod, seconds. <laughs> five seconds. You know that, everything's going to come. Yeah, but it's like, it's so good. It's like, he's like, yeah, can you get the lottery? Yeah, I'm not that quick. Nope. <laughs> he sees the numbers and then he's running to the fucking store. Oh, oh Jesus Christ, I, I missed it again. Honestly, I always thought it was kind of a cool power when Longshot had it in the X-Men back in the 80s. I think it's so bad. I, I'm telling you, if I came up with one of the worst powers, that, that has to be one of them. Five seconds. But yeah, it works against Midnighter. And the thing I, I just, I keep getting angry the more I look at it is that you have the Suicide Squad there and not only are they really not involved that they kind of separate themselves from afterthought Deadshot's like hey you know Waller made you come here you fucking asshole. you know he's like I'm out and Harley just stands there yep and uh, Deadshot again there was a uh, the uh thing here's Harley's big line does this sound like Harley I'll even say it like Harley you know what is that how she talks yeah, sure. You know what? I'll say it. I like this this way, leather man. Can't stand when someone's undercooked. Huh. Good times. That's I've never that does not sound like Harley. You know who that sounds like? That sounds like Midnighter because it's you all the You know what the, the fucking dialogue. thing was? I actually read that uh blurb a few times cuz I kept thinking I read it wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, the only thing that that to me because then you see the next kind of panel and Midnighter has smoke coming off his mm-hmm. mask because of the explosion. But then he, it's all got, it's the stupidest line I've ever heard. Well, again, until the no, next one on this yeah, book. No, it's, it's just not. stupid, though, but it does not sound like Harley. You have one line, pretty much. When she's like, well, you know, step aside, that's okay. But this, it does not sound like Harley. You have a character that is very defined and you can have some fun with. Nope. And then uh, 
fucking afterthought. And then you have Deadshot, and he says, "I'm attached to, to I'm attached to my head." So I didn't argue when Wall sent in, sent you along. But tell me this, new guy, if you can see the future, how'd you get arrested? And it's just, I, it, that's not even that bad. But it's still, yeah. that's what you get from them. That's all you get from the Suicide Squad of the ones we know because then yeah, and he's Mike. trying to fight and you know he's like what is this a fight this isn't a fight it's a demonstration ah. like here we go i've mm -hmm. heard that line before they look like a batman line yeah yeah so then, actually you know what that's almost like uh in dark knight returns where he's like this isn't a fight this is a surgical table yeah, or some yeah, shit like yeah. that oh yeah, yeah eric uh, yeah yeah eric i'm sure you don't even have a queued up no it's, all, it's all gone i'm telling this is when i get all uh, out of it and there's Midnighter, and the, I'll give him credit. He's still talking shit as he passes out. <laughs> yeah, don't like the set of my my blood, asshole. He's done, and he's out. And I'm telling you, next issue he'll be up again and uh, fucking kicking ass uh, before, and I'll get angry because it doesn't match up. But yep. you have nothing here that interests me that much. But I did have some fun with that, like I said, that scene with the Mercury harness when the, he's talking the about Hermes, the 59 seconds, Hermes harness and the Mercury, Mercury mantle. mantle. But yeah, this book is is a lot. Don't of mix nonsense. and match. Um, yeah, really, I wouldn't want to do that. I don't want to confuse anybody. Else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's what it is. Uh, maybe I just am getting beaten down by this. I gave it a six on the site. Um, thinking of it now, I probably would have gone as low as a four. No, I'm I, I'm going a four. Yeah, I think that uh, the I whole thing. That, I think this was the last issue that I actually reviewed up right. till now and i i'm telling you this week was hard on me it really was it was and, a rough fucking and week i think that when i got to this book because i saw some things and it was one of those i i've said it before on the podcast i tell you this is one of those that's like an arranged marriage that i go into this book thinking it's going to be a one and if i have two things that i think are fun and whatever all of a sudden i like it more than a book say a a a what is what like a Batman and Robin Eternal that yeah. I have you know I've liked a, somewhat. I have a problem with every book this week though. I did not have a lot of fun, which leads to the last bit here of our probably the hardest one I've ever had of guessing or saying what was my book of the week, our pick of the week. I know what mine is. I know what mine is too, but it's not it's not even a book I reviewed. Action comics. Yeah, yeah. Mine was Swamp Thing. I, uh, when, oh, you know what? Fuck, yeah, Swamp Thing. I think I, that you gave it a better score. I did. Than I gave else. that an eight, and I gave yeah. uh, Action Comics a yeah, seven. That's what I'm saying. Seven it five, it like actually, um, because of this, up until at the point when I read Swamp Thing, Detective Comics would have been my book of the week. And then I read Swamp Thing. I'm like, you know what? The book of the week is one that neither of us reviewed, yeah. and I did not get angry. I, we picked yeah. it apart, but I, I didn't get angry about no, it. No, not never once. Love the art. I had a, a, some fun with it. It and, would have to be Swamp Thing, but the yeah. thing is, I still kind of want to give it to Action Comics just because of the fun factor. Yeah, I, I there were so many crazy things in that. that Jupiter! Point, Jupiter. <laughs> That's all you have to say to me, and I'll fucking kill somebody, but that is the end of the podcast. I'm going to tell you uh, what we have next week, though. Uh -huh. Next week, we have Batman 49. You're looking forward to that? I feel like I just did Batman, but yeah, yeah I always look forward to A lot of these things are a lot of catch-up. I, I always look forward to reading it, just yeah. not reviewing it. That's, that's the thing. I told you. I gave you that book because I enjoyed it per issue. As a whole, it was starting to grade on me, and also it's probably the worst book to review only because you don't want to fuck around with it. That's the most important book that DC puts out, and you don't want to fucking half-ass it, you know, like I Man. do half the time. Mail this shit in, I do, Eric. <laughs> Mail it in, I do. Tina said. Mail it in. Uh, Batman Superman number 29. 
That is the Tom Taylor joint that will continue and end. I really enjoyed the last issue until you made me tear it apart. Yeah, uh, I hope that it ends up uh, fun. There's Lobo. It has a lot of setup for fun. We'll see mm-hmm. how it does it. Uh, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles number three. I have not read a single issue. Yeah, we will not be doing that. Uh, Batman and Robin Eternal number 19, Eric. The return, uh, it looks like, of Tim Seeley. All right. Tim Seeley, I actually enjoyed his first two issues. So did I. He was like the second and third issue, and then everything went downhill from there. (laughs) We have Black Canary number eight, which is another one that they're trying to catch up to to get going, and Reggie will be doing that one. Catwoman number 49, which I always enjoy. I've enjoyed uh, Frank Terry since he jumped on. I like Genevieve Valentine, so it's a weird book. That is almost – what's that? I'm still trying to get the feel of that book, so yeah. I do look forward to reading it, but I've never been a huge fan of Catwoman. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird book only because it, it goes in my mind like a Deathstroke or a Suicide Squad when I would do those where, you know, it's not something that I'm like, oh, my God, when's the next Catwoman come out? But when it does come out, I usually enjoy it, and it actually helps my week go. <laughs> uh, then you have Constantine, the Hellblazer, number nine. You I like think that. Reggie's doing that. Yeah. Uh, Earth 2 Society number 9. Fuck. Go for it, Eric. Earth, I'm sup- that there's nine issues of that is shocking. Uh, Gotham Academy number 15. Joel will be doing that. Joel has two books this week, Eric. Two books. We'll see. Green Lantern Corps, The Edge of Oblivion number 2. Hey, I'm I enjoyed the first that. issue, yeah. And I think that a lot of people were, uh, thrown off by that first issue because they they kind of it came about i think that the opinion was uh one of those like not enough happened but to me it was a good setup it moved and I, really yeah, fast and i think and I that appreciate this issue because of how slow lost army i was. think that this issue is going to kick ass and then when you think muck about muck it died. you think about it what's that yeah muck 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 died. Died. um this is probably what a four issue series because i think it's you have what, february march april may that would be five. Like you would think that this would not go past when this uh, this rebirth starts. I, I'm pretty sure it's six, though. That you know what I mean, though. That's weird. Yeah, I Maybe they'll mix in something because if I'm not mistaken, it will end. Uh, May would be five. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to see. Five doesn't make sense. Maybe they'd have something going on. Like it would come out. Say the uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps would be the the big one that would come out. Uh, that would replace this, even right. though also just the Green Lantern. But maybe it'll be one of those where the rebirth will come a little later in the month and this, they'll sneak this into the beginning. I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, and also, I'm talking out of my ass. I'm saying, uh, I don't expect all the rebirth stuff to come out in June. It, it's supposed to all be June. The the rebirth, the rebirth number ones, the rumor and the whatever, because nothing's announced, the rumor is that June is rebirth month. The, all of the books that will be Rebirth will have their number one Rebirth title, and then the will follow by uh, some of the number ones of the regular series will start in June as well when they okay. double ship, and then the others will start in uh, July. So any book that isn't a double ship book will actually have their quote-unquote their actual number one in july but they'll have okay. their rebirth issue in june and again God, the I, I rebirth really do issue, look forward to rebirth I'm, I'm wondering if some of these rebirth issues may even come across as uh like those uh sneak peeks yeah that they're not you know what i mean i i don't know how they'll go about it i have a i have a fear that it's going to go willy-nilly that <laughs> some are going to have like a full-out reboot like you're going to have no idea and Superman, you're going to open up Superman, and the next thing you know, you're seeing him being lifted, you know, blasting Alpha Krypton. 
And you're like, what the fuck? This is a reboot. And then the next one will be Batman where he's there, Bruce is there, talking to Jim Gordon about that fucked up year they had. And they go, hey, this isn't a reboot. This is a re. I think that it's going to be really odd, and I think that people are going to be so pissed because I've learned, Eric, people are going to get pissed at anything anyway. Agreed. But they want they want consistency. And I'm not even talking Dude, continuity you. like you. I'm just talking consistency. So if you have you know a book that comes out and it's a reboot, then you want every other one to be a reboot. If it's a re, it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting here. I really, I actually am looking very forward to us deciding which books we're going to review. Me too. That's very exciting. Yeah. Uh, next we one will be boring fucks. Yeah. Oh no, that is like it is fun. And it'll be weird because this is where we're at a point where in our normal deal, if there was no rebirth around that time, probably would have mixed up some books anyway. Yeah, we're so, talking about like in yeah. March. Yeah, we even were saying that and I said to you, well, let's just wait to yeah. rebirth you and we're going to do that. And there's going to be some weird ones like say I say to you, I'm doing JSA. You won't I'll let kill me. You. Yeah, you won't let me. But there's going to be some that I like and don't like. Where the there's Batman's no going to be a weird hey, I one. I put this much time in Earth Two, and you get the good fucking yeah, book out he, of it. Again, Absolutely no, not going to happen. It's not that Earth Two book. Oh, I know, but this is what yeah, I well, wanted no, Earth Two to be the entire say, time. Yeah, and you're not even talking reviewing. You're talking about you got Earth Two when it first came out before our site for this. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm taking it. We're going to have a draft. That's going to be my number one pick, I'll and I'm going to do it just to piss you off. Though, like a Batman's a weird one. Because I'm a huge fan of Tom Taylor, but I gave you Batman, so we're gonna have to figure it out. Uh, the next one Tom is King. Harley or Tom King. Did I say Tom Taylor? Yeah. Yeah, I like Tom Taylor too. Uh, Harley's Little Black Book number two. Reggie will be doing that. Uh, another book Reggie's doing, The New Suicide Squad number seventeen. That's Tim Seeley is jumping on and Juan Ferreira. Do um, we have any books really next week? I don't know. It really is low. I think I might have three. Uh, I think I have Re- two. Red Hood Arsenal number nine. Uh, no, three, you, you okay. have a couple coming out there. You also have Starfire number nine. That's Reggie. Yeah, that's Reggie. Uh, Telos number five. Fuck. And uh, it looks like, and it seems like this is low on on the deal. Maybe there's some other books that weren't listed, but I have The Flash number 48. And this is when I would talk to you. I don't remember it falling behind. Me either. Uh, how many books do you have? Batman? I have you four, have, I think. Okay. You have Batman. What else? Yeah, you don't have a lot. Earth 2. Yeah. Um, Telos. Telos. And Red Hood. Yeah. I have... Batman and Robin Eternal. I have Catwoman. Whew, I don't have a lot either, do I? I have three. <laughs> but I, I hopefully... Uh, Best I always week like ever. Flash. Yes, this is going to be great. I'm going to sleep in. I'm not going to go to work. I don't know why that has anything <laughs> to do with the books. And I'm going to go to uh, New Orleans. and have How many some books of those... does Reggie have? Reggie has... Reggie has... Oh, what is it? He has Black Canary. He has Harley's Little Black Book. His new suit is four. <laughs> He's going to be so happy. No, he uh, has five. Constantine and Oh, he has Constantine. I didn't even look at that. Oh, my goodness. Reggie we were has just, five. We were just throwing books at Reggie just where we had weeks where, like, I really don't want to do that one. And it's it's come to roost. It's fucking, <laughs> it's all come back at him. Oh, I he can't has wait the to most tell books him. on the site the next week. Yes, he does. It's so good. Oh, yes. Where's my thing? I'm <laughs> typing it to him. Uh, yes. Uh, any other Super Bowl predictions, Eric, while I type this? No, I, I don't have anything off the yeah. top of my head. I, uh, I've been thinking about it. I actually think that it's going to be a very close game. I am actually rooting fully now for Peyton Manning. I want him oh, yeah. to go out. Uh, last night, uh, they had the Hall of Fame induction. Is it just because I said Cam Newton? Uh, yes. No. Me and uh, my son were talking about it last night. It's more of him. Every, and actually, everybody who's watching the game, 
is uh, going for Cam Newton, so I have to be the guy who's a jerk and yells. Here it is. You have four, five books next week. Um, the one thing I, I was laughing last night, we watched the Hall of Fame. Uh, they announced the Hall of Fame, the NFL Hall of Famers this year, and T.O. Right. did not get in. And Marvin Harrison, the receiver for the Colts, got in. He's very impressive. He should be a Hall of Famer. Poor T.O. They're just Poor they're they're fucking with him. The guy was an ass, but man, he was good. And he's gonna so pay for it. Good. He's gonna pay it, for being he'll, an ass. He'll be in next year. Kurt Warner was up. He didn't get in. He'll be in next year. There's it's funny. I can't guy. even think of the guy who was inducted. Yeah, uh, they had uh, like I said, Marvin Harrison. Yeah. You don't. Oh, he was awesome. He was uh, Peyton Manning's big target uh, back in his early days, and then okay. he kind of left, and then it was Reggie Wayne. But yeah, he's a big Peyton man. In fact, Reg- I would think that when they have the induction, he may even. Uh, induct him. I would see Peyton Manning inducting him in. Uh, Brett Favre made it in too. Yeah. It's funny. Brett Favre when he played, it was like all the the rage and people loved him. And then as he retired, and you know he had a big year with Minnesota as well. Like the guy's, he's a Hall of Famer. Too long to retire. The, The funny thing though is now that he's retired. It's like everybody wants to pick apart everything about him. Oh, he made so many mistakes, and he did. He made some bonehead plays that ruined twice. Got him out of the playoffs. They didn't make the fucking Super Bowl, whatever team. The one was with the Jets, and right. he fucked them. But, again, it's so funny because you hear these things, and everybody's arguing about best quarterbacks, and you never hear him. You know, he might be in, like, the lower end of that. Whew. Everybody with their Tom Brady talk here. Tom Brady. They love that Tom Brady. But yeah, you that, and your Tom Brady talk. Yeah, I do. Tom Brady, he told me that uh, Frosted Flakes were poison for kids. And that's why I don't like him, Eric. I loved Frosted Flakes up until then. You're a liar. I know I hate Frosted Flakes, but uh, that I'll even throw that in. Now that I said that, now that people listen to us hem and haul about what books we have. Uh, but uh, during this week, you will see, if you follow us or subscribe to us on any sort of thing, that the Just for the Hell of It podcast will Just go up this Just for the week, Hell of It. And it'll probably be uh, on Friday. I believe I will put it up around Friday, around 5 o'clock, somewhere around there. And it is us talking about our favorite breakfast cereals and memories. You'll hear it's how, one of our favorite subjects, really. It is. We talk about it all the time, and you'll hear about how I treated my mother as a kid. Terribly. And everybody will be just aghast, mortified, at just how awful I was. In fact, the story about when. Uh, my mom brought home a generic cereal what are you one doing? time. Stop giving no, I'm just away. saying. I'm not going to say the whole story. I've just, just that one was. I would say that that's what people will lash on to. And I already told Paul. I didn't tell him the story, but I said that when he makes a weird side for that next week, I, I'm sure that's going to be in it because it is awful and it is totally true. I wish that I talked to my mom. I'd have her on the podcast. And she'd probably start crying. No, you don't. Uh, she'd Skype in. And I'd just start yelling at her. Actually, she'd be talking like, hello, love. My my Jimmy, when he was growing up, was a very nice boy. And then I'd say, I hate you, Mom. Why, why is your mother an old crying. cockney man? Hello, love. You got a chimney to sweep. Where you going there? You didn't know. I had a same-sex uh, parents. My, my mom's actually, his name's Harry. Uh, that's why I get so upset at the million, one million moms. They, You know what? I was raised fine by my dad and daddy. <laughs> Oh, I wish. I hate it. I really do. I do not. You didn't like, like my your mom. father. I know, but now he's gone. He's gone, Eric. I can't. You how can't can you bother hate me anymore. Gone? I can sit there and shake my fucking fist at the fucking heavens. Uh, there you go, Dad. But uh, you know, now it's my mom who seems to have 
gone, got my dad's and you know, not inheritance, but got the money from the, the life insurance. Uh, life insurance. And boy, I, I see her driving by, fucking money flying out the back of the car. <laughs> She's the worst driver too. And what I heard recently is she went on like uh, Christian Mingle. I don't know which one she went. Hotman.com, whatever, fucking black, blackdate.com or that farmer's date. I say, they have so many that they, they're getting so intricate with these. I think they have comic podcasters who can't get laid.com. We, we, I don't go there. I'm married, fruit? but that's for you. Right. Yeah, it is. That's the thing Dan was behind. Dan was so into that fucking thing. That guy, he had on his podcast when he did his podcast about that guy. And he interviewed him about a fucking geek dating site. And then I, I, I'm telling you, he has he has to have a profile on that, right? We've got to find think. that. We have to find that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my mom found some 50-year-old guy, which is great because that's, what, four years older than me. I'm an yep. old man. And I get these texts. Why stop? Aren't you coming over? Stop. And then like a, a word that makes no sense and then an emoji that's fucking all messed up and then some sort of fucking number. And that means that, I, you know, she's wondering where I am and why I haven't come over. I fucking because I hate your guts. Do you know the guy's name? No. I want Billy. him to be named Jim. Yeah. Oh, it'd be great if it was Jim. It's like Jim Warner with an A. And then you, I'm saying, then you come over and now he's Big Jim and you're Little Jimmy. Ah, uh, yes. A uh, lady mentioned that. I went to get my medicine the other day. Actually, yesterday. And she's like, oh, you're a third, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, my, I, we named our son and he's a third and it's a real pain. Yeah, yeah. Did they yeah. call you Little? And she looks. And she's like, little Jim. Did they call you little Jimmy? You son of a bitch. <laughs> she looks you up and yeah, down. She, well, Obviously, yeah, she, they yeah, called no, you little Jimmy. She just looked at the, the thing. And yeah, her son is little Mikey. Well, I'm telling you, Eric is a family name like like for all the Shays type of shit. So there was my dad who was big Eric. And then my older cousin who was little Eric. And what and, were you, medium-sized Eric? No, I was Eric Lee. Oh, and yeah. And then my younger cousin was baby Eric. Okay. And That's he hated crazy. that. Well, uh, when I worked in college, when uh, my senior year... Oh, no, wait, uh, and his father's name was Jeff. We called him Eric. I oh, have really? no idea what was up with that. Yeah, when I, I got a, a second job because of the band I played. We got a, the money for there. But then I got another job, and I worked at uh, Ponderosa or Bonanza, one of those steak I think places. It was Ponderosa. It's crazy, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was working there, and they had, I think, four gyms. So there was a gym. Probably there was Jim. a James. There was a Jimmy. And then I guess what they called me. What'd you get? Jim James. What's up, Jim James? Why yeah, did they just Jim call you James. Jay? And I, I don't know, Jim James. And it, it was funny because I actually started liking it. Now I. It, oh, Jimmy James. Hey, Jim James. Like, hey, Jabba, stop your jabbering. Stop yeah. your jibber jabber. JJ. Yeah, that was a good job though. Actually, I really liked that job in college because it, it gave you pretty much an instant meal plan. I know, that's get, what I'm we, thinking the whole time. Yeah, like, that's, God, that's really the amazing. reason I started working there is to eat. And I yeah. ate, almost choked on some mashed potatoes there, Eric. The guy had to give me the Heimlich. I was actually choking out, ran into the bathroom. This was on break. Ran into the bathroom and then realized, why am I running into the bathroom? I'm going <laughs> to pass out and die. And, and I have to. No uh, one's gonna know. I have to qualify this because I did say I was choking on mashed potatoes. The problem was I went to eat the mashed potatoes. It was a whole back baked potato. No, this is no. It was mashed potatoes. This is the part of it that leads to a, a past story. Uh, my false tooth. Yeah. I, I ate the thing. It stuck and went down, and that got lodged in my throat. So I was choking, and the guy came and did the Heimlich, and I swallowed the tooth. 
but then threw up. But the tooth didn't come up. It was some weird thing because, yeah, they show that Heimlich. They don't. They never show the person vomiting afterwards. Yeah. And I think everybody must because all of a sudden you can breathe. And, so then I had to sit there and wait. I don't know why I didn't tell this during the this when my tooth got eaten by my dog because I had to wait for to pass the the tooth. And this tooth had these big fucking wires, wires and yeah. hooks. So I went to the student uh, medical center and asked the guy, like, hey, uh, should I worry about this? And he said, no, no, you'll pass it. Just wait. You have to kind of go through your shit. So I was shitting in a fucking garbage bag and going through. And I, did, I know. And I did find the tooth. I did pass it. And then I boiled it for like five minutes, fucking right in. Zippity doo da. Boiled that in some boiling water. Was afraid that it was going to melt. And then uh, just put it in and went to town, and they called me a, you know, I had a shit mouth or something. I don't know, shit breath. I didn't no, dragon breath. I did not care. I was in college. You, you don't have a lot of money to, to deal with nonsense. So when something yeah. like that happens, immediately I think, oh, holy shit, I'm not going to have a tooth. I can't afford to buy one. Uh, also happened at one point when I had a kidney stone, and I passed a kidney stone. But before that, I went to the hospital and said, oh, you know, I, they were like, you have a kidney stone, you're going to be. So I called my dad because when you're in college, you, you're on your parents' insurance. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know my dad had dropped his insurance like three weeks before. So I'm like, oh, my God. But I was already there. Never paid that bill, Eric. I'm a fucking scumbag. I didn't have money, and then I came yeah, back, and they couldn't find me. I never really scumbag. heard about You were a college student. Yeah, I, I could have paid it later, I guess. Uh, I did not. Later, I actually broke my finger, and the guy, the, it was like a, I don't know, it was a student uh, guy who was in med school who was de- dealing with me, and this guy actually, like, broke the law, I guess, because he ended up recognizing me, because, you know, I'm a big star in town, yeah. and he said, oh, you're in that band, the Box Trotters. I said, yep, and he's like, hey, listen, we can work out a deal here. I actually made a deal with him that we would play a party of theirs for the med students and that the hell he, out of here. yeah and that he did not put me through they just they gave me the fucking splint thing did all that fucking scot free walked That's amazing. out never played that party Eric oh my god <laughs> we did not oh, you're that scumbag, uh, no I'm, I'm not because the guy never called us I gave him our number I gave him my number and the guy Ken's number I never called so and I, didn't. I wanted you to gave play him the wrong number that'd be a kick ass fucking oh yeah man Fucking med school students. You know what uh, is that med school student parties? Lots of chicks there. I know. They all want to marry a doctor. Ah, uh, yes, but that that's it, Eric. No more stories. We have enough nonsense in this podcast. Uh, but, yeah, we'll, we'll be doing that. We're going to have a bunch of things up this week. Me and Reggie are going to do the uh, prequel comic uh, for Batman v Superman. We're awesome. going to have those chapters up. Uh, I'm going to try to do a... Just for the hell of it, Monday Just for uh, hell thing, it. but it, I've been so behind on things that I never get to do that. And then we'll have our books up Monday, starting on Monday or Wednesday, I mean, yes. and then everything else. But yeah, you can come to our site, weirdsciencedccomicsblog.blogspot.com. Go to Twitter at weirdsciencedc. See me put up uh, memes of the Wonder Twins that take off, Eric. One of my biggest memes <laughs> fist ever made. Yeah, fist bumping since. Oh, you made that? Yeah, I made that. That's, oh, that's me. Cool. That is all me. I think me. you just found that. No, no. That's that was, awesome. That, that's awesome. Then. Yeah, that's an original. Congratulations. Yes, I was doing my uh, comics, my list, because me and Reggie are going to start doing a thing on Saturday morning called just Saturday morning weirdness about like different things like uh, 
uh, cartoons, just something a little different that we were talking about. I don't about. know, Brad. You got a lot of books this week. I'm yeah, no, he might up. not get to it. I'm going to be freaking scot free. I'm going to go. I'm <laughs> Mr. Miracle, baby. Uh, awesome. But yeah, I, I was looking it up, and I really did like the Super Friends growing up. So I yeah, was talking too. about, and I forgot how it's much my first I introduction. hated. Telling it was that's what I said, uh, especially to some side characters. But I hated, hated with a passion. Wendy and Marvin. What about Do you remember Gleek? them? Uh, I like Gleek. You remember Wendy and Marvin? Weren't they just the kids? They were the kids before the Wonder Twins. Yeah. And I hated them. There was no reason they should have been in that fucking Justice League. They're fucking kids with that dog. Yeah, they, they were like just Wonder cows. Dog or something. I hated them. And then they had uh, the Wonder Twins, and I even put my little write-up. The Wonder Twins are a joke, right? Everybody, yeah. Oh, they're such a joke. They were not a joke. They weren't a joke to me. I'm telling you, every <laughs> kid that was growing up in my thing, that Wonder Twin powers activate – it's fucking hilarious. You'd run around and do that. You fucking exactly. fist bump. Hilarious. A and then joke. You know, yeah, no, you would do that all the time. It was not considered a joke. But well, then I, I said, too, I did it too as a kid. But well, like, um, did you do what I did then? Did it get what? very sexual? Yeah, it became. Yeah. Bad. Did you ever uh, inform of an ice dildo? Because that was like the go-to. <laughs> that was always the go-to. And uh, the only thing that was a joke about the Wonder Twins was a uh, fucking uh, what's his name? Is it uh, Jan or is Zan it, and Jan? And uh, Jana is the girl, right? I'm it's still Jan. It's, but it's, it's Zan and Jan. Zan. And uh, they, uh, he, he didn't have a very good power set. He nope. was always – he basically turned into a, a water that they put in a goddamn bucket or form you know, animal, ice. Yeah. And then form a bucket with the yeah. fucking water. Yeah, that's, it's, that, that was nonsense. But, yeah, I, I had that. I was talking about Fat Albert. I love Fat Albert. All those. Thundar the Barbarian. See, I was just a huge fan of the challenge of the Super Friends when the, like, the Legion of Doom would yeah. show up. Well, that, that, that was, was my freaking like, go-to. And these all go in – I even put Super Friends in. It's basically all the iterations of the uh, late 70s, early 80s, stuff like that. And the challenge was in there as well because the Legion of Doom were my favorite. That, right. that when they were introduced – that just upped the ante. It was so good. But I hated the characters they created, like friggin' Samurai and yeah. Black Vulcan. Oh, I said, I actually and, liked uh, uh, Apache uh, Chief. I love Apache Chief, and, yeah. And uh, I loved Apache Chief and El, was it El Dorado? I El Dorado. I loved him. They were just... Well, I know. That's the thing. They're so ra- racist. They're so racist, but yet when they came out, I didn't know that. I Why didn't they you were just great. have Black Lightning? Why does it have to be Black Vulcan? I know. Uh, Apache Chief was the best. I yell loved Chuck. him. I loved him. You know, as a short kid, I thought that I would love that power to just yell that fucking phrase and all of a sudden I grow and sound like I'm the bionic man jumping. I, I imagine you would just grow to a size of a normal person. Yeah, I'm like uh, emo Chuck and then I'm 6'1". I'm yeah. like, this isn't that great. It's pretty great. Wow, well, I'm 6'5", yeah. so it's yeah. pretty great up there. No, is it that great up there, huh? It's I'll pretty fuck, great. Yeah, I'll fucking punch you right in the face. First I can off, see I, that you're going bald. I will kick you in the balls. <laughs> You'll bend over, and then I'll punch you in the face, and then we'll be the same size. How about that? That is it. That's how we're going to end, Eric. Because, Fair enough. Uh, that's the podcast. we got a long one, and... Uh, I don't yeah. know. Maybe this one will uh, be enough for the next three weeks, right? We don't have yeah. to do it now until fucking March. That sounds amazing. March. Lousy smarch weather. Smarch. All right. Well, say what we say, Eric. Everybody have a great week. Thank you, Reggie and Ryan, for your contributions. Yes. Keep it weird. And we'll see you in seven. See you in seven. The truth, baby. That's the clean truth.